Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this Wednesday, almost 420, April 19, 2023. This sports program starts right now. Much mana! Much mana to everybody out there who is choosing to watch this particular program on this particular day. We have a massive sports program for you, but not only are we doing the sports today, Mm -hmm. okay? We have some big-time news. We got an incredibly handsome cowboy fuck coming on the show. Ooh. Country musician Parker McCollum Whoa. will be joining us. Okay. Now, okay. a lot of people are saying, who's Parker McCollum? They'll watch our show. Now, ask your significant other that's right next to you or potentially at work or somewhere else. Send a text message. Ask that question, too. Parker McCollum is the country musician for, like, love. Yeah, he's okay. a heartthrob. He is a heartthrob. Mm-hmm. He is properly jocked. Yeah. Yo. Properly jocked. Mm-hmm. Super handsome. Can ride a horse. Says just ranching or light ranching. Is an actual cowboy. Sings about love all goddamn day. All day. I got a chance going to a very nice golf course with him. He is also a sandbagging son of a bitch. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So whenever we talk to him, we'll chat, obviously, about his music. Got a new album coming. It's going to be great May 12. Okay. We're also going to talk about him being a sandbagging son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. But we're also going to talk about maybe his life Ooh. at the top of the fucking world right now. Absolutely. This guy did the rodeo down in Houston, from Houston, did the rodeo. I think it's like 70-some thousand people. Damn. That's a massive fucking uh, stadium to be performing from. They all knew all the words. Now, did I know all the words to this guy's song whenever I first met the guy? No. Probably not. Uh -uh. Actually had not heard really any of his particular songs whenever I met him. After meeting him, though, I said, cool fucking guy. Want this guy to be successful. Mm-hmm. I'll stream some of his songs. Sure. Turns out he's only got like 45 million streams on like seven, eight different songs. No big deal. Hundred some million. He is megastar. I was a complete doofus for not understanding that because of how cool and humble he was. Exactly. Makes sense. So that's good news. Can't wait to chat with him. Maybe he'll learn us something. Yeah, I'll teach Maybe. you something. Maybe he'll learn us. Speaking of learning something, Mike Rupp will join us. He's former yeah, Stanley Cup champion. Obviously, the NHL playoffs are in full swing. The NHL playoffs are must-watch. Yes. They are very entertaining. Now, even if you're not a hockey fan, you turn on an NHL playoff game, normally people are going to be flying uh-huh. at a really high pace. There's going to be incredible skill. There's going to be incredible passion. And there's a chance that a guy's going to get stabbed in the face and need 75 fucking stitches. Whoa. Middle geez. of the game. Morgan Barron stabbed in the face by the goalie's skate. Oh. Had to go to the locker room, get 75 stitches. He was asked what he was thinking about. Were you scared? He said, I just didn't know if we scored or not and how quickly I can get back out there. 75 fucking stitches. Now, you you do something to your elbow when you're a kid growing up. Something to your knee, maybe to your jaw, and you have to go get stitched up. They're like, oh, you got 12 stitches in there. That's a lot. Uh Yeah, you got 10 stitches in there. That's a lot. I got them all, literally all over the place. 75. Five stitches in the middle of a game, came back into the game. Only thing you wonder about is if we scored or not. These hockey players are fucking champions of toughness. Yeah, different breed. And the NHL playoffs are magnetic because there's not a lot of leagues that you can watch them fight each other. What? Skate around each other. What? Dance around each other. What? And then fucking stab them right in the face. That is a sport that is unmatched. Shout out to the NHL, obviously getting a lot of attention for the 75 stitches, but also being in playoff time where people should watch hockey, even if you don't like hockey. Hockey, all the dogs won last night. So even the favorites aren't like just taking this thing over. It's real competition. It's real battle. And it's really life-threatening, as we saw with Morgan Barron's face. We'll talk to Mike Rupp in the second hour. How often do people get stabbed in the face? Mm. Normally it's a puck to the mouth, so they got Mm -hmm. weird smiles. 
This time, it's a skate to the face like Happy Gilmore was trying to kill somebody. We'll also have Vaughn Miller on the program. Ooh, okay. Yeah, we'll get to catch up with Vaughn a little bit. I believe nice. he has Vaughn Day coming up soon. He's part of, obviously, Vaughn's vision. He's fucking Vaughn Miller. They're back in the building in Buffalo. He had no knee brace on. They're saying Ooh, he must oh, look really good. Do. He has oh. felt good since like four days after the surgery. Where's he at now? What are his thoughts on the Bills and the NFL as a whole? Cannot wait for today's program with the Toxic Table at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. Boys, how we doing? Fantastic. Last night, like you said, a lot of dogs in the NHL hockey playoffs. I thought there'd be some closer games. I know Ty's probably a little bit more upset about that than I am. But uh, still, What happened? The Golden Knights got their asses beat last night, but Again, we just talked about it. You got a guy who gets his face pretty much sliced off, gets 75 stitches, only misses a couple shifts, and comes back out and plays. You have absolutely no chance to win the game. So. What's that dude's name from that movie where the billionaire kid becomes uh, Robin Hood? He, uh, what is that, Batman? Yeah. yeah, Bruce Wayne. Okay, uh, so, and then the... Um, well said. Then who's the person at the end of Two the... Two-Face. That could have happened to Cuz last yeah, night. Hard. Yeah. He was getting full body weight pushed this way. A couple hundred pounds of pressure this way. With a... Pink. Skate, a knife, basically, this uh-huh. way. With the knee... And that bone right there, pretty strong. I think this one. I think this bone's pretty strong here. Yeah. So the couple hundred pounds on his face coming down this way, and then no give on this side with a knife here, mm. that could have been heads I win, tails Big time. you lose, or whatever, sure. whatever the hell it is. Goalie skate's Damn. usually a bit more heavy duty as well. So does look a little more heavy duty. It yeah, does. It looks sharp as a blade. And he basically just said, hey, as long as I can see out of my right eye, that's all that matters. I don't need the left side of my face at all. Came back and played 75. Great work by the uh, suture. Yeah, yeah, suture very, yeah. as yeah. well. That's a lot of... Mm-hmm. A lot of moving. Quickly. A lot of needles. A lot of needles quickly. And yeah. uh, that's how it ended. That... That doctor should be very proud of their work. Yeah. Uh, Thank God for the helmet, too. Hel- the helmet, the one they put on afterwards or the one well, in general? If he didn't, I'm just saying the helmet saved him a little bit because if he didn't have the, the shield in that, that was he might would have got in his eye. So that's the thing. Like, it actually went up underneath his. Yeah. I think it went up underneath his helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Because it lifted it up there. It's like when you send an Isley chip top chopped ham through the slicer. Yeah. Cut that meat. We've seen the Peyton commercial. Cut yeah, that, that meat. meat. Cut that meat. When it has kind of like a guardrail. Right. On it. Yep. One half of the hammer. Bang. Tone Diggs is here. Tone. Underdogs winning is good for Gomblin. What happened in the NBA? I hit big. You know why? Why? Because the Suns remembered who they yep. were. Mm-hmm. That Clippers Suns game was certainly a little bit of a seesaw, teeter totter, but they come back, get a big win at home. Now Chris Paul is 1 in 14 against Scott. Foster. Foster. The ref that was trying to fuck him the last 14 games. Mm-hmm. Interesting night for the NBA as well. How about the gambling? As you can see, uh, all the favorites covered in the NBA last yeah. night. The Celtics go up 2-0, and they're taking care of business that series. Uh, Cavs got a big win over the Knicks, who beat them in game one and tied 1-1. And then Devin Booker, what, had 38, I believe, to uh-huh. lead the Suns, mm-hmm. 123-109, who were down early. I uh, was a little worried about them, but all the favorites covered last night. De- Devin Booker's a dog. We saw him got to, uh, saw him play live. Oh, he yeah. looks like he's moving in slow motion. Kevin Durant, awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's such a big fan of his. Also a massive fan of this man. Ladies and gentlemen, 14-year NFL corner, uh, icon, pro bowler, all pro, Pac-Man Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pac-Man, uh, you watching much of the NHL or any of the NBA playoffs right now? A lot of NBA playoffs, man. Um, What's that all about? Waiting to see NHL? these Lakers no. tonight. But oh. I, well, uh, you know, I didn't. I don't really know too much about the hockey thing. Um, 
I'm getting go boats. <laughs> hey, pack. Go boats. Go boats. Go boats. Big go wins boats. for go boats yeah. last night. Go boats. They go won boats. last night at home. Massive, massive. Go boats. Pac-Man said he was a big Atlanta Thrashers fan, and once they yeah. moved out of Atlanta, he said, "I can't. I can't watch." Is that true? You knew the Atlanta Thrashers? No. Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never did the ice. Never, Never did, did the, the ice. ice. How about the Olympics? You ever watching these figure skaters? Yeah, they, come they on. Fuck, they do it. They do triple McTwisty Ollie thing. Yeah, we got the guy. You ever Nathan, seen it? Nathan, Nathan Chen. Yeah. That's right. We got the guy. Redemption story. You don't do the ice? Don't do the ice. Okay, well, let's talk about the basketball then. Yeah. LeBron James <laughs> and I might be able to go on a run, huh? Lakers yeah. might be able to do it. You're a big-time Bron fan. Br- big-time Bron fan. I'm eager to see how this goes tonight, but... Um, that sun seems going to be tough in the West. Yeah, oh, yeah. very good. The, the West is... Yeah, that's going to be tough. You're right. It's, Nuggets are tough out there, too. Yeah, Joker. Mm-hmm. He hasn't won anything. He's going to be pretty motivated. The Clippers. How about the like, Kings? Let's not get crazy. Yeah, the Kings are hot. Golden State. Guy still. got his actual sternum stomped through the court. Yeah, I hope he's all right. And a guy got ejected and suspended for a game. You know, immediately upon watching the Draymond Green stomp, we thought to ourselves, Sebastian's kind of asked for it. Yeah, he kind of put it. Kinda. He put his leg in a rear naked choke. If yep. you watch it from the beginning uh-huh. towards the end, Turned a little. and then yeah, he does a little Sharp little whoopy will like a Mac Jones move almost Bingo. that yep. somebody would do, yep. and uh, then he kind of lets him go. Draymond's tripping. Draymond decides instead of tripping over top of him and being a gentleman, he says, "I am Draymond Green." That's right. This guy did give me the green light here, basically by <laughs> putting my leg in a rear naked choke, and he stomps right down in the center of Sabonis' sternum. Now, Sabonis has a bruised sternum. Mm-hmm. There's a chance his ego might be a little bit inflamed. And yeah. What will this do for the Sacramento Kings going forward? Ooh. We're up 2-0 over the Golden State Warriors in a best-of-seven series. And remember, in the history of best-of-sevens, yep. if you go up 2-0, you are winning 92% of the time. It's a high clip. But maybe Draymond Green, who is the consummate menace, mm-hmm. yeah. we got to get Sabonis out of here. Nobody's going to think that... Uh, Bruce Sternum will do the trick. Jeez. Wait till Sabonis tries to breathe after I step <laughs> right through this guy's heart. Is that what that was? Is this a plan? Or do we think that Sabonis... I had no idea Sabonis was going to be hurt from that. I did not know that no, that cool. was going to happen. But once again, wood on the bottom of that. Yep. Not very giving, I guess. I, I didn't get a chance to go back and see that clip where he really had his ankle in the headlock where yeah. oh, yeah. he could have got hurt also. Yes, um, agreed. If, if this wasn't Draymond Green, I don't think the player gets agreed. suspended. Um, only reason Draymond got suspended in this situation because of all the other shit that he's done done in the past. Um, I think this is going to hurt hurt them. I don't think the Warriors are going to win this series, oh. and I think they lose this week. No. Oh, oh. no. Come on. Clean sweep. You think oh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson are just going to go out laying down? I, I can tell you whose fault this is. <laughs> Who? That stupid fake video that Steph put out. The fakes videos oh, curse. Could be chucking the ball. Could same, be, yeah, same, thing happened, same thing happened to Tom with his stupid job one. machine uh-huh. and the hole in one. Yep. N- never in the history of athletics has a player on a team who put out a fake video ever come back to win anything. Well, and I don't know why Steph would do that. Because yeah. like I tried it. It's now believable. granted now granted our our court here obviously is in full size, but those are NBA threes. Yeah. So we're probably like ten feet short. Mm-hmm. 10, 15 feet short. Sure. It's makeable. Which is certainly, a, that's that's a long distance. I get it. But still, pretty far. We tried it. And the gym he was in was not the largest gym, but yeah. it could have been longer. I tried it from that corner right back there on the other side of that football, uh, other side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Same way he did. I obviously made them sporadically. To make five in a row would be incredible. But I'm hitting four in a row rattling yeah, off around. the rim. It's like the Fairly greatest. quick, too. Yeah, like within five, ten minutes of trying mm-hmm. it. The greatest shooter of all time, 
we assume he'd be able to fucking figure that out to be able to do it. So I don't know, like the dude, perfect folks, allegedly a video came out, you know, that they put out. Right. So is that them gimmicking what people think that they think that they're doing? Probably. Mm -hmm. I didn't follow it up enough. Mm -hmm. Person in a green suit though. Yeah. Yep. Sliding on a zip line, catching a ball, putting the ball in the hoop. Yeah. And dude, perfect put that out there. So we assume that's not how they always do it. But there is a thought that people that are less athletic or less skilled mm -hmm. would have to do that to accomplish some of the shit that we see on the internet. Okay. Yeah. So that's not like kayfabe crazy. Steph, we don't think that. Like Steph, it's like, yo, you're the greatest shooter of all time. Why would he sign up to do that? I, I don't, I still don't. Has his... He's thinking about it day in, day out, I bet. If you give him Has his reputation minutes, taken a hit? I think so. In my eyes, just like, from that one fact. I think a lot of people have forgotten about it. You really think he could He could do that, though? Oh, yeah. I thought he could. Sure. I, think Definitely. He, I think if you give him 30... You don't think so? No. Not, not how the video was. Yeah, but let's just say they don't choose to do that video. They line up from somewhere else that's just as bananas, and he shoots... I think he could easily make three, stuff. five yeah. in a row. He's Steph Curry. You, yeah, give, you give him 30 minutes, he's making five in a row from damn near anywhere on the court. I think okay. so. You don't think he's the greatest shooter of all time, Pat? Greatest. That's why I think it's such a big deal to us. Like, why'd you, Steph, why'd you do that? You didn't have to do it. You don't have to do that. Dude, perfect has to do that. He might have had to, like, go film Holy Moly or something like that. <laughs> so maybe it's like Fuck. a little bit of a time crunch. And like, hey, listen, Joe Tessitore is fucking waiting. How okay, tough I got to go. That'd be a tough decision. I think yeah, him, and, him and Tom both were investors in a company, too, that I don't know things were happening with allegedly. Tony. Well, Tom, like, none of us believe that Tom made that alone one ever. No. Yeah, knew that right away. Steph shooting, though. There were some marks out there. And maybe, maybe we're upset because we are marks. Maybe we're upset because we wanted to believe it. Could be. Well, we you know, maybe that's why, because we were so emotionally invested. Sorry about The do perfect thing, too. It's like you've seen him in action at WrestleMania do the first shot in. Come so, on, like, man. you kind of believe that. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. What? You don't no. think? No. The editing on this is I don't even think he hit one. Bro, I was hit. It's I, very possible. I don't even think he hit one. What are you talking about? Out of you, the whole wreck. You get like a soccer goalie do that too? They fucking Bro, hit that backboard every single time. Mm -hmm. They don't even shoot hoops every day. Now, granted, where he's at might be very difficult, but would the internet care if he was up at the other, like if he was at the other NBA 3 right there, shooting a different style? No. Same reaction, mm -hmm. and he could probably make it. This editing, though, is phenomenal. So good. But they, he might never win again. They got the Steph Curry of editing to do this. That's like you taking a ball and punting it and hitting it. Five times in the goal. I'm not the greatest of all time at that though. But like that if, I so those, if I was one of those, if I was one of those Aussies, if I was one of those, he's done it from 50 yards away from outside. Yeah, I hit it into a garbage can, mm -hmm. but like five times in a row is what I'm he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right. Like Hugh McCluggage is doing that. You know, fucking whenever he needs to. Bingo. Know? Bailey Smith <laughs> exactly could do that anytime. Mason Cox right could do that mm -hmm. with a uh, Aussie rules football. I almost called it Arena League. God. AFL is just Arena League, Arena League, Arena League. <laughs> yeah. That is not what it is anymore. No, with the Sharon. It is the Aussie Rules Football League. That's right. Sharon. Anyways, uh, basketball is doing its thing. The NHL is doing its thing. Football is doing its thing. And we are right in the middle of a lot of different storylines. Oh, yeah. yeah. We are one week away, uh, one week in a day away mm -hmm. from the 2023 NFL Draft. It'll be our fourth annual draft spectacular. We cannot wait for it. Massive surprises. We are exploring the space. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. right. Using the whole space here at the Thunderdome is being explored. We love 
draft night. Mm-hmm. Mostly it. because we have no idea who any of the people are <laughs> after the fourth or fifth pick. And it's us just trying to predict and figure out how great a player will be, how bad a player will be, what it will do for a team. More specifically, who just got pissed off by this pick? Mm-hmm. That is kind of what the draft has become because when a team drafts a new player, they're obviously indicating that they would like another player potentially yep. to get phased out of the team. Correct, Pac? Pew, pew. That... That is every single NFL draft. If you ask the players in the league what they think of the draft, uh, either me or one of my friends loses my job. Mm-hmm. You ask the fans of teams, you're like, can't wait to see who we get next. Mm-hmm. So our draft spectacular, although it is always good vibes, it's coming from a little different perspective sure. than most draft shows. I think we have proven that. We've done it in a living room. We've done it in a, sh- uh, a stage. This will be right. the first one in the Thunderdome. Yep. We got surprise guests. Mm-hmm. We got inside information, I think. Here we right. go. Yeah. We got some good shit coming. Yep. And we got dreams coming true for 31 different guys because there isn't 32 picks because the Dolphins were cheating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? That's exactly. Right. Pain, pain to lose. Boom. No, that's not why they lost it. Trying to lose Tom Brady. That was yeah. when they, they lost tampering. It. Yeah. Trying to lose, they're like, you're going to have to pay us. That was the thing they did, too, though, I think. Allegedly. allegedly. That was allegedly. We gotta make sure we say that. Went to the playoffs the year after, so were they trying to lose? Yeah, now he's investing fully. Give Tyreek Hill the deal. Exactly. Let's make Saved up for that little money. thing. Yeah. But it was the hey, other owners were like, can't have this happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't have you just dancing in Tom Brady's DMs. Nope. Offering up a percentage of the fucking team whenever Absolutely. he's on the Patriots. Can't have this happen. No. You're losing, I think you got fined heavy. Yep. Yeah. And then a first round is a big time punishment because as we're looking, only 31 picks for a night that the NFL dominates the entire media world. Yeah. So to naturally be shorter. So that punishment of losing a first rounder is a big deal that they gave to Miami. But what is going to take place? Will it be a defense heavy draft? Will there be more quarterbacks than we imagine or much less quarterbacks than we could imagine? This one's a real question mark back for the first time in a few years, it feels like. Yeah, but it's going to be a lot of quarterbacks, I think. I think it's going to be four quarterbacks in the first round. Um, I think it's going to be more big guys on the defensive side, D tackles, uh, D ends and linebacker as far as draft-wise. And you can kind of tell because who was getting paid and who wasn't getting paid as far as the ah. offseason, too. So, that, so you that, think that's an indicator of what they think they'll be able to get in the draft? Oh, yeah, that's a big indicator. Okay. Not a bad deal there. I'm, that's not a bad read. No, mm-hmm. not at all. That's like a real – I don't think we've ever had that particular narrative where it's like, all right, they're pairing these people because they don't think that there's going to be any of those types of people in the draft coming up. Not a bad – huh? Yeah. Running backs. Yeah, you can no go and get, you can go and get nope. your young running back right now for cheap in the second, third round, fourth round. That's probably going to be very productive. They're yeah, saying there's no. a potential couple running backs going to get traded on draft night. People yeah. are saying Dalvin Cook's going to get fucking yeah. traded on Zeke's draft Zeke's still inside. Dalvin Cook, Zeke. But the uh, the over-under right now is one and a half for running backs in the first round. Bijan's going in the first round, so it's if someone sneaks in. Second, third round. In the, in the, Only 32 the picks. Uh, one guy lost his dream of being a first-round pick. Right. Because the Miami Dolphins are fucking cheap. Sure, but they picked up... Uh, if you do become the 37th second pick, you get to go to the six-time Super Bowl champs, one of the greatest organizations of all time. Who's that? Sue's Pittsburgh Steelers, because they traded Chase Claypool for fucking first-round pick. Well, and then they got Allen Robinson. Uh-huh. Yeah. For $5 million. For $5 million bucks in a seventh-round swap. Mm-hmm. That's wild to me. No, I, still I still don't understand don't how that works, but that happened yesterday. Uh, let's pivot away from football a little bit. Let's start talking about sandbagging a little bit. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> we all know what that is, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You know, when you have a conversation with somebody before you play a round of golf. Sure. And due to the words that were exchanged by you and said person, Mm -hmm. your expectation of their level of golf is at something. Then all of a sudden, that is not the case at all. They were lying. Nay, they were sandbagging. Oh. 
Joining us now is the most handsome sandbagger I've ever seen. He has an album coming out on May 12th. It's going to be a banger. Hell yeah. Obviously, you can go on Spotify and be one of the hundreds of millions of people that have streamed this handsome Cowboys songs. Ladies and gentlemen, Parker McCall. Yeah! What's up, dude? How we doing? Good to see you. Hey, where'd you get that hat? Did you, uh, did you go to a golf tournament that was, uh, that was down there in uh, Georgia? Uh, I played my own golf tournament uh, down at a little club in Georgia recently. So, oh, really? Nice. I did, and I, I, and I did not, uh, I did not perform very well, but I had a great time. Yeah, I did. There it is. You heard it. Oh. Yep. You heard what just happened. Sand right there? again. I got a chance to play golf with you at a very nice course down there in Georgia as well. And you were coming fresh out of the rodeo in Houston. Okay, fresh in, fresh out of the rodeo, Houston. You had no hours of sleep. You were celebrating the whole thing. Right into the lunch we were having before we went out to golf at this sure. place, and the conversation was just like, "Oh, I'm shit." You know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be lucky to get off a tee box. Oh, okay. You know that type of shit. And he's got zero hours of sleep. Incredibly handsome. Looks terrible. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Like this guy's been through. Bags. This guy's been through it. Obviously, like the last thirteen hours or so. First hole I'm on this guy. We did a uh it was a par three thing we did. First hole I'm watching almost hits a fucking hole in one. Come on. Oh, hits the thing. Next hole, same thing. Ridiculous. Next hole, same thing. 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 It was unbelievable. No sleep. The worst this guy's ever gonna be was the best golfer on the golf course out of nowhere. And he said, My dad ain't gonna believe this. That's what you said. That you're a sandbagger. You have the same game, you have the same plan every time you play with everybody, or did I just happen to see the greatest Parker McCollum performance on a golf course ever? You quite literally saw the greatest I've ever hit the ball in my entire life. God, you're um, so good. That would be so much it fun. It just so happened to ha- uh, be right after I told you that I'm not a good golfer, uh, which I'm really not. Uh, I think I shot 90 both days at the little club down in Georgia yesterday and, and Monday. Um, had a couple birdies. I had some good holes, but I had some really bad holes. Are you a sports guy? Uh, obviously, you're athletic. I saw your movement uh, with – the golf club. You rode a horse mm-hmm. out of the rodeo. I, st- I still think you should ride a horse onto every stage that you're on yep. and off of every stage that you're on because you can ride a horse and I can't. That'd be a cool thing that you would do, but I assume in the country world it's different. Um, you're an athlete. I assume you're a pretty athletic human being. How'd you get into singing? Uh, when I found out that I wasn't as good of an athlete as I wanted to be um, and I realized that I could play guitar and sing better than all my friends buddies on the football team i decided that that was the route for me what age uh i was probably sophomore in high school 15 16 years old were you supposed to be in like your family in music how'd you get into music you just picked up a guitar one day now my older brother's a really good songwriter he'd been doing it since he was a little kid uh, i really just wanted to do what my big brother was doing had he been ice skating I would probably be ice skating today. Uh Happy or not in the NHL, guy got stabbed in the face last night, 75 stitches. Mm -hmm. That's a real deal. Happened last night, NHL. I'm happy that face is singing (laughs) and not getting stabbed by hockey skates. Uh, So you go to Nashville, you have to, out of Texas, you go to Houston, you go to Nashville, and then you kind of get put into, like, the country music, I don't want to say machine, but, like, into the factory over there. Is that something that's real, or is that kind of blown out of proportion? Uh, no, it's, it's very real. I was lucky though. I put out my first two albums as a solo artist on my own label. Um, so I was selling a bunch of tickets. Hell yeah, dude. 
Hell yeah. I was telling how much tickets and had a, you know, my own tour bus and, and my band was on salary, all this stuff before I ever signed a record deal. So when I signed my deal, the ball was kind of in my court. And uh, I basically told them the only thing that I really cared about was having creative control. I wanted to do it how I do it and, and didn't want anything to change. And um, shout out Universal Records. They've kept their word on that 100% and, and they still uh, allow me to run the show. Well, congrats to you. Not a lot of people are entrepreneurs these days or hustlers, which is what you would have to be to be able to put yourself in the position that you're in to tell Universal fucking records, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to do this. Okay. Probably. All right, I'm going to wear these two chains. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm a gold chain cowboy. I'm going to wear really cool hats. Of course. I'm going to wear my Lucchese boots. Okay, right. Lucchese boots. I'm going to wear those things. But you got to put yourself in that position is not easy. Okay, that is not an easy thing to do. So congrats on that. Having a band on salary, a lot of pressure. Congrats on that. Keeping the creative freedom. Congrats on that. How come you don't make a song for Will you make a song for me? Everything, you know what I mean? And I guess, you know, it's uh, obviously I have a beautiful bride. Mm-hmm. I got a baby on the way. That's right. Sure. I certainly love love, don't I? Who does? Big fan. Hey, we we fucking love love. That's your avenue, though, huh? You are the love god, it feels like. We we were listening to all your songs this morning to kind of refresh everybody. It's like, this guy is a heartthrob. Yes, he is. Is that that on purpose or no? It's just natural how your brain works. Uh, You know, just always my favorite songs in country music growing up were sad love songs about everything going terribly wrong. And, uh... Now I'm I am married as well. I have a, a wonderful wife, and uh, um, I still sit around most of the time when I'm playing guitar, trying to write songs like that. So it's it's kind of like uh, sometimes I can turn it on and I can go there and write those songs, and sometimes I try to and I fail miserably. So well, you want to just make us one one time? That's just yeah. like I got fucked up last night. You know, you do a lot oh, of drinking yeah. songs. You got a lot of drinking songs. You know, I got I got some drinking songs. I got a couple on this new record coming out too. But you know, Pat, the only time that we've ever hung out, I was fucked up. So, <laughs> hey, we had a pretty good time that night. Hey, I don't think you, I don't know what you expected going in there. I I didn't know what to expect going in there. I don't I don't know if that's what I should have expected. What ended up happening? But man, we had a good time out there, Parker. Yeah, I have uh, my story about you at dinner at that place is is one of my favorite stories, and I will tell it forever and ever and ever, any chance that I get. What is it? Uh, You know, I was at this nice club down in Georgia. You have to dress very nice for dinner, and uh, and uh, Pat here forgot, I think, his entire suitcase, so he brought no clothes for dinner. True. Uh, when when Mr. Manning had sent us a very specific itinerary and instruction on what to bring and what to wear, Pat shows up with absolutely nothing. That happened, yeah. And uh, but but what he did bring was a massive bag of some fun gummies, for lack of a better term. And he had them in his arm. You can see he had them in his arm like this, walking around the dinner room, just offering at this nice club in Georgia, passing them out. And he gave me a couple. Uh, that I thought were, you know, some low dose. They were high dose. I should have asked. That's my fault. Not my first rodeo. And uh, and, and it, it got the best of me. I lost that battle miserably. And I thought I was going to die later that night. But I didn't. Still here. Shout out, Pat. Here, here. Still here. Here, here. Sure. Hey, you, you pulled it off well, you know, because you did tell me the next morning we had a conversation about what had happened. And he goes, what was that, dude? You know, give me one of those. I was like, Good time. We had a good time. It was a great night. You pulled it off. You were put into a situation that I don't know if I would have been able to do uh, that you did. 
I seen this guy grab guitar in living room, okay, of okay. place. Singing exactly how it sounds like on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So you listen to him sing. There's a lot of effort, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, yeah. it is a, hey, you're a, sh- you are a, your voice is a grand one, right? Is that the proper, I don't know music well enough. How, is that how it should be described? It's loud. Yeah, this guy's fucking loud. Okay? <laughs> Takes a lot of effort. It was it was really well done though. On two hours of sleep, while on cloud fifty five, I was right there with you though. So you know, if I had to sing, it wouldn't sound anywhere near as good as yours. But I would have battled for you. And ever since that moment, I was like, all right, Parker McCollum, cool dude. I think I even told the boys oh, yeah. mm-hmm. once I got back to my room where there was maybe a phone I was allowed to use. I said, hey boys, Parker McCollum, cool fucking guy. Let's talk about this album coming out May twelfth. Hey. Never enough. Is that never enough good times? Never enough edibles? Never enough whiskey? Never enough beats to nod your head to? Never enough like, oh, I'm not enough. What what do we got coming in? And did you write this song? And what's the process to get to a new album or this album? And what's the process to get here? Uh, I wrote all the songs but one. Um, It's my first time cutting an outside song in uh, two. I think I, I didn't have an outside song on my last record. Um, so I, I chose to do one, this record wrote all the other songs. Um, you know, it's kind of a, a crazy process when you tour as much as I do, you're, you're kind of just sitting in studio time, you know, where you, you know, here and there and kind of piecing things together. Um, but this record, I mean, I, I think it's the, the best collection of songs I've put together so far in my career, but, um, it's, uh, the, the never enough thing kind of, kind of comes from everything you mentioned and then everything you didn't mention, uh, kind of feel like you never can work enough you know no matter how much you do it's never enough you climb one mountain you know that you thought you would never be able to climb and, and all of a sudden you're at the top of it and, and the only thing you do is is look up at the next mountain that you want to climb and, and it seems like huh. you know no matter what it is material things or accolades or awards or whatever you always want more and it's never enough i see a lot of them hanging behind you i assume another one's coming i love hearing that you've only taken one song from somebody else what do you gotta do you gotta have a lot of trust in that human you gotta like that human why is it that you just, because of your creative control, I guess, you just kind of want your voice to be heard? Because isn't it very normal in country music? Because what was that song? Nick, you remember, I was listening to it. It was Kenny Chesney. It was about life, obviously. It was a good one. Trip Around the Sun? Yeah, Trip Around the Sun might have been what it was. And I was watching an award show, and that song won like an award. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm happy it did. Go, Kenny. That's a good song. And Kenny gets up, looks like he's still sitting, but he gets up. He starts walking his way to the stage or whatever. And then they're like, this song was written by, and they had 70 fucking people on it. I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, whose story was I listening to? Mm -hmm. I I didn't know whose brain I wanted to, like, say thank you to for, like, how great it was. Feels like that's how your business operates. You do not operate that way. Uh, I, I write I write a lot of songs with my friends. Um, co-writing is is something I didn't do for a long time. I had never really done it until I, I signed my record deal, and and uh, I was kind of jaded towards it for a while. But now I really enjoy it just because now I just hang out with the best songwriters in the world that have written some of my favorite songs in the history of country music, and they come over to my house and and want to write songs with me. It's it's kind of cool, and and it gets me excited about it. But. Um, the outside song, man, it's think it's called Things I Never Told You, and, and my buddy Taylor Phillips texted it to me one day, and I listened to it one time, and, and there's a line in it that said I had a Playboy stashed in a Johnny Cash LP sleeve in my room, <laughs> and that was the line I said, damn, I wish I would have written that. I'm going to sing the shit out of that song. I love that. I love the little piecing it together. I also like the fact that you said, yeah, now the greatest songwriters in the world just come to my house. What are you guys doing, smoking dope? 
We got uh, oh. instrumentals in the back. We got a bunch of guitars. We got wastegate. Right. How does one of those writing sessions go? And how long are they? Uh, they can be two hours. They can be all day. Um, but usually, I'm the only one that's probably smoking something. Um, not always. Most of the time, that's the case. Um, but you know, some pe- everybody kind of has their vice. Uh, everybody, you know, they they usually you know supply your your own vice, whatever, whatever you need to write songs, you're, you're kind of expected to bring it. And then, uh, uh, if you don't, there's probably some of whatever you want already there. Ty Schmidt has a question for you, Parker. Yeah, Parker. Uh, I think I read that George Strait was, uh, one of like your big inspirations growing up. And obviously like when you're going to perform in concert, everyone's there to hear your music and, and all that kind of stuff. But it seems like, you know, the more concerts I go to, like the things that people really remember are the covers how do you choose uh, like what covers you're going to do, especially when you're talking about how you want so much creative control? Like, I assume that's kind of difficult, kind of landed. And you know, when you have an unbelievable voice, I assume you're just like, well, fuck, I can, I can cover any of these songs. Like, how do you go about that process and decide which covers you're actually going to sing? Uh, we don't do any covers. Wow. What we have before uh, live shows? Before. Yeah, well, live shows. Yeah, live shows, no covers right now on this Damn. on this tour. Um, and I don't think you know we, we would do like uh, Dwight Yoakam's version of Suspicious Minds last year on tour, and uh, the kids just did not know it. And then they would message me after the show saying, "Man, I love your new song, Suspicious Minds." But like, dude, that's an Elvis song that Dwight Yoakam covered, and we do his verse. So it just didn't connect. So um, they they really it's every now and then we'll throw one in there, but it's super rare for us. I watched The Voice or any of these things. You got to pick the right song. You do. That's right. Hey, song selection is a big fucking deal, Parker. Play the crowd. Okay. It's a big deal. What's uh? What, what are you doing? You doing amphitheaters, arenas? What are we? Uh, where? Where? Where are we right now in the career? Because we looked at streaming numbers. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Absurd. Uh, Hilarious. And how many shows a year? Yeah. Uh. Well, I played about 130 last year. I'll only do about 95 this year. Oh, um, which is. You know, significantly less for me. Um, but it's really, I mean, that's the American dream, right? Work less, make more money. Um, yes. Wow. And, uh, um, but the, the, we do, we do quite a few arenas. Um, we do some big amphitheaters. We got a show in Dallas coming up that's, that'll sell out 20,000 people amphitheater. Oh, you're doing a fucking stadium. Yeah. Yeah. We do. We'll do. Well, those are with Wallen. The stadium shows are, are, are opening up for Wallen. So, hey, good move. Hey, you like, you guys get along, you and uh, Morgan? He seems to be on top of the world. He's the guy right now in the country music world. Yeah. He's, he's the guy. I don't know if anybody will ever do what he's doing again. Why? Um, it's kind of unprecedented. What? Uh, I just, uh, I don't even know if you, I mean, the, the, the numbers and the, you know, dude. To be 30 years old, I think he's 29 or 30 and selling out two nights at MetLife Stadium and, you know, um, whatever the Washington football team's called now, their stadium, we're playing there with him and we're playing Wrigley Field with them, we're playing Fenway Park with him oh. and they'll all sell out 40, 50,000 people, so. They're the commanders. Okay. The commanders, yes. Wake up. You're a big NFL guy, right, aren't you? A big NFL guy. Loves the Texans. Yeah, really? loves the Texans. That sucks. Number two overall pick, Parker. Okay, here we go. We're gonna get better yeah, you know, this year. Well, if I had to guess, whoever we draft with that second pick uh, probably won't have a great career, and whoever goes first <laughs> and third will probably be Hall of Famers. So, <laughs> um, uh, absolutely miserable. That's fantastic. Tony has a question for you, Parker. I, I feel like we're sitting on a big money idea. 
we open up a bar in Nashville. Boom. We call it hell of a year so people could stumble out. They said we had hell of a year in there. Boom. Spent a year in hell of a year last night. All yeah. the artists are doing doing it. What do you think? You got if, if people would really spend an entire year in there, I would say there's no way it could fail. Um, just mathematically thinking off the top of my head, if you're in there for a year, you're going to have to pay for a lot more stuff than just an exactly. evening. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's pretty genius. But, um, you know, I, I live in uh, – I'm actually uh, leaving Nashville this weekend. And uh, for I have a house here in Texas. I'm moving back to my house in Texas full time. So, Congrats. That's the goal, right? Come to Nashville. That's it's like college, university. Do your thing. Boom, we're moving back to Texas. Good for you. Hell yeah. Congratulations. Sure. We're going to miss you in Nashville, though. We're, we we're opening a bar. Hell of a, hell of a month. <laughs> hell of a month. Just need them for, <laughs> for one month. Uh, Connor has a question for you, Parker. Yeah, Parker, obviously yeah. it has been a hell of a year for you. And uh, with the new album coming out, Never Enough, you know, it's good to know that you ain't going nowhere. But with all the traveling and touring that you do, is it hard for loved ones to get a handle on you? You know, because I assume there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, trying to be loved by you and your pretty heart because in the end you're really just kind of living like a cowboy well done (laughs) anytime i get hounded in the airport or anywhere or anywhere that's that's usually how they they approach me is by saying all my song titles that's spot on hey mark (laughs) (laughs) well done uh but man the the travel thing gets uh it it gets kind of a grind you know And, and at the same time you're so used to it i mean i'm sure pat understands that you through an NFL season, I mean, you you wow. see your house for like three hours um, for those 16, 17, 18 weeks. Um, and uh, it's kind of the same way for me, but it's just, you know, 47, 48 weeks out of the year. Um, you know, you come home on Sunday. You might come home on Sunday, but you're leaving on Wednesday night immediately. Um, there's actually a lot of similarities. I always make quite a few comparisons between professional sports and the music business. There's, it's just, I mean, you're in there. If you're playing a professional sport, you're in the entertainment industry. Bar none. I mean, you 100% are. And uh, you have to perform and you got to be on and there's no excuses. And um, how long you know, do you play? Level of how long do you play for? Uh, we usually do not, uh, about an hour and a half. Nice. What do you do? What, uh, I'm not giving it away, I guess. Yeah, go see a show. I was yeah, I was gonna say, well, what's the order? You know, what's the order in which we do? Because there, there's a strategy. I assume you've been on the road a long time grinding. You got early, got to play a banger, right? Don't you get to get them there? And then come out with a banger, come out with a banger heavy, banger heavy, banger heavy. And then you got to leave a couple in the chamber, right, for the end oh, of yeah. the night. So, right, isn't that a balance? Yeah, you know, I've, I've been really lucky. I've had um, uh, a few number ones now, and then, but I've had songs that you know. Or, or higher streamed and more popular than my number ones. So we have quite a few hits in our, in our uh, set. So it's actually nowadays it's, it's, it's pretty nice. You can kind of, you can throw some deep cuts in there every now and then, but it's kind of nice to just play hit and then another hit and then another hit. What? What? And then another. What? what? Did you murder that deer behind you or no? I murdered that deer. I did with my bow and arrow. Oh, did you have the? Did we have camo on? Do we have face paint on? Were we hanging uh, out a blind? I don't know. You can watch the hunt on YouTube. Actually. Oh, um, you're a content creator. You're you're a uh, internet hunter. No, no. Uh, I, I that was. I think I've done it twice. Uh, but the uh, I'm about to sign a, a deal with a bow company here in a few weeks, and uh, okay. I'll have to do some a couple hunts a year on camera. So. Congrats, dude. Let's go. Thank you. Lucchese boots. 
a bow company mm-hmm. moving back to Texas. That's right. Jeez, you're going to be the face of fucking Texas. You're going to be Texas's finest. Yeah. yeah. You do fishing as well or just hunting? I love to fish. I don't, uh, I don't have the time to fish throughout the year. I actually block off all of the month of November and, and three weeks in December just to hunt. Um, but it's like the prime time fishing throughout the year. I'm usually typically on the road, so I don't get to fish as much as I'd like. Pac-Man Jones has a question for you. Barker, I got a lot of big friends down there. Any big features on this new album that's coming out? Uh, no features on my record. I did just do a song with Diplo that's supposed yes. to be coming out. Oh, oh, uh, EDM. Yeah, Fucking Diplo, dude? Jeez. And then uh, I just did a song um, with a young girl who's going crazy, blowing up on TikTok and stuff right now. And she sent me this song Dylan. about Texas that, uh, and asked me to sing on it. And um, I was kind of blown away at how good the song was. And so I was out in El Paso. Had some Luke Casey meetings out there last week, and then we, we played that arena out there. And um, and so she, well, I guess what I did originally, she didn't like. She's like, "Well, you redo it." So I went to the studio out there in Paso and recut it. And um, I don't know, maybe she hates it, maybe she loves it, but I think I think oh. we'll see the light of day. Hold on, what type of what genre of music? Uh, she's like a like a pop rapper singer, incredibly talented, Bad phenomenal man. voice. Uh, she's really young. She's like basically still a kid, um, but she's going crazy on the internet right now and, and so, so talented. Um, so I had never met her. Her label reached out to my label, said, you know, we Parker want to be on this song and I listened to the song and loved it. So what about Diplo? You and him just sandbagging out there, just having a good time. And he was like, oh, I got this cool beat. And you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, I can sing shit over that. What mm-hmm. is, is it? A techno song. When are we going to hear that? No, it's, it's not really. It's uh it sounds like if you took one of my songs and put Diplo's spin on it. Great. Okay. Uh, but I thought it was going to be not good at all, but it actually turned out. I was, I was really surprised at how, how well it turned out. And so uh, he's playing stagecoach and I'm playing stagecoach, I think on the same day in a couple weeks. So there's some talk about us debuting the song at Stagecoach. I haven't had any confirmation. Breaking news. Oh. Breaking news. Diplo, Barker McCall, and debuting a song Stagecoach. Let's couple go. Weeks. No confirmation on that here on the Pat Max. Breaking show. news. Yep. Confirmed. <laughs> Diplo and Parker are going to be out in the middle of a desert mm-hmm. in California, and they are going to debut a new song. That's going to be awesome. Hell Thank it. you for that piece of information there, Barker. Let's go. Absolutely. We're excited to hear that. Uh, we're pumped to hear that. I'm thankful you stopped by to chat with us, brother. I hope I get to see you again sometime. 48 weeks on the road. That's like WWE. Yeah. You always compare like professional athletics. You should think about WWE. It seems like that's what you're doing, but you're performing for 90 minutes. That's a lot. Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Most of the time. Sometimes Sunday. Sometimes Wednesday. You're a grinder, buddy. Congrats on all the success. Can't wait to hear Never Enough. Thank you. It's been a been a lifelong dream of mine to be on Pat McAfee's show, so I'm glad I checked it off my bucket list. All right, fuck off, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Parker McCall. That was so genuine. No, so no, 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 no. It didn't no, sound like it. No, we appreciate you, man. You're welcome back anytime. We can't wait for May 12th. We got a countdown, actually. Hell yeah. yeah. May 12th. It's right over here in the, the office. Clock. Yep. Never enough coming out. Never, never yeah. enough mountains to climb. That's right. Mm-hmm. Never enough whiskey to drink. What? Never enough love, I think. Is that what it is? Did we just guess it? No spoiler. That's pretty close. Okay. How many singles are coming off of this album, you think? And do you have to prepare for that? Like, which one are you releasing all by themselves? Or do you know that before you release it? No, I have no idea. I let the label decide what they want singles to be. So I got to sing them regardless. True. Ladies and gentlemen, Parker McCall. Yeah, Parker! 
Yeah. He's a Texans fan. He's miserable. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. And I think the Texans are a great. Thank you to Parker for his time. Thank Good you, luck, Parker. Yeah. Thank out. you, Parker. He was unbelievable golfing. He looks exactly like Philip Rivers. Does he? Yeah. I didn't even think about yeah, that. He's way bigger. That's all I could think about for like the last 20 minutes. <laughs> Potentially more athletic, too. Philip mm-hmm. Rivers, hell of a quarterback. Hell of a quarterback. Let's not get crazy. He can mm-hmm. throw the hell of a depiction. He can catch it. He's an incredible competitor. I think those things would say he's a better athlete. But I think just physically, body, running, <laughs> moving. Yeah. Sure. Parker was a dog. Oh, yeah. I saw that vein. I saw how fast he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing if he's working out every day. I think he was actually on the goddamn ranch as a kid. Yeah. Light ranching? Full ranching? I think he's an actual light ranching. I think he's actual rancher. Yeah. Every summer, said uh, on his uh, his grandpappy's ranch. So he's a hunter. Mm -hmm. He's (laughs) handsome. A rancher. And he gets creative control for his songs. He's living like the Texas country life. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, Parker. I love, I love when EDM and country mixes together. They do, Morgan Wallen actually did one that was awesome. I can't remember who did it. Kane Brown, Marshmallow, mm-hmm. I believe yeah, they yep. have one. Zach that's Brown good. and Avicii did Zach one. Brown and Avicii was good. Broken Arrows, I Tim think. McGraw and yeah. Nelly back in the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That one was a banger. The Texans thing, too, if uh, whoever they draft is a bust, you, he can actually blame the Colts for that. Why? Because of that week 17 or week yeah. 18 win over the Colts right before uh, – Right before the clock ticked to zero. They would have had the number one pick if they just lost. What was his deal with the whole, it's been my lifelong dream to come on there? We get it, Parker. We yeah. get it. Okay. <laughs> He's just bullshitting. I'm happy for him. He's a good dude, man. He is a self-critic. Boy. Love that. He does not like or think anything that he did was good. He crushed it in that living room. Mm-hmm. And then the guitar went over to somebody else who had a top five song at the time. Yep. And then that person sang that song. Wild situation that I should never be in ever again, but probably won't ever be in again. But when I was in it, I was like, this is a movie that's happening in front mm-hmm. of me. We go over, you know, I go over to the kitchen, grab a drink, and I'm going to make a little bit more whiskey. The person that was hosting the event owned the whiskey, so I was actually drinking the Why? house's whiskey. That's cool. At the place that I was at. Delicious. Diet Coke in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I'm living. This dude, this zombie comes walking up to me, incredibly handsome. And I guess he was really high now. I'm learning that he... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really high. I'm like, you fucking killed that. Oh my God. Because he sings loud. Like, it's not like a, like a mumbling. It's not like a casual, like, hey, he is like a project voice. Mm-hmm. That thing was echoing around the entire course that we were on. And he, not one flub and not one break of the whole thing. That's big. And I've seen how much this guy had drank <laughs> and I've seen how much this guy had eaten. And I know how long he'd been up. It was phenomenal. So I like wanted to tell him, like, Hey, that was really fucking good. Like, I don't know what people are supposed to do in that particular situation, and I don't want to knock your talent or anything and make this is not to be offensive at all. That was fucking unbelievable what you just did right there. And I missed, and he started labeling like a bunch of words in the mail. I'm like, what is your deal, dude? Get the fuck away from me, bro. Just get the guitar again. And then, <laughs> do it again. So I think he's like, that's why he's such a hard worker. He probably assumes like he's never. Yeah. Enough, never enough. Sure. Which is a shame. Mm-hmm. Speaking of never enough, we got a list here. I wanted to do. I want. Oh, does that sound okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got these new earpieces on. Yeah, I wanted Ken, to do something. These are cool. Can't even tell oh. you have earpieces. I got yeah. earpieces on right now. What? How? There's an earpiece in my ear right now. You see that? Boom. Chuck Pagano sent it to me. Can't even see it. I can barely see. Anthony it. Calhoun, Wish TV. Oh, Doesn't sound as good as the bigger earpieces. Oh, okay. That's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, no bass really, but I can hear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks sweet. 
It does look like I got nothing. It looks like I got like the updated hearing aids. Yep. You know that, what I mean? That mic just a little sounds a little off. Yeah, right? Just a it little. Does, yeah, now that you've sure. talked more, it does sound a little it's off. A little cloudy? I think yeah. it's picking up us too. And now I'm hearing a very. Yep. Okay. Oh, now it's, it's gone. better. How about mine? Now you sound better. Sound better. Test better. one, two, one, two. Pac Man, can you hear me? Sound good to me. Okay. Pac, hey, let's go to yours on Pac. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in draft season. Okay, mm-hmm. we are just eight days away from the NFL draft. The first round kicks off next Thursday, the 27th, right here, youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show for our fourth annual, fourth annual, fourth annual, fourth annual draft spectacular. It should be a great night. It'll be a blast. We'll see dreams come true. But what we need to remember while these players are getting drafted and dreams are coming true, that the NFL is hard. That's right. The NFL is not easy. Some of these dudes look like absolute superstars, freaks, men that we have never seen before. Some people are being described as, and they have yet to step foot onto an NFL football field. Everybody calls some people a bust that don't do well. Sure. I think that's a little bit rude. What's a bust? Well, when expectation levels are, huh, and they perform at, huh, you see, they bust into a record book that nobody wants to be a part of. Mm-hmm. In a bad way. I think the word bust is a little bit negative. It is. Because that is acting like the NFL is easy. That is acting like what you accomplished before you got in the NFL actually matters once you get into the NFL when you're competing against the generation before you, the generation before them, the generation before them, right. and the generation before them, and right. all the superstars from the entire fucking crew. It is not easy to make it in the NFL. So when you hear a name called a second overall pick, first overall pick, 30th overall pick, 22nd overall pick, and teams think that their franchise is going to change immediately because this quarterback is going to come in here and make magic, I say stats don't say that's true. No, they don't. We actually had to put together a list, and I don't like doing this. Pac-Man, I don't like pointing out negatives for players. I'm a pro player guy. Love players seeing seeing good stuff in players and telling good stories about players, not bad stories. Negativity's too easy. You could bury people all day and get numbers on the internet and numbers on TV. Right. We choose not to do that. We choose to be super positive, but to protect this next generation of NFLers, we need to set an expectation level at a reality level, which is the fact that a lot of these guys are going to fucking suck. Oh yeah, right. most of them that get drafted. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of these guys, mm-hmm. a lot of these guys are going to suck. Here's 10 that we pieced together, Tone Diggs and I, about guys that were drafted as quarterbacks to go in the NFL in the first round, and they were supposed to be franchise changers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And guess what they were? Not. <laughs> Let's start at the top, Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell, obviously, out of LSU. This dude was a staggering six-foot-something. He was obviously heavy, had a big body. He was a man that didn't know his team from the other team and threw a lot of different interceptions. At one point when he was at LSU, coming out of the college into the NFL, he was on his knee, Mm -hmm. threw the ball 65, 70 yards. This dude's arm talent is next level. He showed up at an interview driving a Cadillac Escalade on (laughs) 30-inch rims. 30s. 30s. I didn't know it was possible. The issue was he never watched film. People wondered why did he never watch film. Well, because he could throw a ball 70 yards on one knee, and he had 30-inch rims before he even got into the NFL draft. Does that mean that he was set up for failure? No, no. He failed himself. But the NFL is really hard. It's not easy to be a great quarterback in the NFL. Jamarcus Russell proved that uh-huh. time and time again. Overall stats, three years, 7-18 and 18 as a quarterback starter. 18 touchdowns in total, 23 interceptions. Mm. Obviously, Jamarcus Russell, probably an incredible guy. I don't know him personally. Not the way his NFL career was supposed to go yeah. and everybody else's thoughts. But let's remember, if Jamarcus Russell was to play football with you, 
He'd beat the fuck out of you. Oh, yeah. So remember that whenever yeah. you're saying what you're saying. That's me included. Another guy, let's go down to Houston, Parker McCollum's team. When he gets heartbroken about what his team chooses to do, here's David Carr. Is that name familiar? Yes, it is. Because that guy's brother just signed with the New Orleans Saints for $400 million. Yep. Now, granted, Lamar Jackson's asking for way too much, but this man was supposed to change the game for the Houston Texans, and he did a lot of, boom, <laughs> that right there, Ooh. throwing it to the other team. David Carr, 10 years. Started five of them, 23 and 56 as a starter, 65 touchdowns, 71 interceptions, was sacked 76 times in his first year, which is a stat that needs to be talked about because a lot of the situations that these quarterbacks are going to, bad. Mm -hmm. Now, is anything going to be able to help you throwing into a defensive meeting room like this one right here? No. But I assume the team that he went to was not that great. The organization that he went to was not that great. And his football play ended up being not, not that, that great. great. No, actually, dude, that was the uh, that was the expansion draft. First year the team existed. Damn. They didn't have anything figured <laughs> no, out. No chance. They didn't even know how to do lunch. Let's go to another man. This guy was drafted out of North Dakota State. We're the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> then he would go on to join the Indianapolis Colts. And on one particular play against Aaron Donald, <laughs> he would sprain both of his fucking ankles <laughs> while attempting to throw an interception. That's Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, obviously, we all remember when he came into the draft. Was it going to be he, him or Goff? Yeah. Him or Goff. Now, mm-hmm. not that we're going to get crazy about Goff. Did lead the team to a Super Bowl. That team much better, mm-hmm. I guess. And Carson Wentz technically has a Super Bowl ring mm-hmm. because of what happened after he left the Philadelphia Eagles. But his career is now over. Pretty yeah. much. Not on team. Yeah. He's on his third team. Out of his third team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overall stats, 46, 45, and 1. Okay. 151 touchdowns, 66 interceptions. Ooh, I think people would say this is a success story, but he also has that on his film. <laughs> Let's go to next. Jake Locker. Remember this fucking guy out of oh, Washington? Yeah. He wears purple. It is fourth quarter against division rival. Five minutes left. There's Darius J. Butler Ooh, picking him off. Now, obviously, with the score being as close as it was, this is a one-score game yeah, late. Yeah. He didn't play that terrible, but he just wasn't able to get the job done in the biggest moment against us on a very regular basis because we had that fucking guy, and he didn't. Joe LaFed just got tossed over there. Jake Locker was the number eight overall pick, top ten mm-hmm. quarterback in the NFL. Damn. Started 23 games, 9-14. and 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not great. But if Jake Locker was to play pickup football with you, oh, with sure. you, mm-hmm. with you, mm-hmm. with me, not with Pat, uh-huh. they have done that. I think he's picked him yeah, up. He tries. He would beat us all, but he stunk as an NFL quarterback because yes. the NFL is hard. hard. Next one. This guy won a fucking Heisman. Hell yeah. He sat in the draft room for how long? I'll tell you. Number 22 overall pick. Second quarter, 20 to nothing. Who's that? Adam Pac-Man Jones. Oh, Adam Pac-Man Jones. High step into the sideline to celebrate a pick. They're up 20 to nothing over Johnny Manziel in the Cleveland Browns in the second, second quarter. quarter. Damn. Now, I don't know what Pac-Man saw here. Pac, what did you see? A late throw. Just a late throw. Really late. Tried to make a play. He did that thing whenever he was in college to Alabama and numerous Mm -hmm. other people and was able to throw touchdowns and highlight reels. But instead, what happened was a former number six overall pick who's still in the NFL, who knows football better than you do, boom, is sitting right there and starts to drive at the half-yard line. Pack, why not get the ball in the end zone? Get that thing a touchback. That would have been good. It could always get better, I guess. (laughs) Mm. And always get better. Sorry, this Pat. guy, good player. Great player. If he was to play pickup football with you, he would fucking be 
beaten. Rip it up. But instead, two and six record, only played in eight games. Seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. Eight games. This guy right here. Eight starters. Eight starts. And that happens. Now, did he get an opportunity to fully display his skill set? Probably not. No. He has come out and said that he did not give a fuck enough, though. Has not studied enough film, was not in there early enough, was not doing all that. Mm -hmm. He's a great football player, but the NFL is hard. Here's another guy learning this. This guy had a fucking hot tub in his dorm room. This dude was a superstar at <laughs> UCLA. Cool. He was known as the Rosen one. This time, all he did was throw a completion to the Slaymaker for six as an Arizona Cardinal. Was only there one year. Wow. Only there one year. <laughs> Top 10 pick. One year with the Cardinals. Why? That's crazy. He would go on to start 16 games in total. 3-13 and 13 record. 3-13 and 13 record. 12 touchdowns. 21 interceptions. Okay. That was Josh. one of them. There was 20 others that had happened. Once again, though, Josh Rosen, good at football. The NFL is hard. hard. Here's another guy, number three overall pick. Holy shit, out of USC. Sam Darnold. This guy has so many different arm angles. He's a baller. First throw of his career. Oh, no. <laughs> Boom. Sammy. Pick. Sammy. Six. How you doing? Oh, Keep it no. moving. That was his introduction to the NFL. Then you remember on Monday Night Football, they fucking killed him. This guy's seeing goes. Yep. Stinks. Had to play against Bill Belichick. Sam Darnold might have been a guy, might be a guy for the Niners, might have yeah. been a guy for the Carolina Panthers at the end of the year. Now, granted, hasn't played in any very meaningful games, has not won a lot of games. Overall record of 21 and 34. Ooh. Not great. 61 touchdowns, 55 interceptions. Not Ooh. Sam Darnold's fault entirely. If he was to play football with you, he'd be better than mm-hmm. you. But once again, the NFL is hard. hard. Uh, this guy, married to a lady who is a prominent role mm-hmm. in the football world. Christian Ponder, mm. number 12 overall pick by the Minnesota Vikings out of FSU. He'd play for three years. He'd be 14, 21, and one. Okay. 38 touchdowns, 36 interceptions. Next quarterback's taken after he was drafted number 12, Andy Dalton, and then obviously Colin Kaepernick. Mm, of course. So those two would have a lot more success, obviously, than Christian Ponder. And people would say that Christian Ponder's a bust. I say that's a little bit negative. I think Christian Ponder's a great football player. But the NFL is hard. Toby Gerhardt, shout out. He's on that field. Shout out to Toby Gerhardt. Shout out to the Detroit Lions getting in this game. Yeah, because they've had more than a few of these. Joey Harrington out of Oregon. (laughs) This dude was up there in Oregon in the beautiful town. And Teddy Bruschi said, thank you very much. I weigh 265 pounds. And I just got a pick six with a cowboy collar. (laughs) (laughs) Because we rope-a-doped you into throwing that easy, easy ball. Six years in the NFL. Oof. 26 and 50. Holy shit, man. He's the number three overall pick in the 2002 draft. 79 touchdowns, 85 interceptions. Once again, we have to remember Joey Harrington, if he's throwing seven on seven against you or your friends, he's picking you guys apart. But when other people that play football for a living are on the field, it makes the NFL hard. Frey will lead in the way. And the most recent one, I think people will always talk about this and – it's certainly going to become a much more interesting situation as Aaron Rodgers joins the scene. Sure, for sure. There's a dude out of BYU who's currently a quarterback for the New York Jets. His name's Zach Wilson. And against this particular Patriots team, he just gives them the ball <laughs> all the time. And that's not an easy defense play against. Obviously, no. on the other sideline, not this one. This is the Jets sideline. On the other sideline, there's an old fuck that's just wandering mm-hmm. who knows everything about football. His name's Bill Belichick. 
He is on the defensive side of the ball. He is obviously going to try to confuse the shit out of these young quarterbacks. He's been making Zach Wilson look like a rookie for every year Zach Wilson is in the <laughs> NFL. That is not Zach Wilson's fault. Zach Wilson might have football talent. Zach Wilson might be good at football. Is his team good? Well, they're saying to get Aaron Rodgers, they'll be great. Is the teams he played against good? Yes, but also the NFL is hard. So we're going to see a lot of busts on next Thursday night. Big time. Yeah. On yeah. the fourth annual Draft Spectacular, we're going to be watching real time. The next name that's going to be added to this particular low yep. light reel. Mm-hmm. It's not their fault. The NFL is hard. What a time. What are, I didn't like doing that. No. Didn't like showing low lights. No, didn't want to. But I feel like it is our duty to let people know what you're watching next Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Dreams coming true. Yeah, yes. right. Yeah, money being made. A lot of yep. change. Franchises particular are potentially changing. Yep. Mm-hmm. But what is most likely is that that person's going to suck. Yeah. And they're going to be a letdown. That's mm-hmm. a shame. And the town's going to hate them. Yep. And they're going to call them a waste of laundry detergent. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're never going to amount to anything. And they'll have to go have conversations about that for the rest of their lives. Yep. Even though they were better than everybody they played college football with. Mm-hmm. Their friends that they played college football with, who had highlights in college football that never made it to the NFL, have a better memory of football yeah. than the people that go in the NFL and just get fucking cooked mm-hmm. and have to be regarded as a bust yeah. this entire time. But once again, it is not their fault. No. No. And that's... Not at all. The NFL is Hard. hard. It doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah, to that point, too. And that's why so many, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth rounders, seventh rounders, like yourself, turn out. Because once you get there, it's more so the work you put them once you're in the building. And sometimes that just doesn't correlate. Good situations. Who can figure it out? Mm -hmm. Who has the right mentality? Who doesn't? Coaching. Who doesn't have the same ability that they had in college because the game's vastly different? I mean, there's just so many different things that go into it. And everybody just assumes you're a first rounder, you're going to be great. It's got to be the right situation, too. Hell yeah. yeah. Got to have the people I, around you. I love Dallas, but as far as defensive-wise, it wasn't the best situation for me. Um, I played okay. I ain't played like I played normally. And people called me a bust, but it just wasn't the right situation. When I went to Cincinnati, the defense fit me a little better, playing in the 4-3, playing a lot more man coverage, um, and not playing match coverage. So, it's got a lot to do with what situation you're in also, too. So many things playing into it all. And what we're saying is we're, we're going to see 25 busts. Yeah. 25 busts. Legitimately. <laughs> so we, so we if, we, if we want to go into what busts are, we're probably going to see yeah. 20, 24 to 25 of them next Thursday. And we did. Uh, that was since 2000. That was quarterback since 2000. The, the list would be a lot longer if it was earlier than that. But and the list was a lot longer. We whittled yeah. that thing down for probably like twenty five to ten, just because yeah. we don't have the fucking time. There's, there's a lot of busts out there. A ton of them. And anytime you say that, you just kind of be like, oh, this guy stinks at football. It's like eh, better football than you, uh, better football than all their friends. But the NFL is not an easy place to just to fucking make a living. It's not an easy place to figure out. Let alone like locker room dynamics and sure. politics mm-hmm. and money and off the field stuff that all gets added into it yep. just the level of skill though that is at every fucking position yes. at college even whenever you're playing in the sec or the big 10 or any of these great conferences there's at least one or two holes on every single team somewhere like hey that guy great player yeah he's mm-hmm. in the he's sec a college player. but also mm-hmm. 
We can get that guy. We're going to attack that. In the NFL, there might be some young guys that suck or some guys that don't have it figured out. But at every position, it's all star. Yeah, yeah. it's the all. This is all star game from the last twenty fucking seasons of <laughs> college football. It is a difficult thing to figure out, and we have to keep that in mind. Well, and in terms of expectations, like you, you see what Brandon Bean just said, where they asked him about like his first round grades. He's like, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to say the exact number. He's like, but we don't have very many first round grades on our board. But like, no one gives a shit about that. You know, like fans and stuff like that. Like if you get, if you're the 13th overall pick, but a team actually had like oh this guy is actually probably like a a mid-second rounder like fans don't give a shit about that it's like hey you were the 12th overall pick like you better be coming in and and making waves immediately jamarcus russell number one overall Mm -hmm. david carr number one overall Mm -hmm. carson wentz number two overall jake locker number eight overall Mm -hmm. people are talking about the number eight pick with the raiders having it yeah (laughs) maybe have a quarterback maybe somebody trades up there eighth overall pretty high oh yeah Yeah. that's very very high did not work out. These are all probably good people. I do not know these people, by the way. Manziel, 22. Rosen was top 10. Oh, yeah. He was top 10 pick. Rosen. Josh Rosen was top 10 pick. He's on five different teams. Probably a good guy. Was a guy at UCLA. Yeah. Obviously, they called him the Rosen one. Everybody was pumped up about it. Three and 13 as a starter <laughs> in the NFL. Three and 13. I hate that we have to do this. I hate that we have to say that, but this this is the reality of the fucking situation. Well, that, that, Rose, that Rosen and Darnold draft, well, Darnold got taken be- before Josh Allen and Lamar. Rosen got taken before Lamar in that same draft. So it's like there was other guys, too, that these teams could have had. What are you saying, Pac? And I was piggyback off what Ty was saying. You got to realize, we get paid to play. Because if your ass don't do your job, somebody else is coming in to do your job. Christian Ponder, number 12 overall. Joey Harrington, number three overall. Oh, yeah. High pick. Zach Wilson, number two overall. Jeez Louise. They're getting money. They're getting paid. They made a living in the NFL. Mm -hmm. But they are going to have to answer questions forever about, hey, why didn't it work out? Why didn't it work? Some asshole, when they're golfing, is going to say, who's that Joey Harrington? But bust, bust. Yeah, yeah. It's like Joey Harrington, I assume, would love to say, like, you know how fucking hard it is yeah. to mm-hmm. just win in the NFL? People see Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers, these people that are able to figure it out. And they're like, holy fuck, Joey Burrow. That was easy for him to do. It's like, these are aliens, bro. Yeah. There, there is not a lot of those types of people out there. Joey in Lions fans' eyes, Joey Harrington is the bust. Eric Ebron was a bust, but no, it is Joey Harrington every single time. And he, a year before he gets drafted, he's on the cover of NC. NCAA football 2002. Yeah. You know, Living he, his best fucking life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. Think about how awesome his life was yeah. because of how good he was at football. Right. Then Joey Harrington goes on to have a 26 and 50 record. Oh, and yeah. let's assume you it was. He loves football. <laughs> I don't think so. And let's assume it wasn't his fault. We know it's the Lions. We know what they do. Let's assume that there was a lot of things that led to that. And that's because the NFL is hard. He's a college football national champion and a Super Bowl champion, COVID survivor, father of 10, ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hall. A.J., the NFL is hard, bro. I think people forget that. I saw the little segment. It's good. It's good to know. Yeah, hey, you could – you can say whatever you want, sit there, yell at your screens. Oh, this guy sucks. He's terrible. But yeah, he'll run circles around you. Yes, he would, which is kind of, you know, we wanted to piece something together with this NFL film relationship that we mm-hmm. still have, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it'll be. <laughs> but this NFL film, I mean, hopefully, it's been great to be able to show footage on this particular program. We actually can't do business with uh, one particular company <laughs> until they get confirmation from the NFL oh. that we're allowed to have footage on our show. Okay. So that's, I mean, it is not easy to get NFL footage. So we're very happy to have NFL footage. I thought to myself, what can we use NFL footage for going into the draft that maybe hasn't been used? It's like, 
we should articulate that there's probably 24 guys that are going to draft the next Thursday, AJ, that aren't going to be good football players in the long haul in the NFL. But in real life, great football players. It just happens to be that the NFL is very difficult, not only on the field, but off the field. AJ, your thoughts on this entire take, pal? Yeah, I think some people are underachievers, some people are overachievers, but especially at the quarterback position, that position more than any on the whole field. Like Sprained both his ankles right there. <laughs> that was an amazing feet, amazing physical well, feet. Well, two feet, yeah. 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 But think about the quarterback position. So much is dependent on where you go, who your offensive coordinator is, who your head coach is, what your O-line's like, what your weapons are like around you, and do they give you time to kind of develop and get through some of those, some of the early roads that at times can be tough for quarterbacks. And do you stink? Uh, from an exactly. NFL football standpoint. Yeah, exactly. Like, for instance, some people just can't read defenses. Mm-hmm. Johnny Manziel was able to do this in college literally every single week. It was why he was must-see television. And Pac-Man, all he thought to himself is, as fuck, this guy's going to get out of the pocket and he's going to throw a loose ball. Mm-hmm. And he did. Yep. And he picked it off. And they're up 20 to nothing in the first quarter or the second quarter. I assume there's a lot more where this came from. But once again, Johnny Manziel... Great football player. Yeah. If he yeah. was to go play pickup football, would beat the shit out of you at pickup football. Ends up two and six. Two and six. That's his NFL record. Eight games. Two, eight games. That's, that's crazy. Two years. Seven he touchdowns. Took, seven he was tough as hell. I don't know. Pack might not remember. We played Johnny Manziel in Cincinnati. One of our DNs retraced and hit Johnny when he was scrambling one time. And it, I was like running next to it, trying to cover or do whatever. And I almost like jumped. It was such a big hit. And Johnny just popped right up. It was pretty impressive. You were startled. Yes, it startled me. It was one of those kind of hits. He's definitely a, a tough son of a bitch. He's a dog. Yes. Um, okay. That doesn't relay, I guess, into all of the things as being a good quarterback. But as a person, I love him as a person. Um, you know, everything got to go right. He, I don't know if he had enough tools up there. I don't know if he had the right coaches. Um, but – AJ remember that meeting. We knew it was going to get us a couple of them. Yeah. That we- <laughs> that's, well, that's what I was about to say. Is that kind of how you guys feel whenever you're taking on a rookie quarterback? Like Anthony Richardson. Dan Olofsky said yesterday he's the number two overall guy coming into this draft. And Dan Olofsky said he has to play. He's only played 13 mm-hmm. games. you got to play him early. As a corner going against him, you're probably thinking to yourself, okay, we're probably going to get at least one or two opportunities here from this guy. Yeah, because – and I'm not trying No, to- Anthony Richardson. You get it. Rookie yeah, quarterback. Yeah. The disguise in the NFL is so hard if you're not really, like, the first one at the stadium and the last one to leave to pick this shit up. Because these coaches are staying there literally sleeping on cots in the fucking office trying to figure out a way to make you misdirect, think, and make you check the ball down or throw it where we want you to throw the ball. And a lot of these guys can't pick up the quick the quick, uh, the quick, quick adjustment to dis- the disguise or – Look like we're in a zero blitz because we're mugging the A gaps and we're definitely not in a zero blitz because the corners are playing off, but we are time the ball snap, everybody getting to the spot. And it looked like zero, but it's really a cover two. So that's the hard part, I think, as far as quarterback. You know, Manziel came from that five wide, no huddle. That shit don't really relate to the NFL game. Patrick Mahomes is able to do it. Well, Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes is the way to do it because he have an unbelievable coordinator. That's first and foremost. Second of all, his ass can throw the ball anywhere. As you can see, his first couple of years, he couldn't read the fucking defense. He didn't even start, I don't think, the first no. two years, did he? First year. First year, yeah. you're not Alex Smith. He had a chance to be with the best offensive coordinator in the league. So um, his flaws can be hidden a lot more than mm-hmm. when uh, Menzel was up in Cleveland. So the coach of uh, – Manziel Cleveland, bald-headed guy, was with the Packers, defense coordinator. 
Patton? Mike, Mike, yeah, Mike Patton, Patton right? was the head coach. I remember watching Manziel had a good game, like a good first half. He had a great first half. He was doing a lot of shit. He was doing Manziel shit. It was being successful. And Patton gave an interview at halftime. He said, quarterback needs to stay, doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this is the best this guy's looked. Yeah. <laughs> and the head coach's first thing was like, this guy, this guy needs to start playing much differently. It's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to fare. Turns out two and six, not mm-hmm. a lot. But the coaching situation, Patton is probably thinking the same thing. Well, if I had fucking Patrick Mahomes yeah. as a quarterback, what would it be? There's a lot of that. Both sides. But I think Manziel could probably say the same thing. Alongside Joey Harrington and a lot, Rosen. Yeah. A lot of these guys probably think the same stuff. But it's just like there's aliens out there from a lot of different generations that are still in the league right now <laughs> taking up spots. It's like you being dropped into that, and they're like, all right, is this dude an alien or not? Yeah. And it's like more often than not, turns out, not. Just not no. aliens. No. Just not good. I 25 bus coming up on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Depending on how you judge it, like 24 to 25 bus coming next Thursday. And the expectations that night are gonna be change our franchise. The Hall of Famer. Change our entire franchise. That's a crazy thing to think about with the draft. Well, especially from a fan's perspective, because like you whoever you draft, you want to one player right away and be unbelievable right yep, away. Yep. And if you don't give those guys time, then they're screwed no matter what. And for the situation thing, like look what happened with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is rookie year. I mean, they're the worst team in the NFL, and then he gets an offensive coach who's actually an NFL coach, and they go to the playoffs. But also, you know, situations turn out. Could you imagine what we'd be saying about Trevor Lawrence if he threw four picks against the Chargers and the Chargers didn't blow that game yeah like so many different yeah. things happen and then it's the same with josh allen first two years i don't know if anyone was like josh allen nope. is with mahomes and all these other guys like nope. it took him a little bit and that's why it's so hard because if you don't come in and play great right away all right this guy sucks fuck him let's go draft another quarterback because this guy's not good it's a tough gig good luck yeah. to all of them yeah and this is why we don't value draft picks like everyone else does because you just never fucking know bingo and yep. that's why the draft spectacular has been stupendous the last yeah. couple yeah. years hell yeah mm-hmm. I'm sure this guy will beat out whoever's in the actual position. Yeah. Yeah, yeah great draft. This guy's going to change the entire. Draft your Cole Strange. Yeah, let's I thought let's he was see who wins the draft. See even know it's who always wins. fun to grade the draft the next day and see who won. Yeah, we know. Yeah. We next right. day, in real time. We're yeah. like, oh, this team, this team just didn't. Now, Philadelphia Eagles did win last year. Jordan Davis. Yeah. A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. Yeah. A.J. Brown. Yep. It, we knew A.J. Brown. Okay, we know A.J. Brown. Yeah. On draft day. You get a hundred percent chance a guy's going to be good. Yeah. I feel like that's going to help your team. Yeah, I think, that, and that's to your point, Foxy. That's why when we saw what the Rams were doing yeah. and what Tampa was doing, and I guess who's doing it this year? Mm. Nobody. The, the Baltimore. Jets. Yeah. Well, Baltimore tried there, didn't they? They got Odell Beckham Jr. And our source says have said that there's a chance D Hop still ends up in Baltimore, right? Yeah, that's what our sources said. Is it's a strong possibility. Oh, strong, strong. Really? Yeah. Strong possibility. Strong possibility. Hold on, now that's breaking. That's an update. I'm sorry. Go ahead, AJ. That's breaking news. Strong Strong possibility? Is this strong possibility mean that Lamar is probably going to be there, Pat? I can't speak on I'm just... My source says... Says... says It's a strong possibility. Okay, so when this is reported, (laughs) it'll certainly have to be reported from our show, Mm -hmm. because the word that was used as the possibility Mm -hmm. describer is... I I don't know if that's coming out in any other program. Probably not. It's not strong. Could you imagine Ian Rappaport quote tweets? Greeny said it this morning, actually. Did he? Yeah. 
I think when yeah he got thrown off. No, it was yesterday maybe. Yeah. Did he say I, I had to rush through the streets because I had a strong urge to take a skitch, mm-hmm. a skit, uh, shit. <laughs> Sorry about that. that Joining us like now, he's the man who won a Stanley Cup. Uh, this guy is an absolute dog. Uh-huh. Getting a chance to see this bald-headed human kind of wander around a Pittsburgh event was fascinating because he's very strapping, yep. handsome. Tall, what? tough, what? and he's a booze bag. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, host of That's Hockey Talk, and also on NHL Network, Mike Rob. Yeah. Hey, what is that might be the best intro I've ever received. I'm not going to lie. That was good. I'm That's happy good. we got to see you. You're a big fucking dude. Jeez. Like, so we were, uh, we were taking photos. Uh, Nick was taking photos. We were taking photos. We we're kind of off to the side. And you just were kind of like Bigfoot kind of walking through a couple of different groups. <laughs> and we had eyes on you. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't even think I got – I'd seen that you were there yet. I didn't know who was kind of potentially moseying around. And I think it was Ty. I, I think it was Ty who said, you see fucking Rupp? And I'm like, no, is he here? And I turn and look. He goes, yeah, it's the big one. And you are the massive. <laughs> you are massive. You had to be, what, like 6'8 on skates? You had to be a real, like, intimidating force. Life of the party. The, Rupp, oh, yeah. we love you, yeah. buddy. Love you, yeah. It was an honor to see you. He's the big one in the back. Right. You see me poking my head. That's that's my life pictures. You know, anytime a photo ops when you're a kid and you're on your youth team, I'm always a big goof in the back that's looking over everybody. So we saw it here. But, hey, I had a great time. Great connecting with you guys. Congrats, Nick and Carly. I, it was it was an awesome weekend, man. I enjoyed it. Great weather in Pittsburgh. I, I, I'll tell you, when we got there, so we went out for a couple – a couple pregame pops down at uh, um, we went down to brewery down there uh, at Southern Tier and Hell one yeah. turn to two and three and four and then, you know we're coming I'm like we're gonna be late we come walking in literally right before you guys walk down the aisle and I get the congrat I get the welcoming double uh, double birds from Connor I'm like all right we're here all sounds like you played it perfectly had four or five pops right. and show up right on time a person that tried to do the same thing. Mark Madden. Yeah. I don't know how many pops he was having, but he tried to show up right on time. He he ended up in his own section. Yep. We were walking out and Mark's just standing in his own section right to the left. Had to wait almost like he was he was welcoming us to the wedding. Yeah, not sure. Like, Double M, good hey, to see you. Did he tell you did he tell you his situation about parking? Dude, it was incredible. Like, so Double M, I, I, he's telling me, like, there's nowhere to park. I thought I was going to be able to park. There's nowhere to park. So he said, I don't know how far he lives, but he said he was downtown Pittsburgh, couldn't find a place to park. So he drove home, dropped his car off, got an Uber, and came back. And I think that's why he was kind of getting there right at that time. <laughs> that's why he, he literally said, I couldn't park anywhere. So I had to drive home. I live. He told me the time. I think it was like eight minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Seven minutes, eight minutes, whatever it was. And he said, then I got an Uber back. I'm like, damn, Mark, that's impressive. Because I'm just leaving that thing right in the no park zone. Oh, yeah. I'm getting oh, a ticket. Absolutely. And I'm fucking maybe getting towed and I'm out of there. He's like, nope, not doing it. He made it back. He was great. He was also light for the party. Oh, right? yeah. He was walking around seeing everybody. Let's start chatting about hockey a little bit here, Rupper. You're a Stanley Cup champion. The NHL playoffs are electrifying. How great is it when a guy gets 75 stitches to the head, comes back onto the ice, and they ask him afterward, what was going through your mind aside from a skate? He said, I just want to know if we scored or not. That's just common mentality in hockey, and that's something hockey has that nobody else has, I think, at this point. I mean, this that picture's tough to watch. And, and you were talking about it earlier, I know. Like, he had some back pressure, like, getting pushed. I don't think the, the defender knew that – his face was on a knife, right? Like, <laughs> and yeah. he's pushing down on him. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, 
I don't know. I think that, you know, I, I was actually texting with one of the guys, one of the Winnipeg Jets players today. They, you know, they got their day in between games right now. And I go, hey, what's up with Morgan Barron? Like, like how's his face, man? What's he looking like today? <laughs> and uh, he, he he writes back and he's like, oh, he's, he's good. He's good. Everything's good. But he goes, you know, it's a scary moment. You're in that game. You see a player getting ushered off the ice with a trainer. You got blood coming. You don't know where because they're, they're, you know, they're holding a, a towel up to it. And so they got they got to resume play. Right. And then they at the intermission, they go in, they go, first thing we do, take our shit off, bang, right in the training room. Go see him on the table. And he's like, he's laying on the table. He goes, Rupper, it was ugly. Like it was it was ugly. But once we learn that he's okay, it's just gonna be a nasty ass scar, then then it's like the locker room takes over, right? Well, thank God you're married, bud. You're off the market now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank God, you know, you don't gotta you don't gotta find a woman anymore. So uh, old zipper face. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, took a stab in the face, like you mentioned earlier, and uh, you know, it's uh, he, he is fine. But yeah, that's the mentality. I think that it's like you, you sit there, you're scared in that moment. You see blood coming. You 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 don't know exactly how bad it is. And then once you find out that, hey, we got this, you're in good hands, you got the doctors and, and everybody there. Hey, where was it exactly? I don't think I got to see. So it's, it's literally going to look like he has just a, like a jeans zipper yeah. just straight up the side of his head. And how deep does it go in there? I, I, I didn't get a clean look at it, but what it looks like to me, it's almost a little Mike Tyson-esque tattoo right around, wow. I think, the eye right 75 kind of, stitches, dude? Lot. That's so many. Yeah, man. I mean, that's I, I that's crazy. I, I I've seen I've never seen that many. Like that that that's that's exceptional. Uh, yeah, how many are there? <laughs> but uh, dude, coming back, putting the cage on, and uh, playing. I mean, yeah, you want to get back there? I'm fine. Cool. Let's get back out there. We got a game to win. So, dude, just terrible. Beef. I had I had I had the one time the one time I had 36. I had 36 in the tip of my nose. I had a uh, 36 Playing in the, in the nose? You got a <laughs> No offense. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. 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 <laughs> got some surface to cover. But you know what it was is, uh, you know, like, you know, like a fish hook, right? I had a fish hook before and, and I got split open for like 10 in, in here from a fish hook. And then it was the same thing. There's a scrum. It's actually against the Penguins farm team in Wilkes-Barre. I was mm. playing for the yeah. Devils farm team in Albany. Right. Baby, baby. And it's the end of the game. Oh, yeah. The guy's name's Darcy Verrott. Funny story here. We're playing. Uh, there's a scrum at the end of the game. You know, everyone's kind of dropping the gloves and grabbing on everybody. I grab both hands, one on each guy's collar. I grab two guys because two guys came at me. And I'm looking, and I look in my right hand, and I've got Jason McDonald, who I know is a tough guy. I got this other guy over here. I don't I don't know if he's a tough guy. So I'm like, I got to pick and choose who I'm going to try to grab here. So I'm like, I'm going to go with the tough guy. So I let go of the other guy, and I fall on top of him, and we're fighting. Everyone on the ice is fighting, so the referees aren't getting involved. This son of a bitch, Darcy Verrock, gets behind me, and he – basically fish hooks my nose and <laughs> just rips my face off Jeez. and so this finally we break it up i see blood pouring out i don't know what's going on i go to the locker room and i get stitched up for an entire period and a half so i'm like half the game i'm in there getting stitches inside my nose and it's basically just right around the tip of my nose and i remember uh getting stitched up went back for the third period i'm like I'm going to kill this guy. Uh, like, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> and uh, so we went out on the ice, and I remember the first face-off, I was taking the draw. I was playing center. He was playing center. We line up for the face-off, and I'm pretending like I'm just moving on, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to give him a shift. Like, And he was like, kind of coming in the draw. Like, are you going to do something here? And I played a shift. Didn't do anything. The next shift, go take another draw. I think he's probably like, all right, maybe he's not going to do anything. As soon as the puck dropped, I just dropped my gloves and hit him and started another one, right? <laughs> so fast forward, fast forward about four years. 
I'm in Columbus playing for the Columbus Blue Jackets. I get sent down to the minors for a weekend to get some games in. Um, and cause I wasn't playing much in Columbus. So I'm down in the minors and I'm walking through the locker room and I turn, and I remember at the end of that fight, when I was, when I fought him, when my nose was all over the place, my nostril was like hanging off. Ugh. And I, I said to him, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm coming at you every time I see you the rest of my life, you know, and, and whatever. So we, uh, I'm walking through our locker room, Columbus's locker room. I turn the corner, and I see this guy. Here we go. And I, I got like this hot flash, like <laughs> I'm going to kill him. I'm, I'm like, wait, he's on our team now. He was on our team. <laughs> oh, we no. called him up from the East Coast Hockey League, and you know what we did? We went out to lunch that day. We had lunch. We had a beer, and we talked about. It. I was like, dude, I'm. I, you don't understand. I want to fight you right. Now. He's like, I'm sorry, dude. Like I had to. Like yo, know, I just you get in those moments and things get crazy. Right? Hey, that's good. We, we made up. Let's put our swords up. down. Right. That's good. Darcy Ever. I mean, that's good news. <laughs> Happy you got that figured out. I assume he was not exactly thrilled to have you as a man that was hunting him for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. So he loved that lunch as much as you did. And the Blue Jackets skate to the face happen often because you know Happy Gilmore. Obviously, right. I'm the only guy to ever take my skate off and stab somebody with it. It seems like that's always potentially there. Fingers picking up sticks Ooh. down on the ground. Face, obviously, I guess, because you're down on the ground and there's skates flying around. It, it doesn't seem to happen that often, though. Is, is Am I reading that right or no? Yeah, so so uh, skate to the face does not, thank thank God, it doesn't happen often. Uh, you know where it gets it a lot of times? You get skate to, like, the, the inner thigh or you get it to the back of, uh, you know, there's times where you get it. So as a hockey player for the fans that don't know, we you're padding – is basically in the front of you, right? So you've got your shin pads are in the front. Uh, your hockey pants have pads in the front, not very limited in the back, right? So it's, it's mostly for blocking shots and, and, and you, know, you know the puck or, or slashes with a stick. So that the, the vulnerable spots are usually the backside. So you'll see players, and, and a lot of times it happens with goalies, right? Like they're making these desperate saves. They're laying on their stomach, you know, kind of uh, doing snow angels trying to make these saves. And their vulnerable pieces sticking up, so you got players battling front, so you got guys stepping on them. So that's you usually see it in the back of the legs, which is still not good. But thank God, uh, you know Morgan Barron's okay, and, and hopefully we don't see that too much more. Yeah, let's keep skates away from faces, boys. Yeah, skates on ice. Skates on ice, pucks on net. Got Come it, on. AJ. Rupert, you mentioned when you're playing in Columbus, they sent you down to the minors to get some games in. What's your mentality like getting sent down to play in the minors? Is that is that tough to handle? Are you going in that game and just taking everybody out? Yeah, well, you know, you get sent down. I remember there was the um, – so I wasn't playing much. I got traded to Columbus, and so I, 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 they're basically like, hey, we're going to send you down for a weekend to get some games in. We're going to bring you back after the weekend. So I knew I was only going down for three days, and I think there was Did they games. tell the truth in the NHL? NFL, that would be a lot. Hey, we plan on bringing you back uh, to the practice mm-hmm. squad, and then they're never – you nope. are – you're never was, hearing for that person again. I was I was protected because uh, because of my – because of my contract, the way it played out, like they can only send me down for that time. So yes, but it, not always. They, you know, you don't always get the truth in those situations. Oh, but yeah, yeah. so I went down there. Happy it was actually kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was actually kind of cool because um, when I got sent down to play those three games in the American League, two of the games uh, I was in Columbus, like I mentioned, two of the games was in, were in Cleveland. So obviously, I, you know, I mentioned you guys before. I, I'm from Cleveland, so my family was able to go there. My Yuck. parents were able to go. Yeah. So I got at least play in front of them um, for a couple games, and then went back. But yeah, man, AJ, it's 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 hard because that was a point in my career where you know I was a part of a cup team. I, I you know we won a cup, and then you hit a point in your career like, is that it? You know, am I am I a minor league guy now? And you got to kind of reinvent yourself. So that's why you know I needed to do, and a lot of guys in that position need to do. And you did. 
Still a legend. Hell yeah. Beloved by everybody in the NHL, it seems. Even the guys that you punch in the face on. Yeah. Yeah. Which we were. Did you see Chara? 26 miles, eight-minute mile average, that yeah. fucking guy the other day? Dog. Dude. Incredible. Incredible. He uh, there's some, uh, he did something else in the offseason a couple years ago, like hikes. I don't know what mountain it was in the Kill world. But he, he does these crazy, like, that's a big man. That's a big man <laughs> motor in the Boston. And here's him finger in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. I mean, look at the size. Why are you biting? Like, did you? Is that a technique of yours? I'm gonna bite these <laughs> these nubs. I'm gonna bite these nubs. No, oh, I wasn't. Touch your tonsils. I wasn't. I don't know. That just picture caught us at a weird time, I guess. But I wasn't. I wasn't trying to bite him. But it was uh, that guy's. That guy's. I've said it before, and I, you know, it, he's the nicest human being on earth. But uh, when he dropped the gloves, he's pretty scary. So, did you guys? You guys want to skate to skate there? Yeah. Is that normal? Like, is that how it? Like, you know, in the um, bare knuckle fighting. Yeah. They have like a line. Yep. Like you got to stay on the line. You have to stay in this area so that you can actively punch each other. Does it end up kind of skate to skate here? Because that feels like quite a disadvantage for the shorter person in this particular fight. You by like six inches, right? Yeah. So I, I know this is just a, a weird way. I think that we're coming in as both righties. Um, you know, we're going to come in with uh, set up that way, right? For our, our strong hand uh, to be to be kind of cocked back. Um you know, you know, normally it's it, it looks all different ways, but the, the funny thing is, like, so in most fights, so this would be well, we, you know, that's squaring up. So if, if that's like the honorable way to fight is squaring up. Like, hey, if you're gonna fight someone, we start from we start from the same point. We don't jump them and do all that stuff. But here, here's the thing: when you when you give up size, and generally speaking, like I usually didn't give up size. So if you're smaller and you're fighting me. You should not square up with me. I mean, I, I might you think you're a rat. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should jump in and get in tight, right? You want to take away that space, so I, I can't string you out with my reach. And generally speaking, smaller guys do that to me always. I never had to do that because the guy was bigger. But in this situation, I should have been like, you know, when he's asking me to go, just keep moving close to him, not saying anything, what? not saying anything, and then be like, all right, let's go, and okay. then get in close. But as soon as I squared up, I'm like. Jesus, I've never been in this situation before. This probably wasn't the greatest of moves to make. So, let me bite it, his you know. fingers. Yeah. Let me bite his, yeah. let me bite his yeah. fingers. But, but that's what that's what, that's what what everybody else, that's why I give so much credit to this smaller, tough guys. Like, they give up size in every fight and squaring up, man. It's, uh, they got to have a lot of kahunas for that. Didn't you, You've told a story before, and I don't remember the exact. Chara asked you, he was like, sir, will you please fight to me, right? Didn't that what happened? He said, may I have this fight? May I have this fight? So uh, I'm like, I've uh, never been asked like that before. But I mean, it's yeah. Let's. I mean, it, you know. And uh, but no, I in the course of the game, it was a situation in the game. I should not have fought him at that moment. So I said, hey, big man, like I'll give it to you late in the third period. But we gotta we gotta get this game in the bag first. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna give you guys any kind of momentum here. And then like throughout the game, please, please, rup. Rupper, please, please. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And then, you know, then he ends up on top of me and beats me up. And then he's just like, he literally looks right in my face and he's like, thank you, thank you. I'll remember that. I'll remember that. I'm like, remember it for what? I ain't fighting you again. <laughs> <laughs> That's hockey there. Uh -huh. That is yeah. literally hockey yeah. right there. Unwritten rule. We're about to throw bombs in each other's face. He was good. Huh? Did he ever lose? Jar fight? Um, very rarely, uh, you know, but he did. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, he would, uh, he would, he was like, um, how about you? Oh yeah. Yeah. I lose a lot. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't as tough as some of the other tough guys. Hey, listen, here's the thing. Like I, what I had to be is like, I would 
I, I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to sound like Tommy tough guy here, but I would fight anybody, but I'd probably lose most, a lot of times, you know, like, yeah, I wasn't, I Hell wasn't yeah. that player. Ohio. I wasn't that player growing up, but I always felt like, and I was always told from some of the veterans when I came in, don't ever say no to a fight. You say no to a fight. You're going to have to deal with that tenfold. Once they smell the blood, like, Hey, he doesn't want it. So I'm like, I'm going to fight everybody who asks me to fight. So then eventually when you start doing that, less people ask you to fight because they think this guy's fucking nut. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it kind of kind of helps itself out a little bit. Well, that's amazing. We're lucky that you do stuff alongside us in that's hockey talk. Big time legend everywhere, it sounds like. Connor has a question for you about the current NHL playoffs. Yeah, Rupper, obviously the Bruins are the overall one seed. And right now everything's looking good up 1-0 on the Panthers. But what's going on with Patrice Bergeron? Apparently he's not missing tonight's game because of an illness it is something else and then my second question is around the goalies if Olmark you know plays really well then there's no worry but if he starts to fade a little bit will they pull the trigger quick and go to the backup swayman or no first off happy belated buddy thanks bro i appreciate it i didn't i i missed it yesterday i missed it yesterday all good all good yeah so the here's the situation for i think bruins fans um Florida Panthers, I, I don't want to say there's no way they win this series, but I mean, you're talking about the, the Boston Bruins have had the best, right? One of the best regular seasons ever in hockey. Hell yeah. And if there's a since time 2005, now, ever. Since 2005. Most wins ever. It, since 2005. It, it, Stick, tap it up. They are absolutely loaded at every position where they can have a couple injuries and, and they won't miss a beat. This is their captain, Patrice Bergeron. He's, he's you know, very vital for this team. But this is a round where I don't think they need him. And oh. They'll be fine. They're not going to. They're not going to lose Stuck if they Patrice Bergeron's out. So it's an upper body injury. He, they, there was that stomach bug running around the team. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was a little they dicey before Game him. One. But- uh, he's got upper body injury. I think it's more Connor just precautionary. Hey, we know that we're going to need this guy when we play the big boys down the line here. So I think they're just trying to be cautious with this, and uh, I think that's the right move. But as far as as far as the goaltending goes, I mean they got a great situation because uh, Linus Allmark, their their starter, uh, he's going to win the Vesna for best goalie of the year. Uh, but their backup goalie, Jeremy Swayman, was actually, you know, he's their first round pick. He was the one that was supposed to be the goalie of the future, and he's very good too. So whatever happens, I mean, they're going to ride Allmark because he's been incredible. But if something happened and you had to go to your backup, it's not like a normal backup. Like he's like starter one B. So uh, they're 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 all set, man. They're good to go. Boston Bruins, greatest team, regular season team since two thousand five. Documented ever. ever. Absolutely documented. They would have 61 wins if it wasn't for the four shootout wins, yeah. which would be number two all time. Congra- congratulations. Yeah, if there was no shootout back then, we would have won in overtime because we knew we wouldn't have a chance. I mean, maybe. That's, that's valid. Wings, okay, that's so that's why we'll just say in this era, shootout era, right. best of all time. Are they going to win it? They're going to win it? Oh, man. They, I mean, everything's pointing to, yeah, I mean, they're built. They, they're built like no other. Um <laughs> I, it's hard for me just being a fan of all sports. Like, and when we watch it, like we've seen it in in every sport. It's it, when you, it going wire to wire Tough. in the the team. It's hard, man. It, like yeah. they have been the best team from day one of this season ever, all the way through, breaking records. And then at the deadline, going and getting some big name players to come in and complement the group. My history of watching sports tells me 
it's too good to be true that something is going to go sour. If you're talking about who they've got on their roster, they should win it. Yes. I think, but I have a, I'm not picking them to win. I have a feeling they're going to get bumped. <laughs> See what Bruins fans are saying. We already had something that came and attacked us. You know, we got unlucky at it. It was when that stomach bug ran through our team like that yeah. girl with the Phoenix Suns a couple years ago. That's they right. Were, they still but won. they've already beat that, and Patrice Bergeron doesn't even have to play against this series. Yeah, so who cares? That was like some bad news that came out, and then they win night one, and then you're like, they don't need them anyways. doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like if they are truly the best team, we've seen the past two in sports, best team can just fucking steamroll. Hey, Mm -hmm. It can just happen. Yeah, I hope it does for the people of Boston. Thank you guys you. haven't won enough. Yeah, That's yeah. right. You're, I, see, I completely agree. It's been a while. It's been since you know 2018. One of our teams hasn't won. Almost half a decade. That's My a God. long time. Ty Boston. has a question for yeah. you. Rupert, what the <laughs> fuck is going on with the Golden Knights? I came into the playoffs incredibly excited. Stoner's back. I'm just elated. Yeah. And then they go out and just lay a fucking egg at home in the toughest barn in the NHL. And I know they play better on the road typically, but... I mean, just give me something here. You know, I mean, they got 18 fucking goalies. They don't know which one to play. I personally would love to see Jonathan Quick in between the pipes, you know, but but what's going on here? Like, is, is last night, is that uh, an indication that they might be in trouble in this first round here? Right, they just no-showed last night. You oh, so. nailed it. They laid an oh, egg. So. I mean, it's... Uh, it can't happen. This is no. the best part of the Stoner did have cement in his skates. He looked awfully slow last night. First game back. So, but Florida. if you want a positive to take out of last night, I, I, Mark Stone's been dealing with these injuries for a number of years. He's their captain. I mean, he is the heartbeat of their team. And oh. so we've been talking. I know you've been waiting for the big boy to get back. He comes back in game one. Like, I'm thinking to myself, is this the last ditch effort? Is his, does he just have this chronic back injury and this injury that he's had for a number of years? Like, is he just going to try to go? Um, so I paid attention to what he was doing yet. He didn't look, I mean, he hasn't played much hockey, so it's, he's not going to, he's going to look rusty, but he played 21 and a half minutes, man. So that to me is very encouraging. Like Love it's, that. it's not like there was a smoke screen. Like, yeah. yeah. It wasn't like it was smoke screen where, Oh, we got our guy back. We're going to, you know, we're going to try to make this feel like it's a, you know, a, 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 a emotional boost for the team. Like he actually played a good amount of minutes in the game. So I think that's a good sign because he can help them. Uh, their best players weren't their best players. It, it was a no show. It was a no show. And uh, this this Winnipeg team, this is the a tough draw, though, because Winnipeg for the first three months of the season, they were going toe to toe with Gumps Dallas Stars for the best team in the West. They suck. And then the last, the last probably six seven weeks of the season, they shit the bed. So now all of a sudden we're like, are they a good team? Or are they a bad team? Uh -oh. And now you're a, a number one seed in Vegas, and you've got that team who just eat their way into the playoffs. But for more than half the year, they were one of the better teams in the league. So I think oh, that's what you're draw, getting right, right now. It's going to be a battle in this Fucking series. Where Vegas, they got to have their big guys show up. Jackie Aces, I know, is on here. He's got to have a better – he's got to lead. He's got to be a, a juggernaut for this team. Come on, Jack. Come on. Jackie, please. On, we need him to get a hat trick, too. Donate $100,000. Does he care about charity? Come on, Jackie. You tell me, Rook. <laughs> you tell me, Rook. You guys got a bad draw, dude. Tough barn. Tough barn. We play better on the road. We'll go fucking beat their asses up in Winnipeg. No, not in Winnipeg. Oh, Winnipeg's oh, yeah. a tough beautiful barn. city. Now we're talking That's barn. That's a tough, tough barn. barn. Arena is the toughest barn uh, in the NHL. Not true. So. Tom Diggs has a question for you, Rupper. Rupper, I, the Leafs have lost 
in the first round in six straight seasons. And then you think this year, you know, they get the Bolts, who hashtag go Bolts. Go Bolts. Off, go of, bolts. off of multiple, multiple, multiple long runs with an older team. Maybe, and they were limping in. Maybe this is the year they get one in the first round, and then they come out and lay a fucking egg last mm. night. Are the Leafs cursed? Have you dealt with curses in NHL? How do you feel about go Bolts going forward? Uh, you know what? I, I, I was picking we, – we knew this match. This was the one matchup we knew all season long uh, pretty much. I mean, it's probably say since December because of the Bruins, okay? So the way that it works in that yeah. division, the Bruins <laughs> run away with number one, right? Yeah. So we've known the two, three in that division have been Toronto and, um, uh, and Tampa all season long. So we've known that these two teams are going to play. Um, Tampa's history, Tampa's – you know, they've been – they have that pedigree, and Toronto's trying to figure out how to get out of the first round in 18 years, right? And uh, this oh. is a team that's really good, really loaded, but they melt down at the wrong time. Oh. And, um, Classic Canada. So Tampa, Tampa kind of no came, offense, Tampa kind of came limping into shit. the playoffs, yeah. where I was like, "Hey, Toronto might be able to, Toronto might be able to get them this year." And that game last night, I was shocked. I was shocked. And, and this is where it goes. You, you have had, and you're not going to find a bigger market. In hockey, Toronto is the market. It's the epicenter of hockey. It's Great the city. Of hockey. And yeah, it's it's they're nuts for their their teams. There's a ton of pressure there, a ton of pressure on these players. So you're going in all cocky, feeling good about it, and you go into game one and you get whapped right in the face, seven three. And it's it, this is the team that you, you beat you has made it to the last three straight right. Stanley Cups, won two of them. Um, you know now you have a questioning goal. What are we going to do? The, the the goalie that we thought was going to be a refreshing, um, you know, new blood, uh, he got rocked in game one. Uh, game two is going to be huge. Tomorrow night in Toronto, uh, I'm interested to see what this team's got as far as the backbone. Uh, they, plenty of time left, but I think uh, Tampa made a big statement in game one. Backbone. Oh, that's quite a uh, – oh, those are different. I've been to a couple of different dispensaries up there in Toronto. That place is beautiful. <laughs> awesome. That city is gorgeous. Clean, super very clean, clean, very active. Right on the water. It is beautiful. You're saying a lot of pressure for them. Been in the playoffs 18 years. What are we talking about? These guys stink. No, the problem is, is they've been to the playoffs, but they they haven't passed the first round in eighteen years, and they've had great teams. Like, uh, they like find the a way. I mean, you can ask, you can get into it later. Ask Connor about the the meltdown has always been against the Bruins. Oh yeah, and it's Every always time. been so. So this is a team. It's hilarious because the Bruins have been their, you know, kryptonite for quite some time, mm-hmm. and then last year they're like. Holy shit, we don't have to play the Bruins. We got the Bolts. We're going to play the Bolts. The Bolts beat them in seven, while Toronto, I think, was up three games to two, and then they lost game six, game seven, because of uh, Vasilevsky, uh, the goaltender in, in Tampa. So, And then it's like now this year they get um, you know, they get to, uh, Tampa again. So I, a lot of the, uh, the, the whining about the playoff structure and seeding is coming out of Toronto because Toronto plays oh. in a very tough division, and they have – they do. They have a terrible first round draw every year, and they can't find a way to win. Yeah, if you want to win the cup, you're gonna have to play everybody. Bingo. Get over yeah. it, Toronto. Okay, sorry. Stop being sorry about a it. bunch of babies. That's right. Don't put your mask back on either. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't Canada. Did you hear they were doing that? They were thinking Gumpy kept us updated on that whole thing. They were thinking about putting the mask back mm-hmm. on. They make there. me fucking put on this mask again. But maybe they know stuff that we don't know. The seating is kind of stupid, though. Why is the seating stupid, Nick? Well, Pat, you battle all season to come in second place, and then your reward is playing a third-place team instead of the seventh-place team. It doesn't make any sense. Or then, you know what, lose less games (laughs) and be one. Sorry. What are we even talking about? Yeah. 
Who's four play? You got to beat everybody five. if you want to win. Four plays five? Yeah. Doesn't matter who you play. Yeah, just so, the NBA. That's stupid. So, what? No, no. What? Yeah, so here's <laughs> what? what I think they, they're going for, and it gives us this, is they go. So let, easy breakdown is you've got two conferences, um, and you've got uh, two divisions in each conference. Okay? So you can see it kind of structured right there. And so in your division, the top seed will play against one of the two wild cards and two and three will play each other. So all this sets up is two and three in every division will play each other. The problem is, is those are really good teams in a lot of the divisions. They're teams that could be cup favorites and they're playing round one against another team that is a cup favorite because they don't have a reseeding of just going one through eight. So a lot of fans want that. But here's what. Yeah, we want that. It's a new tournament. Give us a new tournament. It's a new league. This is what. This is where I, I like it, though. This guarantees us some good matchups. Right. Round one is electric every year oh, because we have great fucking teams playing great fucking teams. Bingo. And a, we can sit there and be like, oh, well, I like it because I want this team. I want Boston to go against Tampa in the Eastern Conference Finals. So let's structure it this way. There's no guarantee that both those teams make it there. So uh, it, it sets up for a great first round, but it also sets up because of that structure a lot of these teams will play each other from year to year in the first round. So it gets that rivalry going. Yeah. I think oh, okay, I like that. I like the mm. thought of that. I, I wouldn't like it if I was a hockey player, though. Right. No. Oh, so that makes sense. I, we're much better than that team. And we got to play this team that's much better than that team. But that team gets to play a couple shitbags over there. That makes no sense. Is this not the highest level? Are we not trying to find the best team? Shouldn't the better teams play the worst team? Boom. It'd be hard for me not to think that. But I do like the thought of, who's it, Bettman over there? Uh-huh. Gary. Gary. Gary Bettman's like, listen, let's put similarly similarly ranked teams Mm -hmm. with each other. So they got good games. That's what we need to care about, good games. Speaking of that type of stuff, good games, eyeballs. Pac-Man has a question for you. Um, My question to you is the NHL is getting more views with ESPN and TNA. What what are your thoughts on that? with that subject yeah no it's uh it's good man this uh the partnership they have you know it's just like any other sport where you know hockey's clearly not as big as some of the other sports but we got it on different platforms right it's all about having it available and getting it more and more available for for everybody to watch um you know it's it's this is year two of the the new deal uh between both networks and you know i like it i think that it's been great it's kind of funny though so espn has been more your traditional coverage and then obviously when you with tnt it's kind of taken on a little more of like the nba on tnt where it's a little more personality you're never gonna you're never gonna be able to duplicate you know Shaq and 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 charles and and uh stuff like that but it, it's it's kind of a, a different feel so i th- i like it i think that it gives these fans access in a different way and you can kind of pick and choose where you want to consume this so uh that it's big for hockey uh hockey's a you know, it's still trying to, to to grow and get bigger every year. So I think this kind of makes it more available for everybody. Got AJ, last one. Roper, who's the uh, the most exciting player left in the playoffs for us to watch right now? Pasta. Oh, man, uh, most exciting players, it's still got to be Connor McDavid. I mean, They yeah, suck, Connor. though. Hey, yeah. thank you for asking that question, AJ, because we talked about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. We can't have the greatest fucking player that, to potentially ever play stuck in a shit shit bag team mm-hmm. what are we are we getting him out of there so here, here's my thing and this is one where like i've been saying it and then it, it'll it, i'd said it earlier in the year 
uh, about Austin Matthews in Toronto and kind of, you know, I say it tongue in cheek because I know the Toronto fans lose their mind when you, you kind of mess with uh, the potential future of their team. But here we go. We got Austin Matthews, which might be the best American in the game playing in Toronto. Okay. Yeah. Connor McDavid is the best player in the world. He's playing in Edmonton. Both absolute superstars, and we all know that when you're judged upon your greatness, Hall of Fame careers, and these guys will be Hall of Famers, how many cups have you won? Neither of them have won any. You know, we just talked about hey, Toronto. Austin Matthews hasn't won a round yet. It doesn't mean he's not an incredible player. Uh, so it's like my thing is both these two guys are coming up at the, in, I think, two years on their deal. If they If Edmonton does not make some noise, and they have made some noise in the playoffs, but if they get knocked out in round one, if Toronto loses again in round one, these guys got to get out of there. They've got to lay the hammer on the table. Okay, you know what? It's Pittsburgh. about it's about my legacy here. They can't do anymore. It's not on them. The the teams have been shit the way they've been built around them, and uh, so you know it, it's something to monitor. I wonder if these guys at some point, if this year, if they don't get it done, if uh, these guys will try to push that envelope and get out in a couple years. But uh, Connor, the NHL uh, should Con- be pushing the envelope to get them the fuck out of there. Get them to Boston Bring for the good home. of hockey, Rupper. Yeah, bring them home. Bring them to Pittsburgh, yeah. Pennsylvania, Vegas. Yeah. They all want to play with pasta. Sorry, they want to play with. They don't want to play with pasta. Bingo. They want to play with Sid. In two years, they'll be dust in the wind. They want to learn from Mario. <laughs> It's interesting, though, because you got here, here's one that's very Just interesting. And, and, so you remember earlier in the year, I'll, I'll end it with this. So you know how the Arizona Coyotes are playing in the Mullet Arena, 5,000-seat yeah. arena. I know you guys have, have talked about that earlier. It's, it's not a great look, right? But they're trying to do what they can. They're trying to get uh, the city of Tempe to pass this arena project and get all this. So they're going through some time right now. They have potential of getting the first overall pick this year in Connor Bedard, who's supposed to be a franchise-changing player in this year's draft. The, the draft lottery is coming up here in a, in a couple weeks. Austin Matthews is a born-raised Arizona kid. And so if they get the new arena, great living space surrounding the arena, all that good stuff, they get Connor Bedard. You're telling me Austin Matthews doesn't going to want to go back home to play and now build that team to be a juggernaut? Like, it's very interesting stuff. So – um yeah, I, they, it's a lot of interesting moving parts here, but these superstars got to win cups, and they know it. Yeah, it'd be cool if he just went to Pittsburgh instead. Going yeah. home is fun, but hockey time's better. Yeah, but also yeah. you can go to Chef Bo's. Yeah, but could you imagine if he ends up going back to Arizona and they don't get Connor Bedard and they just suck in front of 5,000 people? This yeah. guy just... Mm-hmm. Well, the good thing is that that'll happen before he has to make that decision. So, yes, if they don't get him and they still suck and they don't get no new arena, Austin Matthews ain't going there. Okay, good, but what if Connor Bedard goes? So, yeah. you got to... Bedard? Correct. Connor Bedard is supposed to be the next one. Right. He goes to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Okay, nobody's going to watch him on TV ever. Austin Matthews, greatest American, hasn't even won a series up in Canada. Mm-mm. Connor McJesus, this guy is spectacular to watch. Let's put him in the smallest market in all of professional sport. Where's that going to be? Somewhere in Canada. Where? Upper left Canada. Yeah. Oh, they okay. love hockey up there. Great. I love that they love hockey. I appreciate the barn that they have. I love the love that they have for hockey. But for the good of the sport, can we get one of these Come guys on. of the future onto a team that matters? Yeah. Into a market that is basically known for hockey, bring McJesus to Pittsburgh. Yep. The NHL should force that trade. No, no. The NHL should say, hey, you have to, for the good you of the entire to. league. Yep. You know how they have that bullshit rule for the playoffs? These teams that are similar get yeah. to play against each other, these ones, for the good of the league, they do that. For the good of the league. Why don't they do that with a player that needs to be seen? What, what, you think that's bring ever going to happen? Or, or, 
Or why do we? I mean, they're not going to be able to do it to that level. No, we know that. But it's, you don't think behind you don't think behind closed doors that people at the league. I'm sure, like man, if this player, if these players were in these spots, like it would be better for business. You know, yeah. I think about it even as a player. So as a player, we have hockey related revenue where we have to pay escrow into every year, right? So at the end of the year, if hockey's generated $5 billion, there's a percentage and it plays out, and that's how much the players are supposed to make a portion of, 50% of. And so part of that, too, it's like it's the playoffs. So as players, we'd sit there and be like, I want every big market to go on a fucking run in the playoffs because if the Chicago Blackhawks go on a run, if the Boston Bruins go on a run, Montreal Canadiens, uh, you know, Toronto Maple Leafs, New York Rangers, that that's good for everybody. Everyone's making money because the hockey related revenue is going up and we get a port, we get 50% of it. Right. So uh, it, it, it's thought about players think about it. The league thinks about it. Uh, I agree with you though. They, these guys need to be seen. And I think that's the next goal for the league. How can we get these guys seen via TV packages or where they're playing? All right. Well, hopefully they'll do it because the NHL needs Pittsburgh Penguins to be back. Yep. Well, I didn't look okay. at the team. Uh, NHL, I'll be excited to see what these ratings are. Get ESPN, get yeah. TNT. Mm-hmm. Great question by Pack. You bring up all these new TV deals. No Sidney Crosby. So Yeah, we'll see. You tell me what that means for the league. These little bonuses, you don't think these guys are pissed oh, that the so Pittsburgh pissed. Penguins aren't in there? They are. But we <laughs> aren't pissed at all because we had a chance to chat with Stanley Cup champion Cleveland Fuck Mike Rupp. Did you hear about him winning uh, the Face of Ohio award? Yeah. I did. Congrats, Age. That's awesome, ma'am. Good stuff. Dude. Thank you. Next year, next year, we're trying to get you that rupper. <laughs> Look at that. What is it? I'm, is that a? What is it? Just a circle? What is it on there? What's what? It's his face sideways. Yeah. I, think it's a it's a I think it's a football. It's, a it's his face sideways. But, but rupper, obviously, you're from Cleveland, Ohio. You represent everything that Ohio is. You just said like. I'll fight a thousand guys, lose to 990 of them. I don't, yeah, I don't care. I don't care at all. Like you are, I believe, in Ohio fucked through and through, always have been. What does it mean to you whenever a guy like AJ wins the Ohio's finest award? Do you have any words that you like to say about our guy? What's that, AJ? What's your deal? Rupper, it was great chatting with you today. You oh, yeah, it's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. Rupper, have to play into this garbage. Rupper, what do you think Ohio's, Ohio's finest. finest? Ohio's finest. What do you think that means, no. Rupper? What do you think Ohio's finest? Like, if you had to describe Ohio's finest, how would you go about describing it, you think? Just, I mean, it's it's everything for probably Pennsylvania to look up to. For Pennsylvania's finest, <laughs> probably, right? Get them off. Oh, we set God. the bar. Wow. I'm sorry, Pat. Okay, Rupper. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Rupp. All right. Thanks, Good, Good job. job. Way to All right, thanks, Rupp. Stand the cup, John. Hello, Rupper. Shit state. Ohio? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Shit bird? No, no, no. No, no, no. Shit birds. Opposite shit birds. Yeah. It's kind of what Ohio's known for is just hardworking, loyal, talented. What? Gumbags. Oh. I mean, there's a chance. Yeah. There's, a chance. <laughs> there's a chance a little bit of that in there, too. Mm-hmm. But they wear that as a badge of honor. Did you guys get your red red coats yet? Oh, you guys wearing red coats? Huh. Mm, oh, that makes sense. Wow. It? Oh, my God. Benedict Arnold. We would like to purchase the red coats for the Ohio's <laughs> yeah. finest the Ohio's finest uh, team. Like, it's a Hall of Fame. I don't think that's part of it. Not I don't think that's part taxes. of it. Not yet, at least. All right, let's get to a break. We'll be back with our three on the other side. We got Vaughn Miller joining us. Let's go. We also got some phone calls on the Five Energy phone line. Can't wait to chat with Vaughn. Yeah. yeah. Remember, in the first hour, we had uh, breaking news from a source. Yep. There is a strong. Strong. Very strong. So I didn't say it right. Strong. Strong. There you go. Strong.
Yeah. Possibility. Strong. Of the Ravens potentially being in the D-hop world. Yep. Whoa. That's per source. Sis. That Pac-Man talked to. What? That's a big deal. That's going pretty big on the internet right now. A right. huge deal. I don't know if they're quoting Scrong. Scrong? It, it should be. be. Scrong. Scrong. Boom. Sound like an S-H-K? S-C-H-K sounds like. C-H-K? C-H. Scrong. 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 He's putting it on ticker. Do we want just the K? S-K? Scrong. But pronounced Scrong? It should be S-C-H. Okay. Scrong. We got to redo the tweet, too. It's been out for longer than 30 minutes. Can't edit it. Fuck. It's all right. Still, still, still strong, strong yeah. possibility. As long as there's a K in there. Leave it like it is. What, on oh, the tweet? Yeah. We'll put it on the ticker, though. We'll be able to change it. Okay. Speaking of the ticker, release the new album, Never Enough. Drop on May. Did you get to see Parker recall him at all? Can't wait. I saw a little bit of him, yeah. He seems seems like a good dude. He seems strong. He and I took yeah. the same amount of edibles, you know. And he was mm-hmm. still hanging. That's never a good idea for those. You might have gave him that one little gummy you gave me that one time that had me. Listen. Pew, pew. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty, I got pretty high tolerance in this entire. Oh, I'd say so. I would say so. In the old game, you know? So that's always a fun time when people are like, hey, what are you doing? It's like, all right. Okay. Absolutely. Let's do this. This will be fun. And then just kind of watching the elevator head up to the next floor. Yep. And then to the next one. You probably never even had a panic attack, have you? Nah, there was that one time I did. It was in I was in San Francisco. It was uh, it had four X. I didn't know it was a four X strength. And it was like a hundred or something like that. So it was like four hundred. That, that one got yeah. me. I was. Yeah. <laughs> I had to lock the door of the hotel. I'm like, all right, let's just yeah. stay in here. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let's keep those blinds closed. Yeah, control the controllable. Let's lock that door. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and shut it. I was supposed to go to an event. I. Uh, I don't, I don't think I'm supposed to be in public. Maybe the next one. So I have. I ha- I know yes, where people. Do know what people yeah. I do know what people go through. I don't know if I got it to the extent that people did, because I started making jokes about it. You know, mm-hmm. because I started hearing myself talk to other people. Yeah, yeah. Like you're going to come down. You're going to come down. And like there's sometimes in there where <laughs> I didn't yeah, think well, I was ever going to get stuck like that forever. Four hundred. I started doing the math. What? Man, this is like made twenty four hours straight. What are we? <laughs> that is so many. How are they allowed to sell that? that then I went into the hole. Right. Yeah. How am I even allowed to have what I just had? How come nobody told me about what I was doing? So I locked it down. I think I could have made it. If I had to go to the event, I think I could have got through it. But boy, that was one where I was freaking out a little bit. That's the only time, thank God. Probably don't sell that anymore. I bet you they'd sell more. Yeah. <laughs> there's some 8X. people out there. Like I, there's some people out there that smoke. Yeah. That sm- like, they're zombies. Yeah, yeah sure. Professionals. Yeah, like professionals. Yeah. What you say, Dad? I don't do those. No, those are those people, though. Yeah, I don't do the dabs much. Those people like wake up and smoke. Like, yeah, yeah. no thanks. The equivalent of ten blunts before right. they even get out of bed. It's like I'll do a dab. Is your brain gonna work? What's that? Dab is cool. I don't think I've ever done the old dab thing. It's not that bad. You're what is it? It's uh, it's in that little machine. It's rising. This is all it is. Rising. It's in that machine thing. That uh, the, the glass rig? thing. Yeah. yeah. The, I've seen it. I've walked they got into them places. In yeah, you gotta have the uh, torch yeah, for it. Torch to no, you don't need a torch for the new one. Don't oh. be marked. So the reason <laughs> hey, the reason I'm, why I'm I never did it is because it looked like people were smoking crap. Right. Yeah, right. 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 I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. That's weed. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Do you have a lighter? I'll just go smoke this thing over here. But you're saying there's new ways. Yeah. Sounds like. All right, cool. 
I don't want to be put in a position where I got to smoke like from a spoon. Yeah. 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 No. Well, those pens. Mentally might freak out then. Might, right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That might be a, what am I doing here? Let's get to a break. Chat to Parker McCollum. Shout he performed out. very well. May, I don't know what he sounds like on stages normally. I, I heard him in the living room. Mm-hmm. Very high. May 12th. And he was unbelievable. May 12th, new album. AJ, going to go get it? Yeah. I pre-ordered it already. Never enough. Show me your seat. Screenshot it. Yeah. I will. I don't believe you. If this goes how do you in, do that? I don't know how to do that. If this goes in, we'll give away. Uh, actually, we won't give away. We can't give away albums. No. Oh. Try. Just download Spotify. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I bought. What'd you buy? I bought Sunday ticket yesterday. It was awesome. How much? Three seventy nine? No. Uh, they got a hundred dollar off special running right now. If you get it before June something. Okay. So like something. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Hulu. I had a chance to chat with some of the people up there who are kind of in that world. You know, at the Google YouTube thing. Mm-hmm. With NFL Sunday Ticket, I don't know if they know. They're very intelligent, and they're working diligently for this to be a success. And I think my messaging to them was like, it's going to be better than fucking what DirecTV had. Yeah. Okay? So just know that. Like, you are, you're coming in after a terrible person. So, like, DirecTV was good at some point. It was great. But it, there's a lot of flaws in that particular thing. Yeah. And everybody experienced it every year for probably like the last five years. And they knew they were probably not going to get the next one. Yeah. So they weren't making it better. It was just like, uh, hey, here's our service. So I think YouTube, Google, going to be able to do well. 80% of the people that are going to get it are going to be, what, 20 minutes before the season starts? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Most likely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. I told them that. I was like. Maybe day of. They're like, we're really trying to get this thing going. You know, we're doing this whole thing. I'm like, bro. Yeah. Does not matter. Nope. Day you. of is when you need to know. Oh, yeah. Because I, I just want to, that's how I operate. Every human I talk to yeah. is like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Got a. Yeah, my team's not playing on Fox right now. I need to fucking go get Sunday right. ticket. And they were like, well, we're certain, we hope to get to, the, I, it wasn't them exactly. It was like a team that was working on it. We hope to get to this amount at this time, this amount at this time. Like, that's the goals. It's like, no. none of that matters. Nope. So, none of that matters. 20 minutes before the season kicks off, everybody's going to buy that fucking thing. When I logged into my YouTube TV yesterday, it was fucking big and bold right in front of me. It said, sign up right now. And I fucking clicked like four buttons and I had it. I was like, oh. see, they're already way, smart way ahead of direct TV. Oh, yeah. And way they're layout, ahead too. Of they're What's layout that? with the multiple games on the TV. Four games. You couldn't do that. You could only do that on your computer. You couldn't do it on your TV. Congratulations to Google and YouTube getting in the game. Yeah. Unbelievable. Might be good news if you're a big NFL show on YouTube and Google. Could mm-hmm. be. Much better! A little disappointed there. Why is that? Well, the boys were thinking about running an audible there. To my left, your right is the face of Ohio, the Buckeye champion, Ohio's finest, A.J. Hawk. Hell yeah. And there's a 14-year NFL vet here who's an icon and a legend. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Pac-Man. Here you go, Pac-Man. Then there's three people on this stage every single day with me that I'm lucky to call peers, friends, and co-workers. Hell yeah, brother. The Toxic Table at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt and one half of the hammer, Don Cowboys Tone Diggs. These three, AJ, dotted themselves. Mm, I don't know These about that. These three were standing in the batter's box and left the bat on their shoulders. They thought about changing what they were going to yell into the microphone as the open was about to begin. Oh, no. And they decided against it. Boys, if we're all wrong, we're all right. I appreciate the fact that you're all on the same page. But I don't love the fact that you seem like you guys lack confidence there. You can make audibles. You can get on the same page. You can do it, boys. Absolutely. Okay. And we all know that, and I appreciate you saying that, but like you said, we can't 
you know, just go into something being all wrong, all right. We have to be united as one team. Yeah, if you're all wrong, you're all right, though. No, we, we can't be What were you going to say? If we're all about, wrong, we could be all wrong. I if we don't say something different. Exactly. For the third hour, and I got a fucking... Uh, what did you want to change it up to? Supergrass. You wanted to say which, su- which, Supergrass. Which is a great idea, but 10 seconds to go on the <laughs> countdown. You know, you wanted to say Supergrass, obviously, because it was a concept that a chicken farmer that we know very well has schemed up in his mind, hasn't been able to take enough time to create that because he is too busy being an absolute dog on the football field. He'll be joining us here in a few moments. That would be Vaughn Miller mm-hmm. of okay. the Buffalo Beals, who are back at practice in their western New York with all eyes on a Lombo arriving at some point over there. There's also some other stories around the NFL before we get to Vaughn Miller. Uh, Nick Casario responds to rumors that he's leaving. He says, nah, okay, he's not leaving. 49ers are also listening to trade Ooh, calls okay. for Trey Lance. Makes sense. Now, I did not get to hear the whole clip. I was caught up on all the phone calls. I do apologize. I should have listened to the clip from front to back, the whole press conference. They are very much a team, though, that says, we'll listen to anything. Somebody wants to call us, we'll fucking listen. You know Christian McCaffrey? We just traded for him. If somebody wants to call us and say they want to give us two ones for Christian McCaffrey, especially the two ones that we gave up for Trey Lance to move up to number three, we will certainly listen to that and see if it's in the right move for us. Ian Rapport, though, says it's uh, they've received inquiries from several teams looking into trade for Trey Lance. The conversations have been the result of San Francisco fielding the calls, not making them. With teams aware that Brock Purdy is likely the future starter, although we do not know how he's going to recover from Tommy on, mm-hmm. we won't know until three months after the surgery – we're about three weeks in yep. to the surgery right now. So we're still, quick math, nine, ten weeks away from knowing what Brock Purdy is going to be able to do this season. Could be he's going to be all right back by the beginning of it. Could be the motherfucker misses until December. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot, there's a big window that it could be, but he seems to be very confident, as do the people speaking about it. And as soon as he became the starting quarterback for the Niners, they became great. He was obviously Mr. Irrelevant, pick number 259. Ah, 270. Two fifty-seven. A lot of them. There's a lot of picks that happened. Then it was his. He was the last one. Sometimes it would be much better to be an undrafted free agent than be that late of a seventh round pick because then you could at least pick and choose who you're going to potentially compete with for either a practice squad spot or a roster spot. When you get drafted, it's like, hey, you're coming here. Welcome to our quarterback room, Brock Purdy. He became the guy. If he's healthy. John Lynch said there'd be no reason not to give him a spot. Mm-hmm. But if he's not healthy, don't you kind of have to see what Trey Lance does? Don't you kind of have to see what Trey Lance does, AJ? And if you don't, where would he go? The Colts? Is Trey Lance coming to the Indianapolis Colts, AJ? <laughs> it's possible. I mean, the first question I had was, what's the team willing to give up in compensation for them to get rid of Trey Lance? Obviously, they're not out there, you know, cold calling people, probably asking for Trey. But if, they're, if, they're re- if they'd received multiple calls – Asking, hey, what are you thinking with trade? Then, yeah, I'm sure they probably got excited. That's They have Sam Darnold there that they signed as well. So if Brock Purdy, for some reason, isn't ready for the start of the season, they probably feel okay with Sam in there. Yeah, it's not a bad contract either for any team. Now, yeah. granted, it would have to be a brand-new offense that Trey Lance would have to learn. And who knows what he's able to do, how healthy he'll be. Worst weapons. <sighs> Interesting yeah. dilemma for Trey Lance. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta called. Um, he fit that scheme. I just don't think he have has have had enough games to say he's not the guy. We agree. We do agree. And yeah. we have no idea who he is, I feel like. No right. clue. 
But if they're if they going to go with Purdy, they can't keep three of them. They already, didn't they just sign Sam? Um, yeah. Darnold. Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. So you you you, uh, you got to shop one of them. Yeah. So. And you're not going to shop Sam. You literally just signed him. Yeah. Right. Brock Purdy, you're going to keep him. Yeah. So Trey Lance, I guess, would be the one that you would shop. But you just made massive moves to get up to the number three overall pick and not take Mac Jones to take Trey Lance. Normally, and you know, like 99% of the time, if a general manager gives up all that to move up to three, and it is as big of a conversation as it was in the coach's record, win-loss record, is what it is. Normally, that person's getting forced into the field, onto the field. Because, hey, we need to see if if the big brain that we made, big brain decision we made to trade away the future, we decided to do this, caused a lot of ripple effects across the entire football community. But we made this decision. We sacrificed some of the future of the franchise for this. We have to at least see if this fucking guy is the right guy, if our brains were right, if our brains were right, that this guy who had limited experience could become a franchise quarterback. Normally, egos, pride, everything else like that says that that's how humans are going to act in that situation who are making decisions. So if they trade away Trey Lance, I think a silver lining in this is the fact that John Lynch, former player, was like, yeah, last guy was actually, last guy of the draft, actually really, really good for us. Much better. Third overall guy, for whatever reason, didn't work out. New start for him. Good luck. We made a mistake, I guess, but we got to this point. Like, that is an interesting thing, AJ. That is a really interesting yeah. thing. Well, you could easily justify it by saying, hey, we, yeah, we took Brock Purdy uh, almost not as a flyer. We, we liked the kid in college, but they could have never envisioned exactly what would happen when he gets thrust into the lineup in the just the crazy, like, groundswell of support from not only his teammates, but everyone outside of the Niners, what Brock Purdy could do. And, you don't have to, you have to even have to say, like, hey, we messed up by taking Trey Lance. Like, hey, Trey was the guy. We we liked him. We loved what he was doing. We still think he's going to be great. But we yeah. had this other guy step in, and our offense runs very well with him. Same brain made that decision, you know? So, like, and that's it, what it I actually was... takes – it shows ultimate – like, to me, it shows that you are, like, you're confident in yourself if you can move on from him and not say, hey, i got to keep him on just because we drafted him, we moved up. Like, Belichick moves on from draft picks. He's not worried about – Hey, this is how, this looks bad. I draft this guy in the second or third round. Well, so that's not normal though, and I think we all know that. And I I think like in, I think you got to be pretty secure in who you are. I agree, yeah. and you got to be confident not only football wise but as an actual human too. Like that is a full. I think that's an indicator as the human as a whole. You know, like yeah. willing to say. Yeah, we shouldn't have given up two ones for that. That was a, it's not an exact science, guys. Sorry. Hey, that was here an we expensive, go. I'm trying to win trying to win some games. That was an expensive <clears throat> price for us to pay. Obviously had to go through a lot of conversations to get that approved by ownership mm-hmm. and everything else. And it turned out we didn't need it. Yeah, it turns out it wasn't the right play. Like that's not a normal thing for people to do. I remember on numerous occasions, to your point about them finding him in the seventh round or whatever, like explaining to coaches and people, like, hey, I know this guy's a six rounder. But, like, he's much better at special teams. And the third-round guy that you guys took, like, he's going to be backup. He's probably not going to play a lot. Like, the six-rounder. Really not really willing to do special teams as much as the other guy, too, probably. Yeah, the second-rounder that you guys got. I get it that you invested a second-rounder in him. But good news, just swap him. Hey, look, in your head, we can all just six-rounder actually in the second mm-hmm. round. Second round direction and sixth round, you made both of those decisions. It's like you are still the smart person that found the much better football player, but that's just not how egos actually operate. So good on them being able to potentially do that. And, and the reason why John Lynch didn't get to get away with this is because they've been winning. There yeah. Yes. They've been fucking winning. Now, if you was in some fucking sorry-ass organization, um, we'll use Cleveland 
for example, and you picked the quarterback. Cleveland's got dunked on a lot today. And, yeah, well. and you're losing, then your ass is getting fired. Agreed. Agreed <laughs> completely. Be who you can afford to be is a classic yeah. Exactly what I was going to say. Like, they, they are – and you guys all said it. They're secure. Like, John Lynch, Shanahan aren't going anywhere. You talked about Belichick. He's not going anywhere. They've made enough right decisions that they're allowed to make – a wrong decision, if, even if it wasn't right. this expensive, so they can move this guy without worrying about their jobs. Well, if Trey Lance goes somewhere else and has success, I think both, all parties would be like, yeah, happy for Sweet. it. Yeah, just yeah, didn't work yeah. out here. That's not normally how it goes. We're experiencing this with the Packers right now with Jordan Love. Like, they have to see him. Like, have to see him on the field. Yeah. yeah. Especially without the situations going on. It's like, we caused quite a ripple effect in the NFL. Yeah. Quite a stir, mm-hmm. you know, with this whole move. We can't just sit through this entire thing and not even <laughs> see. Like, that's just not how a human's going to act when a decision is made. So we're watching it happen right now in Green Bay. I guess Aaron wanting to move and being okay to move mm-hmm. and everything like that certainly is a help helper do it all. But it's an interesting dynamic when you talk about the humans being involved. It's just hard to imagine, like, to Pac-Man's point, like, I don't, I don't know if we've seen him enough for them to just cut bait. Because, like, if you – and, again, like, compensation doesn't really matter that much because they have been winning. It's not like they can circle it and be like, well, fuck, if we would have had those three first-round picks, we could have gotten much better at this position. Position in this position in this position, but if they do, like, who knows what the compensation will be? But if they end up being like, all right, fuck it, we'll get rid of him for a fourth and a sixth round pick, and then he goes out and like wins an MVP the year after that when he's actually healthy, and like, it, then it's like, man, what the fuck did we just do? Now, granted, you're winning with Purdy, or you were last year, so it probably makes it a little bit easier. But like, you just you don't know what you have with the guy yet. What'd you say when you're standing in the paint every once in a while? Every once in a while, you're gonna get dunked on, but that's the price of living in the paint, and especially when with the Niners with them winning. That's why a team like the Texans would be very interesting because then all of a sudden they got, you know, they got Trey Lance, can probably still take a quarterback at 12 because they don't have to rush to it early. And then you can. D'Amico. Yeah, D'Amico. Knows him and the offense coordinator, right? Uh huh. Oh. That would be cool. Say that again. Oh. That would be sweet. Joining us now is a man who's going to be a general manager at some point in his life. Right now, he's too busy building and stacking upon his Hall of Fame career. Two-time, two-time Super Bowl champion, an absolute stallion, MVP, ladies and gentlemen, founder of Vaughn's Vision, where he buys glasses for kids that can't afford them, not only just to, like, get them good vision, but also to look cool. Oh, yeah. Over $5 million worth of glasses. That's a lot. Damn. 9,000 some recipients, $5 million worth of glasses, good human off the field, great football player on the field, yes, back from an injury, ladies and gentlemen, Vaughn Miller. Yeah. Howdy, guys. How's it going? Hey, hanging out, man. Good to see you. How's life? How are we feeling? I saw you. No knee brace yesterday, first day of workouts. The internet was pumped. Is everything good? Yeah, yeah, every everything's good. It was good to be back with the guys. Um, you know, it was good to uh, you know, show them that, I, that I've been running around. Holy you know, shit, Vaughn! Working that out Vaughn. and doing all the cool stuff with my guys. Go back to the beginning. It's of good that video. to be back, though, bro. You're look, go back, <laughs> go back and pause that thing whenever. Let keep going, keep going a little bit. Keep, bro, there's like a ball on the front of your quad. Yeah, what dude. the hell? What is it? Is that the hurt leg? Which leg did you did you hurt? Uh it's the right one. It's the right one. But I, I've been working on them both. I've been working on them both. How are you feeling? You feel good? I didn't know you had big legs like that. I thought you had those stick legs. That's why you're so – I thought that's why you were so quick. I, I, I didn't know. I had no idea that you had – I mean, he's fu- – hey, you're yawked up down there, dude. You feel healthy? What percentage do you think you're back at right now? Um, I would probably say I'm like – I would say I'm 65%. Um, I, don't think I'm, I don't think I'm ready to do like, you know, 
active football drills yet, but I'm running, I'm jogging around, you know, doing some plyo stuff. I, you know, I should be ready to go whenever, whenever they, whenever the time is, uh, Whenever it's time for them to call up on me, I should be ready to go. You always go to OTAs. I think everybody talks about how great of a teammate you are. What is important about OTAs, and what is what are the Buffalo Beals doing right now at OTAs? You think that actually matter? You know, honestly, it's, it's a lot of you know, it's a lot of talk about you know not really needing the OTAs, and I, I'm sure you can make the argument. I'm sure the coaches will make the argument that you need to be there, and I'm sure the players will make the argument that you shouldn't be there. Um, I think the COVID year really showed people that we can we can play high quality football without uh, OTAs. But as it stands now, you know, if my guys are there, I want to be there, especially early on. You know, um, and I think it's just you know from a leadership you know element whether we need OTAs or not. You know, if my guys gonna show up there, if Josh Allen's gonna be there, the guys gonna be there, then you know I need to be there. I need to be there as well. And you know whether. It's not really about the argument from the players or the coaches. I just want to be there to show my teammates that I got their back. Okay. I like that. You're a good teammate, bro. Quite a leader. Literally, as soon as you got to Buffalo, they were like, the addition of Vaughn, Mm -hmm. obviously on the field, he has more sacks than everybody else in the NFL Mm -hmm. right now, but (laughs) off the field in the locker room, his energy is contagious. Like, as soon as – and they were already, like, a a successful competitive team with probably already noted leaders. Like, hey, this guy – this guy, this guy. So for you to drop in and be beloved as quickly as you were up there and then to showcase it, I think that says a lot about you as a human, and I assume that'll get chatted about immensely whenever your Hall of Fame conversation comes up. AJ has a question for you, though, pal. Vaughn, I know you're uh, you're on your path to eventually be a GM someday years down the road. Have you taken part in any of the draft process there? Have you watched any any film of some of these guys coming out, like some of these edge rushers? No, I haven't watched any film. i just been, you know, i just been in there observing and you know, watching the way they do business. Um, you know, I ask I ask a lot of questions, um, and I just I just want to sit back and really observe. You know what they do. We got a great organization with the Buffalo Bills, so I want to sit yeah. back and just you know see how they do it. Brandon Bean has still been, you know, he's been he's been the goat. You know, I could take somebody and be like, hey, you know, what, what what are we thinking about this draft? And he'll send me a you know a whole list of guys to look at. He'll send me you know what they thinking and what I should be thinking as a GM if I'm ever in a situation, man. So I got a lot of great people that's pouring into me, man. I just feel so blessed and uh, appreciative to have all these people helping me out. You still want to do that in the future? Yeah, I still want to do it. It's, it's, uh, I, it's a tough job. It is, it is a, it is a tough job, but I, I think I'm, I think I'm built for it. I think, uh, you know, the type of man that I am and I think my ability to, to evaluate um, not only players, but, you know, Athletic trainer, athletic trainers, coaches, uh, other front office personnel. I think I'd be great for the job for sure. Uh, yeah, because every once in a while you get a you know a peek behind the curtain. You're like, whoa, I don't want to fucking do that. Yeah, that looked like that would be <laughs> that looked like that would be a great time. And then you're in some of these you know, meetings. You know, learn about know. it more and more and more. It is a tough job. You know, these guys are not just sitting around. You know, picking a quarterback and going to play golf. This is it is a it is a 365 day job. You know, they don't they don't get as many vac- they don't get as many vacations as everybody else. The GM has to be the first one there. The GM is the one making all the decisions and he, the GM controls the trajectory of the organization. So it's a very important job. It's very demanding. But I think it's uh I think I think I'm built for it though. Yeah, there's only 32 of them too. So you got to be great and if you're not great, they're going to find a new one. A lot of pressure, obviously a lot of control. Shout out to you doing real life fantasy football and learning about it and still wanting to do it on a much smaller scale. Uh, once you get a you know a chance to see what the job is actually like, like I never want to commentate games. Ever. Oh, yeah. Like I would never. I, I I just assumed that was like an easy like commentating games. That'd be easy. Just kind of you know take a couple edibles, yeah, sure, Have watching the game, <laughs> just doing your thing. It's like I've done it a few times. It's like I do not enjoy it 
that much at all. Not that great at it. Then you watch like Herb Street work it. It's like, oh, that guy's brain, he's supposed to do it. Feels like your brain, you're supposed to be an NFL general manager. Right now, just a measly old, sorry-ass Potential defensive MVP player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think the Beals got to do next year to get over the hump? Obviously, this is a massive conversation because Stephon Diggs brought it up in a conversation. And Stephon yeah. Diggs is a big conversation around the Buffalo Beals right now. If you want to tap on that, you can. If not, no big deal. But to his point, feels like everything is always going. This year, you get hurt, and it's like, Damar Hamlin situation happens before the season happens. It's like, what do you think the Buffalo Bills need to do to take the next step? And have you guys talked about that at all now that you're all back together? Yeah, I think, you know, everybody kind of, you know, get they kind of you kind of get away from the team and you sit and reflect and you have your thoughts. You know, um, you know, that that was uh, that was Diggs opinion on the football team, which is, you know, it's rightfully so. You know, he has his opinion. And, um, you know, for other guys as well, you have your opinion on how the team, how the team win and what we can do to get over the hump. But for me, I don't think it's always about more, more, more. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's more hard work for us. We, we worked hard as hell. Um, we did everything that you could possibly do. We're coming in early. We played, we played our ass off during the games and we only lost three games during the season. Like, you know, some football is tough. Football is just tough. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's not that easy to win a Super Bowl. That's why it's so, that's why it's uh, that's why it's so special when you get there. But I don't think it's I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's more 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 for us. I just think our perspective. I, I think it's just our perspective on how we go about our work, especially when you know the bullets start flying and everything start going late in the season. You know, we we we've had a great team for a long time. We just gotta get back in the playoffs and just have another shot on goal. That's all it is. You know, messier shoot. Messi will shoot six, seven shots a game and only hit one or two. Like it's not going, it's not going to happen for us each and every time. But I, I still feel 100% confident in our team, 100% confident in Josh Allen and the weapons that we got. You know, uh, word on the street that we might be getting another big time weapon. Oh, you know, we oh. missed out on OBJ. It's, a, it's another big, it's another big weapon out there. If you get him, whoa, Stefan Diggs, Dawson Knox, Damian Harris, and 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 Cook and. And all the guys that we got on offense, man, with this defense, we just picked up Taylor Rapp. He's super versatile. He can play nickel. He can play safety. Man, we got we got a great team coming in, man. Everybody else in our division got better. The, the Jets got better. The Miami Dolphins got better. And the New England Patriots got better. And we got better as well. Okay, so what you just said there are pretty big because of who you're working out with over the last couple of weeks. You know, we had source. My source says said that Buffalo was still good and Baltimore was getting hot. Yeah. That's what my sources said. Sounds like you now, I don't know if you're being a pundit or a wishful thinker or maybe a man with sources, which you would because he's been job shadowing Bean. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And he's been working out Right? With the other guy. Don't want to put you in a terrible spot, but goddamn, if anybody (laughs) knew if this was going to, hey, it would be the man who founded Vaughn's vision, which has helped so many kids get glasses and eat. Vaughn, what do you know about the D-Hop situation as a close friend of D-Hop and also a man who has literally been in the war room for the Buffalo Bills with Brandon Bean at this exact time? You know, I'm always, you know, I'm always recruiting guys, especially, you know, guys that I, especially guys that I know on and off the football field, especially that I know guys, especially the guys that I know personally. 
you know, like OBJ, we missed out on OBJ. He went to Baltimore. That, that was great for OBJ. He made a great decision for OBJ, and it's a great fit for OBJ. And, and he'll be a free agent again next after the after the season. So you you never really know. But oh, back to what we have now. You know, we <laughs> I, I'm, I'm talking to Hot Man, and you know he wants to, he wants to be here. Who wouldn't want to play for the Buffalo Bills? You just got to figure out the other things that come with it. And you know, in, in pro football, in pro football, it's, it's not that. <laughs> easy to figure out the financial element of it, especially when you're a guy like DeAndre Hopkins or you're a guy like Odell Beckham. You know, I don't think it was ever a question would they mind playing with Josh Allen here in Buffalo, winning games. I think I think everybody falls in love with that. I think now when you start working out the numbers and the finances, that's when that's where it gets tricky. But um, you know, with with Hop and I, I just I'm always optimistic and I feel like we got a firm grip on this one, man, and we just had to wait and see. Okay, you said a lot there. I think there's going to be quite a reaction. Oh, yeah. Good luck out there, Buffalo Beals Mafia, and also the Baltimore Ravens fans who think they're potentially in the market for both D-Hop and OBJ because a report came out that Lamar said, could you please, like, just help me out a little Mm -hmm. bit? Come on. You know, it seems like every other quarterback has weapons. Could you help me out a little bit? This guy's available. This guy's available. They're allegedly making plays. Brandon Bean, though. He is not scared to pull the trigger on anything. Not at all. I'm excited to see what happens with your guy, D-Hop. Pac-Man Jones has something for you, Vaughn. What's up, bro? Pac, what up, my boy? What's going on? Hey, I got a question. I know you've been in the NFL PA meetings and all that. You're probably the, the team head person. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to see what the Dodgers did. The Dodgers signed, um, I, I think his name is Andrew. I can't remember his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, they signed him so back on help. the team so he can get the health care. With all the stuff that D just went through in Baltimore, I mean, in Baltimore, in Buffalo, with all the stuff that happened on the field, do you think it's a time or will it be this next collective bargaining that we will get insurance for after football, after the seven years? Do you think it would ever happen? Um, I, you know, I, that's, you know, guys been battling with lifetime health, health insurance for a while now, but I, you know, I think it's time. You know, especially when you see um, the type of uh, the type of uh, things that happen on the football field, you see how dangerous it is. I think lifetime health insurance um, is a must in the National Football League. Now, do I believe Hell yeah. that if you if you play one year in the National Football League, you get lifetime health? Hell no. no. I think yeah, yeah. you know. I think <laughs> that's what the discussion should be about. How long do you have to play to get to a point where you get lifetime health insurance? Is it four years? Is it five years? Is it six years? You know, it's a lot of guys, if you play 10 years in the league, you're going to have some type of lingering issue that you're going to have to deal with later in life. You know, I remember Peyton Manning talking to us in the NFLPA meetings. He was like, guys, pay attention. You know, file your workers' comp. You know, uh, 95% of players that play in the NFL are going to have to have some type of knee or hip replacement. And then you just see it go over time, and, and that that is true. So lifetime health insurance should be a, a must, especially on the um, especially on the, the, next bar- the next collective bargaining agreement. I, I think amongst other issues that we have, um, lifetime health insurance should be a must on this next collective bargaining agreement. Great question, Pac. And to you, Vaughn, are you NFLPA president? Are you in there? I'm the rep for the Buffalo Bills, proud rep for the Buffalo Bills. Let's go. I'll tell you what. That's interesting. That's big for us. We need the big-name players in there because I'm guilty. We We need the quarterbacks. We need the quarterbacks. We need – we need – we need – Patrick Mahomes. What? We need Joe Barrow. What? We need we need Jalen Hurts. We what? need uh, we need uh, Herbert. You know, we, need, we need all of these guys. We need Tua. Just think if Tua's on on the NFLPA board. If these guys come together and they say, "Hey, we don't like playing on artificial turf," what do you think is going to happen? 
Yeah, exactly. That's the MBPA, right? The MBPA <laughs> has all the power hitters, maybe Supergrass as well. We might be able to make that happen, but Tua learned how to fall because he's been working with a jiu-jitsu instructor. Yeah, that, that literally just came out today. <laughs> but <laughs> that literally just came out today, like within the last 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. So shout out to you, great host of a show. You could do anything. Yeah. You could do it. Right. You could do absolutely anything. But I, I fall. I am one of the assholes that did this. I'd like to nominate Pat McAfee to be an NFLPA rep. And uh, Pat, do you accept? Absolutely not. No way do okay. I want to be a part of this whole thing. I did like I'm. Uh, the person that recommended me was doing it just to be a fucking asshole. Sure. Right. Like it is not a. Yeah. That's not a desired job in the NFL to be a part of the NFL. You know what the crazy. You know. You know what the crazy thing is. You know. I, this is my first year being a, a player rep. Right. I've always been like an alternate or I've always been involved. But being a, the official rep for the team, this is my first year doing it. And it's honestly not a lot of hard – it's not hard work at all. You get on – you. Yeah, but every ex-player hates you. Every ex-player hates you. Just what practice that's right there. <laughs> every Hey, do you want to sign up to be a rep for this thing? Oh, what, what does it come with? Well, you get a chance to go to a meeting. You maybe change the league. Also sure. – Every single time you run into an ex-player, they're going to tell you how much you fucked them yeah. and everything. Oh. It's like, oh, okay, great. I think I'm going to stay. It's, out not, of it's not that much. It's not that much. It's not a lot of hard work. You know, you listen. You listen in on calls. You give your opinion. It's probably a call every two to three weeks. The call probably lasts twenty minutes. And for, honestly, it's just the, it's just the the name power to be able to help our NFLPA. It's just the guys being able to help um, our NFLPA make decisions to make our to make our league safer, to make our league better. Um, I, I I would be I would be hurt, man. I, I would be hurt, and I would I would have so much regret if my sons got into the National Football League twenty years from now, and we still dealing with the same issues. If we're still fighting over guaranteed contracts, quarterbacks still not getting paid. If it's if it's uh if it's still like uh, all of these, if it's st we still fighting over OTAs and all the small stuff and. Like I, I, I would have so much regret that I didn't that I didn't use the time that I had to make a difference in the National Football League, and that's that's really all it's about for me. I don't, I don't, I don't played in two Super Bowls. I've been on three teams. You know, I've did so much more. Now it's about how can I make the game better after I'm gone. You're a good person for that. Yeah. We need more people to do that, like yeah. that are at your level, because then I think quarterbacks. Okay, you, I agree, but also like Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, that's yeah, sure. not that Baltimore's immediately going to put him as a player rep because he's there, but a brand that big, a businessman that big, like can't hurt him being there, saying, "Yeah, I'm also with these guys." And like that is a big deal. I think that's what basketball has. That's why they have mm -hmm. leverage over everything. The basketball, the, the, the basketball negotiations, they get done a year early. Oh yeah, with more money. The NBA, the NBA, the NBA PA. They got LeBron James as a rep. They got, I think, Chris Paul. Chris Paul is the president. Yeah, and they got all the stars on there. And, it, and they then they came up with the Supermax. Then they came with the Supermax like six or seven years ago. Came up with the Supermax, and you see these guys getting paid. Like, we gotta have our stars on there too. We gotta have our big name stars on there too to get um, that same you know uh, type of deal for our guys here in the, in the NFL. Like, we got a bigger league. It's the most powerful league. Most uh, um, we. We make the most money out of any other league in, in, in the history of sports. Like, we got to have our NFLPA. Our NFLPA definitely has to be on top for sure. We need to be creative over there, too. Business-wise, yep. we start creating opportunities, I think, for players, ex-players. Yep. I think that there's growth that could happen there. And the insurance thing feels so easy. With how many insurance companies market with the NFL, that feels so easy. Now, granted, I guess it's expensive, but marketing with the NFL is expensive. Mm -hmm. Feels like we should be able to make that happen. Hopefully, we'll be able to do it. And hopefully, guys that play, you know, eight years are in the 
Yeah. In the, uh, <laughs> they, get up, they get up to eight years, man. Come on, lifetime. We just started the Mark Hamlin situation. We just started the Mark Hamlin situation. We see guys get hurt each and every year, man. Like, bro, eight, eight years – Eight to ten years, like those guys got to get lifetime help insurance. Eight to twenty years, yeah, yeah. I mean, just same thing. <laughs> Eight to fourteen, yeah. you know what I mean. What year is this for you, Vaughn? I'm going on year thirteen. Dang, wow. congratulations! <laughs> Not easy. Not easy at all. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Vaughn, obviously earlier in the offseason, Leslie Frazier took a step away for a little bit, and you've spoken on that, and everything's good there. With these last couple days being in the building, has there been any sort of movement on who is going to be the leader of the defense off the field? Obviously, you're the guy on the field, but as far as calling plays, is there any movement on that yet? Coach McDermott will be the defensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. Um, you know, he really got his name in the league, uh, calling great defenses and, and um, calling great defensive games. Um, got his head coaching, uh, got his head coaching opportunity from you know being able to run great defenses with with the Carolina Panthers. Um, I, I think he was in Philly too with the Philadelphia Eagles. He did a great job there. Um, and yeah, he's gonna be our, our he's gonna be our defensive coordinator. I'm excited about it. I've been on teams before where I head coach. You know, Pac, we was on we was on teams before where our head coach was a defensive coordinator, and they were still able to get the job now. So yeah. I don't think it'd be I don't think it'd be a tough uh, I don't think it'd be a tough transition for Coach McDermott. I'm pretty excited about it. What was what was Pac like as a teammate? <laughs> Pac was dope, man. I love Pac, man. Man, we used to play Blu-ray. We used to hang out, man. He came come over to any casino night that I had, any of my parties, man. Um, he was the vet in the locker room. He was the enforcer in the locker room. You know, and people, you don't want to fuck with Pat, man. man. You don't want to make him mad either, man. You don't want to make him mad. He was he was our OG in there, man. But the energy that he had going into games, like when Pac Man said he gonna lock down somebody, Pac Man say this, and we he you just had this confidence about you that you got Pac Man Jones on your team, and we about to go face somebody else. We can't lose. That's how I feel. Hell yeah, yeah appreciate that. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Pac, that's a legacy, dude. Yeah, that's unreal. Yeah. Hey, AJ, what was it like having Pac-Man as a teammate? Very similar situation, honestly. But, yeah, I told you day one when Pac came out here. I know you're trying to set me up to have something not as well adverse as Bond said about him. So I'm not going to take the time, but Pac knows how I feel about him. Don't have to be so defensive, yeah, dude. Die. I'm like, Pac, you we're trying to pull over Pac. We're just trying to let everybody know, like, hey, Pac, he's been like that in here, too. Yeah. It's yeah. been incredible. Having, he's, been in, he's been in our building. Three times a week for like the last two months or whatever. It's been fantastic, Vaughn. Good energy. Man, I love that. Hey, you need good energy in the building. Bad energy can drain the whole fucking place, Vaughn. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent. You got you get one guy in there, one cancerous guy, and it's just it just drains every it just drains everybody, man. Not it might not happen the first day, but over time, you know, late in the season, you know, everybody be drained out, man. But fortunately, I've had super. I've had great teammates my whole entire my whole entire career, man. And I, and I think you know the type of guy that I am, I. I I go out my way to, to learn about my teammates, to get to know them, to earn their trust. And I feel like that's why I, I have never had a bad teammate in the locker room because Hell. I go out my way to be a good teammate to these guys, and I think it's reciprocated. Yes. Glue guy. Glue guy all yeah, over amen. the place. Go ahead, AJ. Vaughn, what do you think about Draymond getting suspended a game? You think, it, you think he deserves that? Guy had a hurt sternum. And the NBA. Guy had a hurt sternum. Yep. Dude grabbed his leg. Was it was it on purpose? Do you think it was on purpose? He had to get. He was trying to get away from the dude. He could have stomped him much harder. But the dude had his, leg. Rear the naked had his leg and the choke. A rear naked choke oh, yeah. on his leg. You know what I mean? I thought he went easy. I thought Draymond went easy. He could have absolutely. He could have springboarded off that dude's chest. Did we expect that guy to break his sternum though? Too. I don't think that's like the good little. That's a good little cherry on top of the whole story. I think you know. I think that's a good little. I don't, 
I don't think it's on purpose, man. But, you know, NBA, they, you know, they rules a little bit different, man. And I know on TV, when you got all these people watching, man, and you got all these fans watching, I'm sure they felt like they had to do something. You know, they had to, they had to discipline Draymond in some way. But, you know, I don't know, man. Basketball, you know, basketball is, is a little bit different than football. And I saw, I saw what Paul George said, too. Paul George said that, you know, football guys wouldn't be able to play basketball, but he thinks there's some basketball guys that can play football, like – I don't know about that, man. Well, because that happens know. right there? Yeah, that, because right. that situation? I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah. That, that, 100%. Like, we got some athletic guys in here. We, you seen the way DK Metcalf jumps and moves? Like, he could definitely play basketball. He can play basketball and football. And there's some guys – when he, when you put the pads on, you start hitting the game is a little bit different. It's not like – I know he, Paul George said, have you seen, you know, Russell Wilson – I mean, Russell Westbrook run down the paint. Like, when you put pads on and you run into other people, like, it's, it's, it's a just different. a different world. Yeah, but you guys should see me in virtual reality boxing. That's right. You know, in virtual reality boxing, there's no fear at all of getting hit. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm wide open. I mean, I am. I think it's what you're saying. Like NBA, yeah. It's, you know, baseline to baseline. We're wide open. No thoughts of anybody mm-hmm. taking you out. Hey, but both sports but both sports are, are, are two tough sports. That's right. That's right. Well said, Vaughn. Way to bring that whole thing home there at the end. Think about Miles Garrett playing in this fucking thing. Yes. You know what I mean? Just think about his big Miles ass Garrett. underneath. He, yeah. He can, uh, you know, he, he always has that. He puts that, like, uh, thirst trap post out. Yeah. Where he's shirtless. Yep. Drenched. Mm-hmm. And then he's yep. just fucking dunking on yeah. little white Ohio kids. Going through his legs. And, like, a pickup basketball game out yeah. there. It's like, God damn, that human is vastly different than me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That that guy and I were not created the same. I think he I think could. I think I think I think Miles Garrett warmed up with the Cleveland Cavaliers uh yeah. in summer league. Mm-hmm. Like he did like something with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like he warmed up with them or it was something and but yeah, Miles Garrett's one of those guys too that could play both sports. He could he could probably play both sports at <laughs> you know at a high level too. Look at that fucking thing, dude. What are we talking about? <laughs> What are we talking? Look at him. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine being? I guess you do, Vaughn. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I guess, Vaughn, you a big good basketball player? No, I, I ain't got nothing for you, man. I, <laughs> I play golf. I play golf and, and football. That's it. Nope, I suck at basketball. <laughs> I, I, I'm terrible at basketball. I got five good fouls for you, man. And I'm gonna go shoot on the bench. <laughs> That's good teammate. There you That's go. good right. teammate. Right. Connor has something for you. Or, I'm sorry, Ty has something for you, Vaughn. Yeah, Vaughn, there was a quote recently from uh, Josh Allen that basically said, like, now as he's getting older, he understands that he needs to be a quarterback first and a football player second. Is that, like, a discussion around the facility? And how hard is it when you understand, like, how good of a runner he is? But are you guys telling him, like, hey, Josh, listen, like, we know you're an unbelievable runner, okay, but we don't need you getting your fucking block knocked off, like, eight yeah. to ten times a game. Josh was just saying that just for the media to, to now me knowing Josh for a little bit, like Josh was just saying that because that's what the people want to hear. Josh, <laughs> is gonna do, Josh is gonna do whatever it I takes to win the game. Like that's just how he's wired. That's just who he is. Like Josh is gonna do whatever it takes to win the game. Like if it means you know throwing the ball seventy yards, he'll do it. If it means laying out for that first down, he'll do it. And I'm not about to what I what do I look like trying to give Josh Allen tips to play. <laughs> quarterback better like I'm you know I, I that's that's just not my lane but you know I'm sure Josh is aware that he has to be you know safe he has to be healthy for his teammates I'm I'm 100 I'm 100 um sure that he is aware of that and I think you know that he he thinks about those type of things too you know he wants to play you know 15 20 22 years you know he wants to do the same thing too 
But at the same time, he wants to win games. And the, the number one thing on Josh Allen's mind right now is winning the Super Bowl. And to have a guy like that and going out there and practice, it just brings the most out of everybody, man. So I'm sure that he he's conscious of, you know, playing a, a little bit safer. But, man, when it's time to win games, he, he's going to be Josh Allen every time. Yeah, now I know Josh a little bit. He was fucking lying right through his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I love that even more. Like, because he probably gets asked about that so much All the time. that he was like, "All right, I'm gonna come up with an answer for him early. <laughs> put this thing to bed." Well, I understand 100%. now. Now that I'm getting older, you know, it's you guys have been right. You know, I uh, I'll be a QB first, and yeah. then football player second, and I'll remember that. That'll be at the forethought or uh, forefront of my mind mm-hmm. every time I take a snap. And then the, re- the reaction on the yeah. internet was, "Josh Allen is guy. maturing." Yep. He gets it. <laughs> That's amazing. Go ahead, Tone. Uh, Vaughn, we had George Kittle on a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago talking about tight end university and how basically they were going to have fun there. They were probably going to booze and they were going to work on blocking the edge. Uh, I know you got the pass rush summit. Is that coming up? Is everyone invited? What are you guys doing there? The pass rush summit, uh, June 10th in uh, Las Vegas. This would be my seventh pass rush summit that, I, that I've had. Um, Got all the guys coming out. Of course, I invite all the top guys each and every year. I invite the, the guys that's on their way up. I invite the rookies. I invite the top college pass rushers as well. And we have some high school guys there as well. So okay. we're still going. We're still pushing, man. We, we've had everybody come through there from Miles Garrett, Khalil Mack. Um, we haven't had the Watts yet, but I'm working on trying to get wow. J.J. Watt and T.J. Watt there yet. I'm trying to find a way that I can get, you know, some money to pay these guys, you know, get these guys here, uh, figure it out. Let's but figure I gotta, it out. It's not a pass. It's not a pass for a summit unless you have T.J. Watt there, Aaron Donald there, you know, Cameron yeah. Jordan there. Like, so even though it's yeah. the, I think, I think sometimes you know, especially the top guys in the league, it's a, uh, it's misinformation about the pass for a summit. Like, it's not the Von Miller teach uh, clinic. Like, this is just a space that I created where we can all come and talk getting to the quarterback. We all speak the same language. And this is really the only spot um, in the world where you can get all the guys together and talk pass rush and talk chip blocks. And you know, I've had Doug Flutie there. I've had you know quarterbacks come in and chime in and, you know, give us their point of view on how to rush the quarterback better. So this is the only place in the world where we can do this, man. And I've been fortunate to have seven of them. I've been fortunate to have, you know, all of my top colleagues come through, man. And you know, hopefully this year be no different. Yeah, let's get the Watts out there. Why the not? Watts. Makes sense. Let's make some content out there. Let's get a sponsor to make Ooh, some content. Doug Flutie, get Nugenics. The Flutie yeah. Flakes, boom. Yeah. yeah. And Nugenics, mm-hmm. boom. In the video game. And boom. <laughs> and now we got now we got everybody. You can't take that yet, I don't think, if what it's doing <laughs> no, big hurt there. Yeah, is. seriously. You know, I don't think you're allowed to touch that stuff just yet. You're going to have to wait till you're a GM. Uh, alongside the Pass Rush Summit, June what? June 10th. That's awesome. In Las Vegas, and you know we, you know we had talked some football too, and you know we have a little tequila too, man. Why? Yeah. We're gonna you hang out, man. We're gonna hang out and talk ball at the you same smell time. Smell me. I do like <laughs> the fact that you said, uh, "Hell yeah!" I do like the fact that you said some of these guys think that this is like Von Miller teaching you. That's not what this is. Yeah, I assume that you've heard that from people where TJ Walker's. I'm not fucking going to listen to Vaughn Miller tell me what I need to do. Better. <laughs> is that what you? Is that what you think potentially happened, or that was the narrative that got out? No, no. I just, I just, you know, now that I'm thinking, I just, I like to think from all perspectives, man. And I like to think if I was a guy and I'm getting invited, what would be the one knock for me not to go? Like, and that's really the only thing that I could come up with because it's a, it's a free weekend in Vegas. Um, you know, we, it's, it's really not even about me. It's really about getting the young pass. It's, it's really about getting Aiden Hutchinson around T.J. Watt or, mm-hmm. 
or Aiden Hutchinson around Cameron Jordan. If we can pick oh, up right. one thing from each other, man, that's what the Password Summit is all about. Or around Vaughn Miller. You, yeah. I know you're trying to do the yeah. whole, it's not just me thing, yeah. but you're a pretty big <laughs> part pretty of good it. Too. Yeah, pretty <laughs> big part of it, pal. Uh, before we let you go, we have to chat about not only Vaughn Miller Day happened next Saturday in DeSoto, Texas. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Should be a great Appreciate time. Appreciate you guys. No, no problem. Next Saturday. What... Um, Okay, so that's just people just showing up. It's block. Are we having a block party? What 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 is the setup here for Von Miller Day? So uh, this is a big picnic. It's, it's not a football camp or anything like that. You see, we got canes on there. We got Hutchins barbecue, Williams chicken. Oh, we we got we got a we got our crawfish guys out there, man. We got Smoky Joe's, man. We got all of my favorite food spots go. in Dallas, man. And it's just a, it's just a big picnic where we hang out. We got the bounce houses for the kids, and we got activities for the kids. And I sign autographs for everybody, man. And it's really just. But you remember the '90s movies, like those '90s movies where they had like the picnic in the in the city at the mm-hmm. at the park. Like that's all it is, man. In my hometown, who's playing music? I got DJs out there. I got DJ Trill. He'll be there playing music. DJ Trill. Okay, <laughs> Trill's out there in Desoto next Saturday. Is that that sounds like a great time? And then you got Vaughn's vision. So you got Pass Rush Summit June 10th. Yep. You got Vaughn Miller Day next Saturday in DeSoto, Texas. Mm-hmm. You got Vaughn's mm-hmm. vision that we read up on today. $5 million worth of glasses have been given away in like 19 different cities, over 9,000 recipients of, of glasses that aren't just like, hey, here's some things that you can staple on your face, like high fashion, great glasses from somebody who has worn glasses publicly, where some people could be a little bit uh, self conscious about yeah. as kids mm-hmm. you're changing the world bro you're doing great things how can we help with vaughn's vision man right now just just getting the word out um that's that's great man allow me to come on your show and promote Vaughn's vision um if, if anybody else wants to know uh, more information you can, you can go to vonmiller.org and everything about my foundation is on there it started out by wanting to help one or two kids and you know to help nine thousand kids and raise over five million dollars man like I'm humbled and blessed, man. I'm I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm gonna keep doing it until my till my till the wheels fall off, man. And it's just a, uh, it's just um, it's just I just feel so so humbled and blessed to to be involved with Von's vision and to have all the people that that back me and that back my vision as well. Gigum Gala, there, April. I mean, dude, you're a nonstop machine, just trying to give yeah. back as much as possible. Have you always been like this, or like why why do you think you're like this? Oh, I think. I think I just had great vets around me, man. When I came into the league, when I came into the league, Tim 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 Tebow was our quarterback, and he invited me out of Point, to Point Vedra, Florida, um, for the Tim Tebow Foundation. And it was like a we played at TPC Sawgrass during the day. It was a golf tournament. Then we had the event at night, and I saw all the things that he was doing. He was building a a, a hospital in the Philippines, and he was changing lives and and saving lives, and he was doing all type of things. I was like, man, I want to. I want to be like Tim Tebow. I, I want to be like everybody else in the world. I want to be like Tim Tebow, and I want to have this type of impact too. Well, I'm not Tim Tebow, and, and I am and I can't build hospitals in the Philippines, but I was just sitting down, like, signing autographs one day, and I took off my glasses, and I was like, man, that's it. I'm going to start Vun's Vision. I'm going to give back contacts, LASIK surgery, and pretty much everything to do with, with vision and the eyes back to underprivileged kids. And people got behind me, and, you know, 
the, the rest is history. Yeah, it's amazing because it's something that I assume not a lot of people have focused on helping. So you giving back in a meaningful way to you and also in ways that probably haven't been helped in the past is huge. I had LASIK. I had terrible eyes. I had contacts there for a bit. Before mm-hmm. I had contacts, I just I had to do this everywhere I was. <laughs> you know I, mean? I, I couldn't even see anything. See, I was see, I was the kid. I was the kid. I had one pair of glasses. I would care for it. I had one pair of glasses, and you could just imagine eight year old one falling asleep, and I fall asleep with my glasses on. I roll over on them, and they're flat. I wake up in the morning, my glasses flat. My mom has to fix them. She would tape them up and super glue them up, and I have to go to school looking like that. So, I, I, I from early on, I knew I knew how it felt to you know have those type of problems, and those were the people that I really wanted to help. And it just reminds me of uh, of that great uh, Uncle Ben quote. Uncle Ben said, "With great power comes uh, great responsibility." On Spider Man, and that just just stuck with me. We have a, a huge platform here in the NFL. We play in the greatest. Uh, we play in the greatest league in the history of the world. Hell yeah. You gotta you gotta be able to give back, man. You gotta do something for your people for sure. You're a good man, Vaughn. We're lucky that we have gotten to know you a little bit. Uh, we hope to continue to do so. Good luck with Vaughn Miller Day. Good luck getting from 65% uh, to 100% here on the knee. And good luck in your quest for another Super Bowl and a GM job at some point. You're the man, pal. Hey, man, Pat, AJ, man, Pac, man, all of you guys, man, I appreciate you guys for allowing me to come on here, man. And I ain't going nowhere. As long as we got a Pat McAfee show, I'll be here, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> Hell yeah. You're the man. Ladies and gentlemen, Vaughn Miller. That makes sense. I wanted to be like Tim Tebow. Yeah. yeah there you go. It makes sense now because Tim Tebow is like this, you know, fictional character pretty yeah, much. Pretty yep. much. And then you meet him, it's like, no, he's really like that. It's mm-hmm. like, holy fuck. First vet. And then Von Miller is like, there's no way he can do that much. Now he's got four events coming up while rehabbing a knee and also being a leader and trying to become a GM. It's like some yeah, people are just different, man. Yeah. He's yeah. a fucking good guy. Yeah, great guy. Unbelievable teammate too, man. He throws some fucking good parties too, Pat. Oh my I've God. heard, yeah. We've all heard. Great about him. Yeah, we've heard about him, Pat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've heard some people that uh yeah, chose to leave in certain right. fashions yeah. have yeah. I've heard his great party. Hey. Yeah, I think I was at that party when that, that guy what guy? Left, but uh good teammate. Great teammate. I love that guy. That's my boy. It was it was just it was a hell of a night, man. Yeah, Vaughn, I'm saying though, the guy that holds the parties. Good teammate. Great yeah. teammate. So I used to have a um a gathering after training camp in West Virginia. And, you know, there was a Rich Rodriguez quote to the team at the beginning of one of the training camps. It said, no motherfucking parties, all right? And he, like, yelled at me or whatever. So we had a camaraderie, a team chemistry building barbecue. We didn't have a party. Those parties, though, are a massive team chemistry builder. Like, when you see somebody for the first time outside of the facility, maybe a little boozed up a little bit, and how they act, like, how you look at them for the rest of the year is going to be different. You're like much closer now. You are a you are a closer team at that point. I think those are essential. Now, yeah. granted, got to be healthy, got to be yeah. safe, got to do all that type of stuff. But like Vaughn being the one that takes it upon himself to host that and make it a big deal, I think it's just another indicator of him being a teammate and wanting the team to have as much fun and be as close as possible. Yeah, and that was on, on the field and off the field, not just off the field, but on the field. He was the first one there. He held, held meetings, you know, every Friday, bring extra food in for whatever the guys wanted to eat. Um, he said strong possibility, strong possibility. Strong. Yeah. Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo. Big deal. Now, he's been selling, though, hard. Remember that? He has. Yeah. Imagine D-Hop at Buffalo. That'd be a great team for D-Hop. He's already looked at the camera and gone. Hell yeah. Remember? 
I remember. See, I mean, from from what we're hearing today from the show, it's either Buffalo or Baltimore, huh? In or Baltimore, Casey. Casey also there. Casey, Green Bay has yeah. been ruled out. Okay. Any other teams? What about the Colts? No, it doesn't sound like that. Colts. Can't, can't no. rule them out, though. Listen, we, me and Ty were talking about this. The Colts haven't really done shit this offseason, okay? Signed a brand-new head coach. Shout-out him. I think yep. he'll be on the show Friday. Oh, here oh, we go. Sick. Shane Steichen, I believe, will be on the show Friday. Cannot wait like to meet that. him. That is a big deal. We did make a move. Yeah. But whenever you talk about roster, Gardner Minshew, really the only – Well, he yeah. traded Stephon Gilmore, too. Yeah, we got rid of Stephon Gilmore. Right. We signed Gardner Minshew. But roster, we haven't really done seemingly much. No. But the whole conversation is number four overall, number four overall, number four overall. So that's kind of been a distraction. We're talking about the Packers earlier. The only conversation the Packers have is they're losing Aaron Rodgers going to Jordan Love. Haven't made many moves at all. This is a big-time draft for the Packers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, really, like, the big thing was, you know, like, Keyshawn Nixon. Like, they resigned him. It was like, hey, are they going to let the, the one good returner they've had in the last 10 years, they're going to let him go. But then, yeah, the Rodgers thing has just kept him in limbo. Like, they've had more money – going into an off season than they have in I since I can remember, but they couldn't do anything because Rogers is still there and like now they have kinda I don't want to say back themselves into a corner, but it is kinda like a need to nail the draft this well, year. Well Colts are gonna have to do the same because we're yeah. talking about Colts are gonna have to do well in the draft. Right. Like Colts are gonna have to do good in the draft. If we want to get better from a team that is now the number four overall pick, which followed a year in which we didn't make the playoffs because we lost in Clontown, Jacksonville. Right. It's like you would think that you'd make a lot of plays. It's like gotta hit the draft. And then the Packers, same exact conversation because they've had no money to use. But then we hear from Ian Rappaport that the Packers and Jets haven't talked. So you haven't talked about potentially getting that deal done, which is holding up $60 million in free cap space, you'd assume. And then also you haven't really signed many free agents. It's like all eyes are on the draft right now, it appears, in Green Bay. Good luck out there. And they're kind of in the same position because I'm, I'm sure their thinking is like, well, we, we could have a franchise quarterback in Jordan Love. So like that would be like the big move. It's like, They're oh, signing. Exactly. Like, okay, we have our guy going, going ahead into the future. But like the Colts, like – you know, depending on who they pick, like, do we even know if that guy is going to start the first year? Like, you might not even have that, like, oh, okay, we found our guy for the future right away. So, like, that, it, it is, it's really weird. Like, at this point, like, the Packers, I could, I could see them winning six games and I could see them, you know, winning nine. 11. Games. Why yeah, not? Exactly. Like, winning 10 games and competing to win the division. Speaking of predictions, AJ, a uh, couple things coming out of West Virginia University this morning. ESPN's FBI predicted FPI, which I don't know what that means. Football Power, Power Index. There it is. Uh, okay, that seems real. And I'm sure on College Game Day, I'll act like it is at some point. <laughs> yep. So let's treat it as, as if it's real. Um, you know, because those things matter when games actually take place. Yeah. And the only reason why I say that is because. For 70% of my football career, I had no idea where the football was going. Right. So if the FBI can figure out where I'm putting a football <laughs> and I don't even know where it's going, like, okay, good luck. But it is nice to see projections. They say West Virginia is going to win two games this year. We're going to be two and ten Uh-oh. is what the ESPN FBI Bullshit. said. That's football. Mm. They said Bullshit. two and fucking ten, Pac-Man. The FBI seems to be a hater. Done it. Tough schedule. FBI uh, seems. Wait, well, yeah, which be- two teams are they going to beat? That's a tough schedule. I could see them going. Penn State, Week One. Not the Dukes in Week Two. I can tell you that. Dukes in Week. There's two already. <laughs> then we're losing ten straight. Two, no. Probably. I don't even know. If no this- way. Let's pivot away from the football team, though. The ESPN FBI clearly Got has something wrong. against. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Fuck. Little glitch in the system. No, probably not. 
I bet it was one Good. of those AI chip on the shoulder where you download the coach's photo and then they decide. <laughs> yeah, and could have been. <laughs> or like typed in doofus on the AI thing and it spit out a picture of Neil yeah. Brown. What is your guy's problem? I, I saw a guy give a speech yesterday. He had notes, had a paper. <laughs> what's your delivered guy's it well? What's your guy's problem? I don't know. I feel like the notes in the paper that does seem. Uh, All coaches have now. You don't even see you, Bill Belichick spinning the fucking thing and Bingo. then writing the thing Never. all day, every day. Did he have a bowl cut and a visor on too? Because that's really the thing yeah. I can't get over. It's clown oh shoes. Peck. We're. Not, we're in, they're with the FBI. <laughs> yeah, that, these guys probably the one who wrote the, the, the FBI. Yeah. Pac-Man knows. wrote the code. You said yeah. chip on the shoulder. We're taking that FBI chip out of the fucking computer saying you aren't worth a thing unless we get. There it is. There's a photo actually they used. And they were like, oh, okay. That's not a football coach. That guy works at well, Hold the phone. I didn't know he was wearing croquis, too. Yes. He's from nice. the South. Nice. Okay. Come on, man. 1-11. This isn't what I wanted to talk about, though, especially with Good A.J. Tip. Hawk. I just wanted to get past this conversation. A.J., could you imagine if Ohio State was predicted to win two games? Like, that would never happen. No, no chance. That's where West Virginia is. tough. Wait, how many did win big money? That's why. We yeah. gotta get, we're getting our money up. Yeah, but before the whole money thing, too, it was fucking... Yeah, you guys have been dead for years. You know what I mean? It was, <laughs> it was problematic. Mm-hmm. Morningtown, West Virginia, West Virginia. ESPN's football oh, well, power index is a measure of team strength that is meant to be best predictor of a team's performance going forward for the rest of the season. Okay, a lot of words. Here's how... Just, 9% chance to win at Penn State? That's generous. What do you think, Just, those... You don't you think... You gotta I, win week two, right? Just You gotta make sure you win week two, don't We're we? definitely winning week two. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Pitt, like we're taking out all of we, Pittsburgh. Pitt yeah. should be 50 <laughs> we we win week three. Tell them to fucking line up Carnegie Mellon in week four. <laughs> okay? That's another school in downtown Pittsburgh. You guys, we'll take them on as Bobby well. Bobby Moe, week five. Bing, bingo. Give us Wale's Robert Morris. <laughs> Have them show up. We'll take them down. And then the other one, the art school down there, Point Park. Yeah. Put them on there. We'll take out the whole fucking city of Pittsburgh and all the universities if we have to. Point BYU, Park. though, that'd be a huge win. So BYU... We got a 63% chance to beat them. That's the only other favorable. Cincinnati, 49.7. fuck? You, I mean, UCF, only 19%. This shit. UCF's got fucking John Reese Plumley, a quarterback, plays baseball, plays football. Mm-hmm. He did that the other day. Oh, you yeah. Mm-hmm. Two and 10 is solid. That's a tough <laughs> uh, that is, that is schedule. That is a brutal It's a really schedule. hard schedule. Yeah, get, get, get Yeah. If you're going to win a title, you got to fucking beat any, everybody right. anyway. That's right. Two and 10 I mean, with TCU, a TCU. TCU is in the national championship. Well, I hate to break it to TCU, but <laughs> right there, September 30th. On my birthday. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Pac. Happy birthday. We're going to whoop that ass. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah, we are. Of course. You They're, seem super confident. TCU's a big team. Remember I seen oh, them? Yeah. Real big Dude, team. They are big. big. They lost their No Max quite Doug. A bit. No. Yeah, no Doug. Yeah, yeah. but remember, they, the last game they played, they lost by 55. I don't want to hear it. True. Okay. True. Now, granted, they made it to the national championship. Yeah. Michigan. Yeah. If West Virginia were to play Georgia, they'd by 100. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about the football team. might be a little situation. I don't want to talk about football team anymore. Okay, they're working hard over there. Trust climb. <clears throat> they got Blaine Stewart coaching over there. They're going to be just fine. Yeah. Sure. Coach Stewart's going to figure it out. They had a super cool picture of him posing yesterday while he was coaching. Looked like it was right out of a coach's manual. Nice. Love that. Blaine Stewart's yeah. going to figure it out. Okay, we love Blaine. Love you, Blaine. Yeah. Yeah. Love you, Blaine. Need you. Everybody does. Need at least three to four, five, six, seven, eight wins. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just Can't be two and ten. Five. Hold on to that. <laughs> Let's talk about another sport down in West Virginia. December. West Virginia basketball team will be playing against who? The Ohio State Buckeyes. Wow. 
December 30th in Cleveland, neutral site. Nice. Uh, West Virginia will be. T- Why yeah, are we doing real it in Cleveland? neutral? Why are we doing it in Cleveland? I don't know. Probably some sort of ceremonial thing. But we're taking on Ohio State. I want to wow. let you know, AJ. This program, depending on what day that is, how exhausted we are, will definitely be making a trip to that game if we are able. Okay. I do mm. believe, and I don't want to, you know, throw and bring an umbrella here, but I assume the college football national championship semis, you might you might be on site there on oh, that day. Is yeah. it on January first? December thirtieth. First. Yeah. Would it be thirtieth or thirty first? It's always the New Year's Eve now. What day of the week is that? Yeah, because it could be Sunday if it's Sunday. No matter what. No, I mean, why, why are we acting like you're going to plan something this far out? Because <laughs> we're talking about it. Yeah. It's Saturday. Yeah, we'll be we there. Are. We Game are day. talking Saturday. about it. We're going to yeah. forget about it. It's Saturday. Oh. We'll be there. Oh, so that probably is. Okay. Game day. December 30th? It probably is the playoffs. Yeah, probably, yeah. We're not even going to know college basketball is happening on December 30th. No. Bingo. West Virginia, Ohio State. I'd like to see Bob Huggins. In per- I'd love to see Bob Huggins, coach. See, that's what I'm talking about. West Virginia is what's bringing this fucking Ohio State grad to that game. <laughs> yeah. People need to recognize. Oh, yeah. If got, Ohio State's in the you know semis, there's no way AJ is going. To oh that. yeah, he'll be taking that futurely broken into Sprinter van right. to whatever city the college football playoff is in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If they can make it back, yeah, yeah I we'll don't see. know. New we'll QB, see. new QB. Who's the quarterback? Not no longer Quinn Ewers. He's they don't gone. know yet, man. They don't know yet. What you see? No, it's spring game. What you see? It's McCord though. McCord is yeah. uh, Marvin Harrison Jr.'s uh, high school quarterback, so oh. he's he's so might be the go. front runner right now. Is he good? Yeah, of course. Of course. Oh, he's at Ohio State. He's at Ohio State. Dude, they are so good at football. I don't know how good. I mean, let's see how he does in games. But, yeah, he's a stud. AJ, do you feel obligated to be a little bit more respectful to the school that you graduated from now that they give you that prestigious award? <laughs> no. I don't I don't feel any pressure from from them to be biased. Any, any All of my, my biases, biases, whatever, however you want to say it, are natural because of my experience there and my continued experience. Hell yeah. OH. No. What? OH. I thought it was the O. I thought we already did this. See, you don't know because he never does it. That's right. And he just won the Face of Ohio Award. And and he's still leaving ducks. I gave it back to multiple people at that thing, actually, as I was walking out. Hey, Iowa, buddy. Yeah, here we go. Hit the rock. (laughs) 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 Got to give a speech. Yeah, they give me a award. Hey, hey. Like Nicholson giving thumbs up. Let's go to some phone calls uh, on the Five Iron phone line. Me and Phil giving the thumbs up. What do you mean? You think Liv survives another two, three years? Well, I don't know. Their uh, ratings on CW are out of this world, so maybe. What's this guy's deal? They've been dominating. What are they getting? They're getting like 20,000 people watching this thing? Yeah, there's more people watching reruns of like uh, an OC episode from like nine years ago. Good show. Unbelievable show, which I get it. (laughs) Do people know that CW still is? Like I could not find CW right now. Where where would it be? Exactly. You say, hey, Pat. You got four minutes to find a CW. I don't <laughs> know. Try. I don't know if I could do it. Right no. above NBC. Where? Though? Above? Yep. On right what? Above. Like Hulu. I don't on think it's channel. on Hulu. Is oh, it on YouTube TV? I don't know. I don't know so. if it's on there. Is it on? Where am I going to? I got to go. Cable. I got to go direct TV. Yep. Xfinity. Okay. So if I don't have that down, I'm fucked. I You're can't, done. I got You're no done. four minutes. Yeah. Nope. nope. Because they're going to give me a window of 14 hours two weeks from now to put that in. Exactly. Hulu. That helps for the next two weeks. Hulu actually, I think, does have CW. No way. Some of their shows that they have. Riverdale. Yeah, are on the CW. Okay, so maybe I do find it for a minute. Maybe. Live Golf, uh, trending now, CW. Okay, they got Superman and Lois. Oh, yeah, YouTube TV has uh, CW. 
I found a show. That, oh, YouTube TV does? Yeah. Cause Look at The Rock. Empire State. Is it a show? Tell that's a movie. Yeah, Tell I, I that's his newest movie. It's doing really, really well. That's a new movie? It's not a new movie. That was actually a rent-to-DVD <laughs> movie, which is... <laughs> oh, The Rock has made rent-to-DVD movies. Interesting. Yeah, yeah Tooth Fairy, DVD. Too. Streaming. <laughs> that they all do rent-to-streaming. Oh, it was in theaters. Oh, okay. We gotta watch Empire State. Speaking of watching a movie, can somebody grab Billy McComas? Oh, yeah. Billy McComas represented our entire office last night at a uh, screener. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, we were offered a screener from a studio. studio. Look out, we're in. Yeah, yeah, of course. We're offered a screener from a studio for a new movie coming out. Nobody was able to make it at the time that I scheduled, including me. So 100% <laughs> my fault. But Bailey McComas went... And he has a full breakdown on it. Yeah. He also had a full theater to himself. Mm -hmm. So Bill McComas is living a high life right now. The movie was called what, Bill? Uh, Sisu. S-I-S-U. Correct. The movie is by who? Uh, I do not know the director's name. It, it's a. Uh, it's not like a notable director or anything like that. What? It's like a more artsy kind of film. I thought it was What's-His-Face, the guy Tarantino from I'm the Baddest Motherfucker, the Tar wallet. Tarantino, Tarantino was a producer. It is not, yeah, it's not a Tarantino-directed movie. No, it's okay. John Maury Hellander. Okay, so I thought yeah. it was a Quentin Tarantino movie. Just is it good? It. it does have some Tarantino influence in what it. What does that mean, tell. produced it? Probably put up money. He gave money. You give money or he's just part of it. He didn't direct it. Like, is no, it a doesn't... big deal with uh, Quinn that he doesn't do, he only does 10 movies and he's on yeah, his he last does. one right now? He's been saying that for years. He'll fucking go until yeah. he doesn't want to. I don't know. Directing, not producing, directing. Yeah, directing. I do know that I, I in my head... Tarantino made this movie, and then I watched the trailer, and it seemed pretty Tarantino-ish for sure. Yeah, well, is it a, is it a good movie? Yeah, it's a very good movie. It's kind of like it's like an artsier version of John Wick. You know, like there's an actual true story behind it. Okay. It's not just I'm pointed at these people to go kill them, but it is a very like brutal, actiony movie. How long was the movie? It's an hour and a half exact. I think. Okay, and you stayed? Nice. Yeah, stayed the whole time. Did you have popcorn? I did. They All gave right. us a, they gave us a nice their nicest oh, medium popcorn they could. Had a baby. Ooh. All right. Let's go. Shout out Cezu. We appreciate the opportunity. Sorry, not more of us were able to make it, but Bill's had glowing reviews. He did. Yeah, he said it was awesome. It looked, the trailer looks awesome. Yeah, the trailer yeah. does look awesome. When does it come out, Bill? Did you do enough research? He's gone. He's gone forever. He's Comes back. out the 28th. I'm going to see the Matt Damon, uh, Ben Affleck Nike movie about getting Air. Jordan. Air, yeah. Air. So That's when's that? Great out? Reviews. It's, out. it's already out right now, but it'll be on Amazon oh. here soon. Yeah. Amazon okay. strictly. Amazon the studios was the one that produced it. So yeah, can't wait for all these movies that are out to be on a streaming service I can watch at home. Yeah, right. that'll be nice, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Will you watch a season movie? They just murder people's heads. I just saw people's yeah. heads blow up. I'm not really a movie type guy anymore. What does that I mean? Watch it. I watch everything at home. Shit, there's no reason oh, yeah. for me. To oh, you, did you like the movie theater? I enjoyed movie theater back in the day. Yeah. I do now with the lay down seats if I go, but I, like I only that. go if I take my kids though, and I fall asleep and take a nap. So IMAX is that's sweet. why it's nice. IMAX is a good time. We yeah. went and saw a Top Gun uh, running out the theater, and it felt like we were in the cockpit. Exactly. Yeah. So that was cool. Mm -hmm. Indiana State Museum also has one of the biggest uh, screens in the state. In the world. Oh, okay. In the Let's world. go to the fun. In the world too. Let's go to the five hundred fellow. Let's go to Ben in Wisconsin. What's going on, Ben? Hey, how you doing? Keep moving. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm looking to look at some rings. I was just seeing if you guys have some advice on like how to look for a ring for your girl. Actually, if it's like bring your best friend there, so you have an idea actually of what to Get look a fake for. One. Or what? Okay, so yeah, fake one. Does, does she know? Does she know that it's about time to get engaged? Uh, we've talked about it, but we've never really set a date or anything like that. All right, so here's a little curveball. She might have a Pinterest pin board of rings that she has potentially already liked that you could potentially show the people 
at the jeweler Interesting. and say, hey, this is the style in which she potentially likes. I only knew that because my wife was pinning engagement rings for a couple years mm-hmm. before we got engaged, and I was shown a few, you know, like, hey, love the way this one looks. So then whenever I went to go purchase one, it was like a, this style of ring, because I think there's different styles oh, yeah. sure. and eras and everything like that. So that could be a way to go about it. They say, like, you got to use a percentage of your salary. That's bullshit. Okay? You just get a good one out there if she doesn't have a Pinterest board. If you want to take her friend to see what she would like, I guess that's going above and beyond, and her friends will think you're super romantic, so not a bad play there either. Don't start anything with a friend, though. That happens. What do you mean? Someone who takes takes a friend. Hey, here, show me what my wife would like. All of a sudden, these two are banging. Hey, Ben, don't be banging your your (laughs) future fiancé's friend. (laughs) Just telling you. Ben, don't be putting that ring on your, your girl's friend. Mm-hmm. Don't be bopping around. Not a chance. Not not a chance. World, good guy. Buddy. All right, so he just told a friend that he's not interested, which yeah. is good. That's mm-hmm. good. You're yeah. already ahead of it. You definitely want to get engaged? You think, yeah, now's the time? It's <laughs> the right thing to do? Yeah. I would say after three years, I would think it's definitely time to start looking for a ring. Do you think she'll say yes? Do uh, you think she's going <laughs> to say yes? AJ. Yeah, absolutely, Pat. Well, AJ asked that question. Mitt got a big uh, Mitt loved it. Yeah. Mitt loved that question. Do you, do you think there's um, do you think there's any chance at all that when you get to wedding day, she no shows? Because I've never been to a wedding <laughs> where a no show happened, but I had a friend where it happened, oh, and it wasn't the bride; Ooh. it was the groom. Oh, and it was alleged, no. allegedly electrifying. Oh, I bet my friend was with a lady who was on the bride side. And groom and crew just didn't show up. See ya. Gone. Now, terrible for bride. Okay? Yeah. Tough day. And the families <laughs> and the wedding planner yeah. and everything like that. But my my friend that was with girl, he's kind of removed. Sure. From, he said it was fucking awesome. You know, he said it was one of the wildest things he's ever been a part of. The reactions from grandparents. Oh, I can't imagine. And the whole thing. Wedding band. Pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. Is there any chance that either of you no-show at the wedding day? Because that's what you got to think about whenever you're getting engaged. Is that potential moment yeah. happening? I want to be there. Well, I'm worried about it now, Pat. Thanks a lot. But, uh, <laughs> no, I don't think I have to worry about that at all. Well, <laughs> maybe. All right, that's good, Ben. And remember, the wedding is just a big party you're having yeah. for everybody that loves you. They're celebrating you. Good luck on the engagement. And maybe it's a Pinterest board. We're happy for you, Ben. We're happy for you. Congrats, right, thanks, ben. Yeah, ben. Appreciate. That would think about Congrats. that. Think about being like removed. Like whenever we were younger, mm-hmm. and I guess it's never happened to you because you got married when you're like 16 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like yep. whenever you're younger and you were just like invited as a plus one to somebody's wedding that you have no idea who they are. Yeah. Okay, you're just bonus member mm-hmm. in a room that you've never fucking met. And, Imagine one of them not showing up. Oh, dream oh, scenario. God. Yeah, dream scenario. That'd be so awesome, AJ. That'd be so awesome. I was, I was, I Terrible. went to a wedding once. Terrible. Yeah, but, but also, they're doing, whoever no-shows is doing the other person a favor in the long run. It's better to do that than get married and then be miserable and then break up. Yeah, and I, I, I assume what the flip side would be like, before we spend all the money on this wedding, too, oh, maybe yeah. we could do it then, but yeah. day off yeah. certainly builds the dramatics. Of course, yeah. you already spent the day off. Yeah. It's yeah, gone. if you know, gotta, show your gotta have the I, I, I'd rather spend the money on the wedding and walk out, and then 10, five years later, I don't know, I guess. Dude, could you fathom? <laughs> could you fathom that? Wow. A no, Just like, hey, had a no show? What? Imagine the bride, the whole bride side's there, and they're like, um, 
is the groom here yet? Ah, uh, he's arriving momentarily. Right, because they have to put the fire out. Yeah. yeah. They're already 30 minutes late. Oh, they hit traffic. They're on the way. And then, like, 25 minutes later, the bride's like, so, where's... Is this happening? Why? He's stuck hey, in Boston. traffic. Where are you, Boston? Connor, where are you? I'm at McDonald's. Shut up. I'll be there in a second. I'm in the McDonald's three states over there, baby. <laughs> yeah. I didn't lie. I'm in a run for it. We love love. Love. Absolutely. With that being said, <laughs> that moment, I would love to be at one of those moments <laughs> with too. no feelings for anybody there. Yes, you could step up, Con. You could step up and say, "I'll do it. I'll marry you today." Like, does that happen? And then she's like, oh, "That okay. would be awesome great too." You know what you did? That's like married at first sight. I think that's a show right now. A lot of shit TV out there. Yep. <laughs> love is blind. They couldn't even get that shit up on what a Netflix. Joke. Think about us every day getting alive. Yeah, unbelievable. Hey, way to go! Let's go, boys. Way to go back there, team. Pipes, wires, Pipes, internet. Yep. We don't have anywhere near the amount of people, but like, shout out to Google being able to just handle. Mm -hmm. Netflix couldn't handle the amount of people that wanted to watch that. No. So they couldn't get live. The tech couldn't figure it out. Didn't go up that night at all. I think they had to wait like 24 hours to put it up. So Love is Blind just yee on Chris Rock, I guess. Yeah, yeah pretty much. People realized, I think, what was it? Mina and uh, Mike Golick Jr. were hosting the pre-show. and I'm very proud that nobody from our office was internet upset. About Love is Blind not going live. Oh, Foxy was beside himself. He would be the one. He's the bachelor watcher. I was aware that it was happening. Put it that way. <laughs> so was I, because yeah. it was trending number one. Yep. And a lot of people on my timeline that I still have a lot of respect for uh, <laughs> were tweeting about it. What the fuck? Sure you do. Sure you do. Okay. Sounded like you do. Yeah. He said, I sure as hell hope nobody in this studio was upset of internet upset about this. And people I follow, uh, who I have so much respect for, and I still am very good friends with them, I saw them getting upset, but I'm okay with them doing it. That's what you just said. I, no, I, well, I guess that's kind of how it sounded. Did not mean, I was just poking around the office's internet mm -hmm. as that was all kind of unfolding. And I did have, you know, leaders in a clubhouse for probably, and Foxy, massive Bachelor fan. Yep. So had to. Uh, They're calling this show the new Bachelor, actually. Okay, so yep. I was like, is Foxy internet mad about this? No. He was not. NBA playoffs were So on. then Mitt, Bingo. yeah, NBA playoffs were on. Yeah. So then Mitt, I'm like, all right, what's going on with Mitt? Yeah. Nothing. Mitt was quiet as well at the time. I do not know if he has posted since because they were never able to get it up in live. Yeah. Sure. Jersey Shore is back. So maybe if that isn't able to get uploaded, yeah, he, he would lose his fucking mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but nobody from our office was internet upset at the time in which it was taking place. I feel like I learned a lot about the boys in here. And... uh I'm neither proud nor <laughs> disappointed, AJ. Okay. But it was a big win. So, but it was good. a piece of information. It was information a big win for everybody. That I had to learn. <laughs> mm. Learned a lot know. about Netflix that night, though. No, no, yeah, no, a lot of people. Learned a lot about a lot of people there. I'm like, really? This is what we're... So second. the two, two live things they've done is Chris Rock and now this? And they're allegedly getting in a live sports at some point. Remember, that's been like kind of the carrot. Yeah, we'll not see. A great, not a great weather balloon to float out there with Love is Blind. I don't know, man. ESPN fucking crashed a few times. Conor McGregor over there. Yeah, sure. That's you true. know, ESPN Plus. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. How do you know crash. if you have enough like infrastructure build up? How can you possibly know? Oh, you ask the, the people that do the coding, and they're always the mm -hmm. smartest people on earth, and they'll tell you the mm -hmm. truth on what they built, on whether or not it's powerful enough. I'm sure that's how that goes, AJ. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Be, be frustrating. It's much smaller level. We've been a part of a couple operations that have completely crashed. Boom. In theory, it should never Boom. crash. Whenever we were supposed to. So I asked the question, bad cop, asshole. We're saying this is going to work, yeah, 100%. 
with what we built. Of course. You are so disrespectful for even asking. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then when it completely... <laughs> and then I get tweets of, where's that, you asshole? You've changed. It's like, you have no idea what I just went through it's with the smartest started. human on earth, allegedly. I tried my absolute best. I assume Netflix is not thrilled that that did not. Yeah. yeah. Like you were talking about earlier with uh, Sunday Ticket going over. Boy, yeah. they and all those signups happening within a day or two of going live for the season, boy, they better be ready. We had 498,000 concurrents out of nowhere. We weren't the only people that were live. I think Google will be able to – I think YouTube and They'll get it. They'll handle Google it. will be able to figure it out because of how – just how vast they have. So many people are live right now on YouTube. Yeah. There's just so many people that are live right now. So it's like they handle it. Some of those newly built places just – They're not sure. They have no idea. And then there's just like red dots – Red, 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 yeah. red, red, blinking lights, wrinkling lights. How do we fix it? Well, the algorithm. Uh, we need to plug it up. They're blowing it. <laughs> hey, Netflix, they did so many of these. Oh, yeah. And then take something out, plug it back in. Still not working. Well, let me take this one out. Now? No. Yeah. We have no answer. All right. Try it again. Try it again. I'll we've been training for 12 hours. Everybody's calling us a fucking Bush League. <laughs> well, we tell them we've taken it on blown on everything. Yeah. <laughs> We're fucked. Let's go to the fence. Uh, two more phone calls, and we'll get the fuck out of here. Daniel in Kansas City on the 500 phone line. What's going on, Daniel? Hey, how's it going, boys? Keep it going, man. Yeah, I just want to talk about how, you know, the Chiefs, we just want a Super Bowl. Hell yeah. You know, the draft is in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I should be riding high. I should be feeling pretty good. Oh, yeah. But instead, I can't sleep at night. Why is that? Because there's a guy in a wolf costume still on the loose somewhere. And if it was just me, if I was a guy who liked to dress up as a wolf and go to Chiefs games yeah. and make a ruckus, yeah. why wouldn't I show up at the draft and make a big scene? That's right. Oh, no. I got what is it? Other- hey, Daniel, you know more than us, I guess, and since you are staying up. We haven't really followed along with that story since finding that he had jumped his bail and he had been on the loose. Is there still a wolf on the loose out there? I've, we haven't heard anything about him. I know the Kelsey brothers tried to get him on their podcast. Well, that but was like I mean, back in the day I, whenever they gave Super Bowl tickets, free Super Bowl tickets. Yeah. To like the 100 most wanted. Yeah. Yep. You remember when they did yeah. that? Just waiting for someone to show up. Come claim. And like 50 guys yeah. were like, oh, I'm getting Super Bowl tickets. And they just walked right into their arrest. Thank you so much. Right into jail. Mm-hmm. Does feel like the draft is a water hole for the wolf to come in and get a little drink. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if he's still out there, they got those traps set, I would assume, for old Chiefs Aholic. They might have snipers out there because I think it is shooting yes. sight when they see this guy. Do you know this guy that was a bank robber that fucking uh, jumped his bail? No. So uh, yeah. this is a real thing happening in uh, the f- wild fanatic fandom world. Chiefs Aholic, he. Uh, he was robbing banks to get money to buy tickets to go to games so he could be a Chief Super fan. So, like, mm-hmm. on the way between Kansas City and away game. Houston. Houston. He <laughs> got caught in Oklahoma robbing a bank so he could get money to go, I assume. Sit in the front row on the 50-yard line. Mm-hmm. Buy tickets in the parking lot. Yep. And then he would be front row, selfie. Chiefs all like this here. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's what he was. He would buy, like, autographed paintings and stuff. And we all, I, the natural assumption is, Everything this guy has ever done has come from money that he just robbed from a bank hours beforehand. Yep. And then he started looking into it. He was arrested when he was like 16, when he was 20, 24, just like a career criminal. Yeah. Family. And he was beloved by the Chiefs fanatic community. Underneath that wolf was uh, 
Real savage. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yes. He's Bain. loose. He's loose, Pac. You need to keep that right there. That's him. It's real. That's him. It's no joke. It's a real story. Robin Banks in that costume. Give it change of costume. Yeah, what if he comes back as like a ferret or something? That'd be sick. <laughs> Smart. That'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. <laughs> I haven't seen many ferret costumes. Or a gopher. I saw I saw a fucking otter. Maybe a gerbil. Today. At the house? My, at the house. Pretty sweet. An otter. Oh. Was he eating your Fruit Loops? Man. No Fruit Loops out there for the otter just yet. First time seeing, I assume there's a full... They're pretty cool looking. Yeah, they be are. careful. What? They're nasty. No, they swim on our back. They do the... Yeah, they look they, cute, they crack. They crack things up with rocks. Yeah, they're vicious. Yeah, and they also, like, crack pistachios on their... They like do. This. Yep. They can also crack your fucking skull open. Not mine. Thank you. Maybe yours, soft-ass yeah, sure. skull. It is. Multiple concussions. Let's go to the fence. Actually, I think it's soft brain. <laughs> Brains are soft in general. Everybody, yeah, hopefully. No, brain's a muscle. Mine's fit. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Let's go to Aaron in California on the 500 phone line. What's going on, Aaron? What's up, Pat? Boys, how we doing? Hey, great, man. How are you? Uh, you know, just chilling. Before I ask this question, let me just tell you. I'm a sports stooge, retarded truck driver. Well, okay. you can't say that. Knew we are getting there. Yeah. <laughs> right, quick on the trigger. There. Yeah, pretty quick there. Because obviously we don't recommend saying that word ever at this stage of the game. There's other ways to describe the way in which he wanted to describe himself. Yes. Mm -hmm. That guy's dumb. Dipshit. Yeah. Yeah. Scumbag. Yeah. Click. Yeah. Fool. Moron. Let's go to Jimmy in Chicago. Jimmy, what's going on, pal? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, just hanging, Jimmy. What do you got going on, pal? All right. Uh, I just want to know. Like, I know you guys say we need to give all these young quarterbacks, you know, in tough situations a little bit more time. But, honestly, what, you, what do you guys think about Justin Fields and, like, what he showed in the last two years? I know Lombo's been catching a lot of flack on, on what he's been saying a little bit lately. So, I'm just curious to see, to, you know, what you guys think. What do you think? Uh, personally, man, I don't think he's got it. Uh, you know, he, I think he's going to be kind of an average quarterback and never really going to get there. You Are know, you a Bears fan? Everyone, I am. Everyone here thinks he, you know, he's got it, and they got nothing to be worried about. I haven't seen it. I don't think the offense was as bad as people made it out to be. Like his support, mm. I know it's not like you know, ninety-one sacks, not, 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 not great. Mm. Yeah, but he, how long does he hold the ball? It's on you know? him. You Come ain't on. got nobody that can get I'm open. I'm not saying it's all on him, but it's you know, I don't know. Watching some of these other guys, you got to get rid of the ball. You got to make your decisions a little bit quicker. And just yep. looking at it, I mean. All right. Well, Jimmy, we appreciate you. Remember Josh Allen year one, what he became? Mm -hmm. Josh Allen had a lot of explosive runs mm -hmm. year one. Just like Justin Fields has had a lot of explosive runs. Mm -hmm. Feels like he has the work ethic to continue to develop. I didn't know that Chicago was this split. Remember, there was a conversation about him maybe getting traded out of there. Yeah. And Bryce Young becoming the new quarterback. Zidi, is what that guy's saying the common thought, or is there more people thinking that and not saying it out loud? He's just a negative Nancy, that guy. Oh, this mm. guy. DJ Moore now. So yeah. Now yeah, there's no excuse. Claypool. Claypool. Uh -huh. Yeah, he got this weapons, the year. Now. This is his year. What do you mean? Like, this is his prove-it year. Yeah, For yeah. sure. He took, a, he took a step last year, no question. But now it's like, okay, we will know pretty much one way or the other whether you're a franchise guy or not. Let's go to Lee and Duval. Last call on the 5-Hour Energy phone line. Go to 5-HourEnergy.com. Use promo code McAfee to receive 20% off your order of any delightful 5-Hour Energy shot. Uh, Lee, what's going on down there in Duval? What's up, Boris? Pat, how you doing? Keep it moving, Lee. Hell yeah. 
that, that's right. We're down here in Clown Town. Well. Our uh, star t- tight end, he got tagged, but apparently he didn't sign it. So do you think the Jags might, you know, steal a t- tight end during the draft? Hell yeah, Lee. We appreciate you calling. Um, I think there's a chance that Jacksonville Jaguars are going to get better. Oh, yeah. They, Calvin Ridley literally just gave a speech and an answer. He said that he had a 1,400, or 1,400 receiving yards on a broken foot. Now he's healthier, faster, better mentally. He's going to be a dog for him. Won't sign the tag. That's probably just a little leverage. Yeah. Just a little leverage. He'll be there. A little leverage. He'll sign. That's kind of how it goes. If he doesn't, though, absolute dog move. There's only been yeah. a few that have done that in the past. I think he should just be excited about what. You know, down there in Jacksonville. Evan Ingram will be there. The Jags will get better. uh, That division is the worst. So, yeah, they'll be fine. That's the worst (laughs) in football. So, I mean, how how are Jags fans not happy? Worst in football. We we have two (laughs) MVP candidate running backs. Okay. Sorry that that our division is a little tougher than your division. Your division, definitely. (laughs) Your division, definitely. Your division. Not even close. Certainly. Let's not even get into the back room because it kind of weighs true. We're ground and pound division. Okay. okay? When you got Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor mm-hmm. and two of the four teams, you know what you're signing up for. And that's tough guy football. Right. So the AFC South is the toughest division in football, naturally. Yeah, it's not as if, like, with running backs age, as they get older, they, they don't get, you know, worse. They stay the same, right? Jonathan Taylor is very young. Absolutely. Bro, the Colts suck right now. They're huh? very bad right now. <laughs> I mean, why? They are so – I'm staring this down here eight days before the draft. Yeah. We we earned a number four overall pick. Earned mm-hmm. it. It's not like somebody else's pick. No. That was ours. That's yeah. right. Expectations going in. There's 32 teams in the NFL. 31 of them get picks. We're picking four. Yeah. Were they the favorites to win the division? Had to be. We're the fourth favorites to win the fucking AFC yeah, so. last year. Fifth favorite to win the AFC last yeah. year. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, brand new coach. So you guys will be fine. Yeah, Yeah, but we're tougher than the fucking AFC North, that's for sure. Spikeman's speech definitely showed that. You know where real football is played at. Where's that? (laughs) AFC North. You're goddamn right, it is. Come on, bro. It's hot in the kitchen. Mike Tomlin says that. Come on. You don't like it. Get out of the kitchen. It's physical. You got a married paisan back there grunting and hooting. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, Pac. Let's do a giveaway before we get out of here. I made some shots earlier, so we're not going to do that again. Pac Man, what do you want to do, pal? What you want to do? You have to make this shot. I mean, I don't yeah, think yeah. I think this thing think is a debate. You have to make it. Yeah, the moon you shot. Have to. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it has kind of bullied you a little. Yeah. Bit. You know what I mean? It's it's beating you. You got to beat it. AJ, anything you say to Pac Man as he takes on his arch nemesis here, the moon shot? Well, you, we saw it yesterday. I, I called it. I said first shot's going in. That thing went in and out five different times. So mm-hmm. this one's in. It did rattle. It yeah. did rattle. So bit. maybe yesterday was just Come a little on, Pac. poor luck. This block will get better. Yay! Here you go, Pac Man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if Adam Pac-Man Jones can make the moonshot from the opposite free throw line, we'll give 10 people some free merches who retweet this Dang. video. Uh-huh. Bounce ball, bounce ball, bounce ball. Ooh, almost took out ball, the Thunderball now. If Adam, Pac- if Adam Pac-Man Jones, who looks really cool right now, yeah, can make this moonshot. Jeez. Oh, Halfway down again. Oh, no. That's okay. You, you found the stroke. Adam Pac-Man Jones. Oh, that was a perfect bounce. Ladies and gentlemen, if Adam Pac-Man Jones can bury this moonshot, we'll give 
right. Just gauging the distance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got to get there, Pack. We got to get there. That's a bad throw. That's a bad throw. But there was a a gust that kicked up. Ladies and and gentlemen, if a very cool-looking Adam Pac-Man Jones can bury this moonshot, we'll give 10 people... He's got to be scared to death with Bill behind him. I would never let Bill. That is true. Bill McComas is right there. No, Bob's his guy. Bob. (laughs) If Adam Pac-Man Jones can make this moonshot, ten people. Man, this is. He's getting unlucky here. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Luck is certainly a massive part of this. He's hucking this thing up, ladies and gentlemen. Adam Pac-Man Jones. Come on, Pac-Man. Come on, Pac. We need this. One time. Come on, Pac. Ladies and gentlemen, what you're about to witness is this man's first attempt at what he's about to do. (laughs) If Adam Pac-Man Jones can bury this moonshot, that's right, shot from the opposite foul line, we will give 10 people free merches from store.patmcafeeshow.com. All you have to do is retweet this video and say something nice to somebody. Adam Pac-Man Jones. All right. Bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball. Yes. Oh, good reach. Ladies and gentlemen, if Adam Pac-Man Jones can make this shot, the moon shot, we'll give 10 people five. I just don't understand the, uh, the technique we're going. Whoa, 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 whoa. Shoot it high. Yeah. Hey, those are good shots. That's a tough shot. It's a tough shot. If the moonshot was easy, everybody would make it. Exactly. His pants are sweet. I like those pants Pants in the pocket down low. Bro, he's got a backpack on his left knee. (laughs) He looks so cool, dude. Dunny, he looks so cool. I like having a lot of pockets. Yeah, different pants have weird pockets all over now. Me too. My pants are always so tight. The pockets look weird, but the I mean, having a pocket right there on the kneecap. Footballer would love it. Good luck. Yeah, that would be the nature's microwave. Yeah. 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 All, all, all over the place. <laughs> all right. Well, we're off tomorrow. We got to get something done for the draft next week. That's right. Yep. Technical stuff. Came out of nowhere. But if you want to have the draft spectacular, go fucking do it. So. Mm-hmm. Wait till you see the shit we got planned for this. Woo. AJ. It's legit. What is it? Can you tell me? Can you give me a hint? Hint. Oh, what is going So on? tomorrow, what's going on? They're revamping the whole Thunderdome tomorrow? Tearing ah, the whole thing down. No, no. Yep. Oh, They're redoing no. all the wiring and yeah. all the thing. Mm-hmm. Got to roll the dice. I'll te- we'll text it. <laughs> Got to roll the dice yet again on whether or not it, any of it will work. Yeah, we'll let you know exactly what's going on. We'll be back for a feel-good Friday. Hell yeah. Uh, we are bummed that there's no giveaway. Pack, you want to throw some footballs? He's back, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. He's got candy. Here we go. Here we go. Do you remember how close you were for that one? Are you going to this one? Which one do you want to go to? Go for the net pack. Yeah, let's go with just, the camera. Let's walk before we run. What's his deal? I'm just giving advice. Pac Man, what are you going with? Okay. No, you're going to get that camera. Yeah. Oh, my God. He makes he that so shot. Pumped. Oh, my so God. Pumped. What a moment. If Boston Connor can make this. Oh. Same spot, same as I said. He is close, the Tom, picture of consistency. If if Boston Connor, a man who is known for spinning the picture, oh, no. bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball. Oh, oh, Con's got a nice. Give me the fucking dorsal. Ladies and gentlemen, Boston Connor will miss the backboard. Here's the backboard. Yeah, give him the, give him the, give him the whistler tie. You throwing a whistler? I want the dorsal. Okay, Tony right Diggs throwing a dorsal. Where are you going? 
Cut. That thing definitely put a hole in the wall. Hold on, bonus ball. Bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball. Throw the pumpkin. Is that a pumpkin? It is pumpkin. We're uh, celebrating Halloween next year. If Boston Connor can make this throw, we'll give 10 people merches from store.patmcafeeshow.com. Java in the eye. Oh, I thought that was it. Quick, Bill, go get that severed head out of your locker. <laughs> Bill does not have any dead bodies in here, okay? Just so Those are not his locker. It's underneath. Duh. It's in his car. We know that because the crows, yeah. the way they offer. In the screams. Big shout out to Parker McCollum. His album's coming out May 12th. <laughs> crows they are loud. And Bill's car around. Mike Rupp joined us. Obviously, he's a legend. That's Hockey Talk tonight at 8 p.m. at YouTube.com forward slash that's Hockey Talk. Thank you. Von Miller, great to see him again. He looks yeah. great. Yeah, it's been a while. 65%. Adam Pacman Jones, another incredible week, pal. We appreciate the hell out of you. Celebrate uh, 420 tomorrow responsibly. We'll Smell be back me. for a feel-good Friday. <laughs> if you're in the in a state where you can buy Ohio. Okay. Oh, where you where you sell your stuff. Oh. Cali, anywhere you can buy cookies, go support the brand. Any cookies? Any cookies. They're in Oregon too. Yeah. I don't think we released in Oregon, but we are uh, Vegas, um, all of San Francisco. I mean all of California. All of San Francisco. All of California and Utah. Right What's now. the name of it? Cookies. What's yours? Pac-Man. Get the Pac-Man. Get the Pac-Man. Pack from Cookies in California or Vegas. If you're out celebrating 420 tomorrow, do it responsibly. That's right. And remember, you're always going to come down. Okay? (laughs) Uh That is a very vital piece of information. If you're going to digest some in a legal state, smoke some in a legal state, vape some in In a legal legal state, state. do whatever you're going to do in a legal state. Remember, you will come back down, and it is A-OK. And if you're a person who has this negative image about cannabis because the hippies and what it maybe was a long time ago, I think you should maybe uh, have a thought about changing your opinion. You know? There's been many sciences... Uh, that have proven the greatness of cannabis and what it can bring into your life and what it can replace potentially, you know? So although 420 is a big like, hey, these people are about to get stoned out of their fucking mind and not be able to operate, that is certainly one way to go about using cannabis. But there's so many different medicinal ways to utilize it or people dealing with anxiety or mental health issues or people that have focus issues as opposed to taking a pill form or something they can smoke. People have been able to utilize cannabis for Thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And then we decided to ban it. I don't think that is necessarily the right decision. I think we're on the precipice of a lot more people being able to utilize cannabis for the good as opposed to the bad. And those that say it's a gateway drug have never been around anybody that has ever gone past cannabis because then you could say that cigarettes are certainly much more of an indicator than (laughs) I would say cannabis is. Nonetheless, we appreciate you all so much. You're the best people on earth. Thank you for allowing us to do this every single day, although we're not doing it tomorrow. True. Friday, though. Feel good Friday. We'll see you at noon. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. We're going to Chef Bo's. Goodbye.